do the labels make the artists do those boardroom performances? Here's how those go. Who's the most famous? Yeah. Of course you're gonna lose the art because people aren't doing it for the art anymore, they're doing it for the bag. And this is not me speculating. This is me talking to like top five most streamed artists in the world and them talking to CEOs and CEOs admitting and me on the phone with like the dude who fakes the stream. Mm. Nikki spoke on Future saying when I talked to Future, he told me he wasn't even doing drugs that he talks about. I think Future's music is amazing, but I also know that the reason why I wanted to try Lean when I was 19 was Future. Was we have seen it live in the flesh. Juice World said, I did drugs because of you. Juice World died of a drug overdose by following somebody who does not even do the drugs that they said they did. It's y'all's fault for believing it. No, 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 no. Start at chapter one. Why are you perpetuating something you're not doing? Don't Bro, when this goes out, money. I'm getting flanked. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant. Now, listen, if, if you hate seeing stand-up clips all over the internet, we have brought the man that's responsible for that on the podcast today. Give it up for Russ, everybody. Wow. Yeah. 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 I've given you your flowers for yeah. this, so you know the story, and I talk about this quite often. But retell it. We have it. <laughs> There's never no. enough flowers. Yeah. But no, I remember watching an interview with you and yeah. you saying that you were putting out a song a week. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I was like, man, I'm not working hard enough. This guy's putting a whole fucking song out a week. You got to write yeah. the music for it. You got to write the lyrics. You got to do it. And I could put a joke out a week. And I started doing that. I started getting success. And I tried to tell as many comedians as possible about it. And now they stand up uh, all over the internet. So you deserve credit for that. So we just want to you know, say thank you <laughs> for you know putting us on to the you. hustle. Yeah. And um, th there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. I'm very excited to finally have you on the pod, a lot of music industry stuff, a lot of personal stuff in your music. Yeah. But before that, I need you to explain to us something. Okay. Why is it, because you're uniquely positioned in, in the music world where, like, I don't feel like you're really indebted to anybody but the fans, so you could right. kind of talk shit about the labels, right? and then you could talk shit about the artists, right? <laughs> right? And the artists that are indebted to the labels can't say shit, yeah. and the people that work at the labels can't say shit, but you can't, right? Why do the labels make the artists do those boardroom performances? Mm. Is that like a I don't I don't think like the crazy thing is I don't think they make them do the performances. Here's how those go, right? Here's, Please here's explain the reality. This. Mm -hmm. yeah. The reality is like you when you get signed to a label or you're trying to get signed to a label, they'll in in a in a way to sort of like show you how much like artillery we have and how much we fuck with you. They bring the whole team. We got we got every we have digital in here. We have radio. Like yeah, they yeah, bring yeah. the whole staff, right? And they sit them around this long table. Yeah, this is crazy. And they and they play. Yo, and this they is play my favorite clip. Yo, Bobby right? wanted that label. My favorite clip. It's like here's the thing. It's like they play your music. So it's like I've I've done that meeting. But like a sane individual, I sat at the table. You didn't get up at no, any point. No, and like we just listened to the music. So. Now, some people like <laughs> want to stand on the table and go nuts, which is like, that's their prerogative. That's what's up. But to me, yeah, I mean, it's like those people are like, they're not there to fuck with you, really. Yeah. So like doing all that is not going to make the deal better. So you can just sit in that level of awkwardness. Like if somebody played my yeah. stand up for me, I don't oh, know dude. if I'd be confident enough to perform oh, it for dude. them. No. But like, I'd be like, can we not Turn fucking it off. sit here I for this? Well, see, I mean, <laughs> yeah. back then for me, it's like I was just, I mean, what was I, 23 when I partnered? So it's like I was in a different headspace of like so, so like uh, beyond arrogant. You know, like just so gung ho on my shit that I was like, "Fuck yeah, y'all should be playing my shit." <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely never like stood on the table. That never crossed my mind when I saw that. I was just like, "What are y'all?" Like, right there. <laughs> it also is just like, bro, like these people don't care. Like that. 
Like, so you're standing on the table. It's almost like that's not going to make them like go harder for you. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mm-mm. not. Yeah. They, they got a house, care. their kids are private this school. This is a job. And it's also yeah. musical chairs in the business. It's like that person you're like doing all that performing and all that, like trying to get them on your side or whatever you're trying to do. They could be gone next week. Yeah. Mm. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's like conspiracy that people be like, oh, this is like a humiliation ritual. Yeah. This is like no. to check them. That is that is a choice. Is what that <laughs> Yo, is. the truth is always <laughs> a personal choice that these people are making. The truth is always way more boring. That's what I realized. Like, I'd rather almost believe it was a humiliation. Right. Let's just believe it. I don't believe Russ. Yeah, yeah. 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 good. It's, it's, no, Russ, is lying, Russ is dancing Can't on tell that, that video coming out. <laughs> and there's a video of you doing it. We just haven't seen it. All right, we need all the dirt. Like, obviously, I want to talk about Santiago. I want to talk about the new single coming out and I, I was telling you before we did the pod like it was it was truly beautiful like go listen to the album because i think Thank it took a lot of emotional so work to get there i want to i want to save a time where we can have a long form discussion sure. about that but again unique experience you're here and i want to know the dirt yeah okay <laughs> how are these labels fucking artists with the streams yeah i don't know how they're doing it but it yeah. feels like they're doing it yeah and how are they tricking us because I see these people that go crazy, album right. goes number one, but then they can't fill up a show. Right. So the math is not math. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Well, explain it. Where, where I mean, so it's it's um it's one of those things that like everyone in the industry knows is going on. Which is faking the streams. It's a mm. real thing. So the label buys the streams from Spotify? So here's the deal, when you talk to these people, because I've talked to these people, because I've been like, what's what is this? How are y'all doing this? They never disclose the mechanics of like how they actually fake the streams. There's like, you know, um, rumors of like streaming farms or we're delving out fucking computers in third world countries and I hacking heard. the back end to make it look like it's an IP yeah. from the US. Yeah. Whatever, like all oh, this nutty shit. But the reality is the labels are spending money and you know, devil's advocate, they're treating it like a marketing expense. Because in a sense, it like it almost is. is. Mm. You're going to spend 100 grand on billboards. You're going to spend 100 grand on streams. Right. The What's streams it? is going to put you in a playlist. You're going to spend real money to get fake streams that equate to real money. Mm. So that's mm. why they think it makes sense. Because mm. it's like, okay, the streams are fake, but the money's real. So what do we care? Especially, they're not doing it with like up-and-coming artists who like you wouldn't believe it. You know, Uh, they're doing it with people like where it's okay. If you're, let's say your song has 500 million streams, right? Organically. But let's say with fake streams, now you're at 900 million. No one's going to sit there and be like, this is more like a 500 million stream Uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going to be like, this is a big song. Makes sense. It has 900 million. Honestly, so smart. Yeah. They're not like, they're not doing it to the dude across the street and giving him a billion streams. Mm. They're doing it to people who really can get half a billion. But let's just pump it to get 900. Mm, yeah. Now you get number one. Now you get number so you one. you can pay for a number one. Oh, yeah. What? What for does sure. a number one cost? I mean, that's crazy I to even think that. about that. I, I mean, love what does a number one song in America cost? Look, the, the reality is this. You do have to have a real fan base to a certain extent. Right. right. You have to have people who are really consuming the music. And your song has to actually be moving around organically. Once it's that, then they'll push the button on it. And it just depends, like, it's a campaign. It could be like, it's like a 12-week campaign, and it might be 60 grand, 70 grand, whatever it is. That's it. And it's, oh, yeah. To have the number one song And that's 70 grand, the ROI is crazy, because that 70 grand might bring you back 
200, 300. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and even just seeing the song number one, you're more likely to check it out. Now, how so? Right, because people are cheap. Maybe, and it's just. Yeah, yeah. If you see something successful. Labels are like, all CEOs at labels are obsessed with market share. Mm. Like, who has the market share? Sony has 25%. Market share means the amount of streamed yeah, like who's, songs right, at that moment. Right. And of who, all total who, streams, how many percent yeah, yours? Yeah, 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 right. And there's like bonuses that are associated with Oh, because that's their rate. incentive structure. Right. If you're number one, ah, right. you're going to get the trickle down, so they're going to try to boost. Right. Uh. Now, you, I, maybe you can't quantify it, but you said you can't do it with any song. Well, you could take it from number 10 to number one, or you got to be like three, and then no, I, I mean, you number look, one. Spotify even just put out this statement that said um, anything over what was it, 80% and 90%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything over 90%. they are going to call out. If so if you we, could be 89% right, fake streams. But that's what that's say saying. Shit, but is, over. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, that was Spotify's way of saying. We know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're okay with We're it. We're profiting off it. It just can't, of course, because somebody doing a billion streams on your platform is a good look for your yes, platform. Yes, yes, yes. Because you're bragging about the amount of streams on your platform. Think, of, think, <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. think about where Apple Music loses the Spotify. One, they don't show the streams. Two, yeah. when it came out like last year that there was only one song that has a billion streams on there, like it just doesn't look as sexy as Spotify. And I feel like as a consumer, oh, nobody's listening to Apple Music. Spotify must be better. Yep. I don't yeah. know shit. Right. I'm just going to go yeah. with the bigger yep. one. So the and fake streams help the artist and the platform. They, oh, yeah. Stuff. And they the label. Also, so like everyone wins. That's why no one's going to say anything. Think about it. If you're yeah. invested in Spotify, if your money is in Spotify shares, oh, yeah. you want to know that it's getting the most streams and it's beating Apple by X And the amount. labels are invested. I remember when but I was- That's the craziest I shit. I remember when I was with Columbia and Columbia- <laughs> Um, you know, there was a there was a point in time where like they sold their shares of Spotify, whatever the fuck. But everyone on the label, just depending on how many streams you were doing, you got a check. I got a crazy check from Columbia selling their shares of Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, huh? Why did you get the crazy check? Because I was doing a lot of streams yeah, on yeah. Spotify. You get your share of the stream money. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So, so so this is crazy. Billy Corgan was on Rogan talking about this. Did you see that episode? No. Where he was like, and I, again, I don't know how factual this is, but this is what he said. He's like, the labels took equity pieces mm-hmm. in the streaming platforms mm-hmm. and then gave the stream the streamer sweetheart deals on the artist music. So basically we're gonna charge you less. Yeah. For the artist's music, which means the artist gets less, right. but we are personally going to take equity positions in those companies. Right. So give me a little bit of Spotify. I'm going to give you this artist's uh, music for little, but when right. your brand builds because it needs us to build, I get that, but you know who doesn't get that? The yeah. artist. The yeah. artist. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. But and you know, but it's like the artist uses all of that for leverage to go get sponsorships, and it's all like fame-driven. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all like... The streams might be fake, but me being perceived as a massive artist Make money on the is road. real. Mm. So now, now I'm getting this, now I'm getting that, and I'm monetizing it with this brand or with the sponsorship, whatever it is. So it's like, it's all just a fucking finesse, and it's mm-hmm. all a scam. Mm-hmm. And there's some artists that are like, I'm just going to live off of my deal. Right? Yeah. They're like, I don't even care if I make enough money to pay back right. the company or the, the label, whatever right. it is. They're going to give me my advance. That's what I make. Yeah. Right. And well, and and it's so funny when artists are like, "I haven't seen a check since I got signed." It's like because you're not recouped. You didn't make any money. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What are you so confused about? Yeah, it's like you didn't make the money back. Yeah, Is it yeah, yeah. The artists don't know. Oh yeah, I think I I don't think any of the artists know. 
that their streams are being faked. Wow. No, but that's, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, that's right? That's heartbreaking. Nah. But here's the thing. When that's he, why, first of all, I encourage every artist, audit your label. Make sure there's an audit clause. Like, I'm mm. auditing, you know, who I was with. And um, there's a Columbia. lot of money being found. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the reality is, like, you don't know. There's a lot of things that are just hidden in those statements and the marketing expenses. And the reason why, like, it's the, like, if you're signed to a major label, right, it's so easy to just deny everything because there's a buffer. There's a label. The label's the middleman between the fake streams and you. So if it comes out that so-and-so is faking their streams, you can just play dumb. Be like, I had no idea. The label uh, must have did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the label was spending their money right, on. Right. And when I have a hit song that has a billion streams, I'm not going to go, are, are we sure it's Look, a billion? Look, this is not me, like, speculating, right? This is me talking to, like, top five most streamed artists in the world and them talking to CEOs and CEOs admitting. Oof. And me on the phone with like managers of massive artists and on the phone with the dude who fakes the stream mm. and them saying like, what's going on? Wow. Dude, you know what I just So this is not, it's not like a, I'm not sitting here it's like, not conspiratorial. Yo, this is how like, yeah. I really think people are fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, once you know, it's really easy to tell which songs are being fake. Who's the most fake? Yeah. No, I can't say that. <laughs> Come on. So I, I, listen, I'm not gonna, we were talking on Brilliant Idiots and Charlemagne said, it was a, it was a Drake song that came out. It was a Drake and SZA song. SZA, yeah. And he was like, it went number one one week, yeah. And the next week, it just fell off. Right, right, right. And he was like, listen, those are the types of things where you go, are these songs being pumped up by the label? Because right. I think Doja Cat's song "Painted Town Red" mm -hmm. had been in that top five for yeah. weeks. Right. That you're not going to keep faking streams. Yes, for you are. For really? I'm not saying that she was doing that. But you would fake streams I'm just for saying, months? I'm just saying, like, this This is the thing. Think of the perception. You You're just getting real. Account. Like, it has and to be a song. Be. But there's going to be diminishing returns if you keep having to spend 100 no. grand every month, no? Well, it's not 100 grand every month. Uh, because it's really just a, spending enough money to hack the algorithm. So 6 9 was right. Is that what you're trying to say? What was he saying? <laughs> Depends on what he said. Did <laughs> <laughs> right about what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said something about they took his number one by buying streams for some artists. Yeah, I mean, like, the reality is they're not going to do it, and it doesn't make sense to do it with something that's not already a moving train. Got it. When it's yeah. already a moving train, the public won't, won't know the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a song that genuinely has half a billion streams, mm. if we juice it and now it has 900 million, like I said, you're not going to sit there and be like, no, nah, I don't believe it has 900 million because it's massive organically. Mm. Yeah. So Donda and what was it, Certified Lover Boy, when we were all really fixated on who was going to be number one. Yeah. Whoever was number one, theoretically, they could have just paid and for be like. For sure. For sure. And for it sure. almost makes me but sorry. It, but, but, it, but it's like the labels are look. It's a business. They're yeah. looking at it like we're protecting our investment. Of course. One. Yeah. And we're trying to. Uh, obtain as much of the market share as possible. Yep. And they also know, this is just like a psychology thing, it's like yeah. fake commotion ends up creating real commotion. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah. if I'm just over here making a spectacle and it's a fake spectacle, 
the fake spectacle attracts real eyes, mm-hmm. and now the real eyes are over mm-hmm. here like, yeah. what is that spectacle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I have real people tuned yeah. in off of fake commotion. Yeah. And so here's a question, because we we, I, we all see academics as posts about who, who sells what in the first yeah. week or whatever. I think it was French Montana had like a really bad first week. Right. Is that French Montana standing on his own honor and being like, I refuse to play into this, buy any streams? Or do you think the label might be like, we I'm assuming it's with a label, yeah. would be like, you know, we're kind of done with you, and this is, you're going to have a, an embarrassingly low number because it's the real number, whereas everybody else getting inflated. But your shit is going to sit low. I don't know what his situation was. Well, I know, like, French is my guy, and I actually, like, helped him get the deal that he has. I know? think French is great. That's yeah, I think he's, all, like, but it's like, yeah, either, you know, sometimes maybe it's not just so transparent where they're like, hey, do you want to fake your streams or not? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like, it's not a moving train. So we're not going to push the button on it because it's not a moving train yet. Yeah, yeah if, the, if the album came out with some heat, then they could put the put it, put it like this, sauce right? on it. Put it like this, full transparency. Now, I also know, and I've said this in interviews before, like this is the thing I'm like worried about, is like me pointing the finger and calling shit out. Mm. All that's going to happen is people are like, no, no, no. You're faking your stream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know so much. Right. Like, it's how do you know? And you were on the phone. Nine. You know what? Who even listens to Russ? You're faking your stream. But. Nah, but you got people coming out to shows. I think right. that's the real, difference real maker bodies. right there. Yeah. Real bodies. That but I will say this before transparency. Like this, like, this is the truth. 315 is a song I have that I put out, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago. And. Right now, it's doing, I don't know, 500,000 streams a day on Spotify. There was a time where it was doing 800 and 900,000, right? And the threshold to go into today's top hits is like they want to see you getting like 1.1, right? And that's like once you're in today's top hits, over with, right? So we got on the phone because I was like, Milan, I hit my manager. I was like, Milan, see what this guy, like, Cause I've like low key, I'm like planning like a fucking Vice documentary. I'm like exposing the whole shit. I'm like Milan, hit this guy. I'm like, what is the like Shut process? Of this shit? <laughs> but it's like so. So he talks to him, and he's like, look, you know, you got to figure this voice. is the perfect song to do it because it's crushing organically. Mm. Nobody's gonna know the difference between no. 200,000 streams. 315 organically was the number, before TikTok and Billboard did the thing where there was a Billboard chart for TikTok songs, 315 was the number one song on TikTok mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Organically. So once again, if I was to boost that, what is anyone gonna say? Mm. No, I hear it everywhere on TikTok, so it yeah. kind of checks out, makes sense. And we talked to the dude, or Milan talked to him. And told us, you know, it's like an eight to 12 week campaign. You spend 35, 40 grand and like, that's it. And then it's out of here. And now guess what? Now it goes from, once again, it goes from 800,000 organic streams a day to now maybe it is doing that 1.2 million threshold. And now Spotify puts it in today's top hits. And now now it's at 2 million. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And now radio's like, wait, this is a smash. It's a multiplier. And so all of a sudden, That extra 400,000 streams that are fake get a whole bunch of real ears and real, but I just could not live with myself if I did it because the reason why, like, and I'm gonna be honest, it's so tempting, Yep. right? I've even tweeted about it before where it's like, wait a second, if everyone's on steroids, (laughs) am I an idiot? Yeah, Yeah. it's the baseball shit. Am I an idiot, right? Like, am I being naive and almost childish where it's like, I'm sitting here still trying to like play the game the right way Mm -mm. And everyone else is like, dog, what are you doing? Like, you know, 
you know, we're all doing this, right? Yeah. And so I start, you know, I oscillate with like yes and no every day, but I just have faith and I know that that house is gonna come crumbling down and I don't wanna be in it when it does. Because guess what it'll do? It won't just be, oh, Russ, you faked the streams on 315. It'll send the whole catalog to the question. Yep. Right. Especially and I because- want, And I, and I yeah. that would fucking ruin me. And especially because you know you're independent. Saying? Right. If you're not independent, if you're already part of the label system, right. even if you put it all into question, they wouldn't be incentivized to tear them down. But right. to you, oh, yeah. there are people uh, I'm sure that are part of the industry that have heard all the shit that you said and then seen oh, your success yeah. without them. They, and they're bro, like, they're waiting for they me to take wait. my, the second, 100%. if I did it, second I did it, oh. it would be Russ is faking his dreams. Uh, and let this be and, a lesson and, and to they, all other independent right, artists. Right, because guess what that narrative is? Now yep. the narrative would be, See, you can't get real success Without independent us. unless you fake your strength. Yep. Yeah. You gotta be with a major. Yeah. So like, I just feel I owe it not just to myself, but to the whole like independent community to do it the real way. Yeah. And, and look, if that means that I have a ceiling here, then so be it. But at least this is real. Yeah. Why are y'all doing billions of streams and the tickets don't match? Yeah. Cause that is, they explain that. Cause I'll see certain guys that I think are these huge artists. Right. Well, girls too. And it's like, they they can do the festival shows and people kind of know their songs at yeah, the festival shows. Right. But the festival's bringing in the people. It's a soft ticket. Yeah. Right. You know, what, it, who is, so So how do you, how do you explain the discrepancy? Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, some of it, I will say, like Devil's Advocate, I do think certain music is geared towards a certain environment. Mm. Certain music is club music. Yeah. You're not going to an arena to hear club music. Rap sucks live. Let's just be honest. Nah, not all side. He's been on this. It's awful. Rap is the worst music live. It's so bad. It's unbelievable. Wait, what? Travis give me, amazing. give me an example of rap. So Travis. But Travis, I, li I literally asked him afterwards. I was like, Yo, usually rap sucks live. Like, why didn't this suck? And he goes, He goes. He goes, I make music for the live show. Right. You also, goes, I'm specifically putting together these songs for this experience. That's right. a great point, counterpoint. You also saw 50 Cent the night before, and that was also incredible. So I'm sure 50 Your live. theory is falling apart yeah, pretty quickly. Awesome. 50 was incredible. I'm sure. But we didn't amazing. see 50 in Arena, but 50 in Arena would be incredible. Yeah, of course. Okay, there's no question. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, I can listen to a random person sing karaoke, and if yeah. their voice is amazing, it shuts it down. Yeah. Like, you've seen those videos where people are singing a song in Italian and, like, in a restaurant. Like, right. they just come in and start singing, yeah. the whole restaurant starts singing. Walk in, try to rap in a restaurant. Right. And see your ass get arrested immediately. <laughs> if it's great, it'll... I think Walk into a restaurant and start singing Lose Yourself. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, yo. Lose I yourself. got a chicken sandwich on I the way out. Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. I think generally, <laughs> depending on the restaurant. <laughs> but no, but to that, point, trying to, say. to that point, it's like, it depends on the music the environment was made for. Yes. So if it's car cruising music where you're by yourself chilling, yeah. maybe you don't want to hear that in front of 18,000 people. Right, and maybe it's like, I don't want to hear two hours straight of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I do think it's, it's some of that, but also, yeah, it's the faking the streams. It's, you know. Guys, Life Tour, Charlotte. Thank you so much for selling out the show. We added a second show in Charlotte. Uh, also, Nashville, we are coming. Austin, we are coming. Phoenix, we added a second show. San Francisco, uh, you saw that all four shows. That's incredible. Uh, we'll see what we can do about that. But thank you guys so much. More cities are also available at theandrewschultz.com. Go there. If there are tickets left, go check them out. And Philadelphia, you're up next. I will see you there soon. Peace. Yo!
San Jose, thank you guys so much. That was crazy. They had just expanded the club. We still sold it out. And we had more people coming after. We filled up every standby ticket we could possibly fill. Other people still didn't get in. That was amazing. One of the best weekends of my comedy life. Thank you so much. Also, February 23rd and 24th, Oklahoma City. We're not doing the 22nd anymore. I have to film a little something. You will see what it is soon. But Oklahoma City, February 23rd and 24th. Uh, and March 1st and 2nd, Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm excited to be in a place that might not be so cold in March. So hurry up and buy your fucking tickets to that. And March 8th and 9th, Stanford, Connecticut, April 11th through 13th, Tempe, and April 18th through 20th, Denver, Colorado. We're doing another 420 show at Comedy Works, this time at the bigger location. Let's see what happens. Get those tickets and more at akashsing.com. Now let's get back to the show. Can you break down independent? I feel artists throw out. Yeah, what is independent? Because yeah. uh, people I, got a I, distro, like, but they're independent. Like I know, I have. Yeah, it's it's kind of gotten. Like you even said you were signed, but then you say you're right. independent. Right. Well, like, so like, what is that? Yeah, I'll just be fully transparent, even though like I've posted when I literally partnered. But I partnered with Columbia in 2016, summertime. They say that too a lot. They don't yeah. say I'm not signed. I'm partnered. Right. Right. No, but I partnered oh, yeah. because they didn't own my masters, and the big piece was my back catalog that was on. TuneCore, they didn't touch. So I had hundreds of songs. TuneCore, can you tell yeah. us casuals what TuneCore is? So first, first breakdown. So tu- yeah. So TuneCore, very quick, is just it's a it's a digital distribution service. You pay fifty dollars a year. You put up as much music as you want. You keep one hundred percent of the profits, mm. right? So I had all this music up on TuneCore, and I created all this leverage because shit was going crazy. I was already touring. And I partnered with Columbia because at that time in 2016, it was a way different landscape. It's like Apple Music didn't even come out till 2015. Mm. I remember I had like what they want was in Rap Caviar back when Tuma Basa was running Rap Caviar. And I didn't even know what the fuck Rap Caviar was. Mm. Like that's how new everything was. So I, I signed because I was looking around the game and I was like, I want to be a massive artist. I want to be on radio. And I'm listening to everyone on radio. I'm like, they're all signed. So let me level the playing field. That was the intention, Mm. right? Um, So I partnered, but I kept my back catalog. I kept 100% ownership. And everything I did with Columbia was, y'all get 50, I get 50. Simple. And you keep the full master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that feels fair to me. You know, y'all putting up money, like whatever, let's rock out. Um, And then in 2020, I believe, went just back fully indie, done with the deal. why didn't and it work out? Why were you not? It just got to the point where I realized the juice wasn't worth the squeeze and they and they couldn't do anything for me that I couldn't do for myself. So, so that's my question. Like you, you gave know? them 50%, which means you need to essentially double your profits that right. you could do on your own right. for it to be break even. Right, right. Did you more than double being oh, with them? Yeah. Oh, oh, so yeah. there was value in being with them. Well, I was, like I said, it was a moving train. I was gonna make money anyway. Got it. So, so also, yeah, we're not counting how much you would have made off your next album right. with all the hype and right. everything. Right. So you you didn't think that they offered enough value to continue? I think that. at a certain point, once like the game sort of began to progress, and once I started to see the big thing for me was like them getting told no. That was big. What do you mean? Hmm. Meaning, I, which I know a lot of up and coming artists think like this. Oh, well, you get with a label and then you just get told yes to being on that playlist and yes to being on radio. Oh, so they're getting told no and you're like, I'm like, the fuck so then you, you, then you <laughs> get with get the label. I get told no by myself. <laughs> Literally, that was the exact thought. And I told him that. I said, I get told no yeah, by yeah, myself. So those, bo- crazy. those boardroom meetings, right? Some of those people sitting around the table, one of them is the 
Spotify and Apple rep. Mm. And you got to make him get on the it's table. Just, on it's just them calling. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, like, y'all should be on the table. Yeah. Right. You're trying to sell me. Get, get them to pitch you. I'm going to get you on rap cab. Yeah. No, but it's like, <laughs> once you realize, and once I saw that, all right, it's just a human being calling Spotify or Apple like, hey, of our 70 releases we have this Friday, you guys should really consider us for these playlists. And they can get told no. And I was like, well, wait a second. I can also get told no. Right. And keep 100%. Yeah. You know, so, and when you talk to these people at the playlist, who do you think they would rather talk to? The dude at the label or the artist? Hmm. Yeah. They're all in the music business to be cool with, with the artist. Yeah, they don't want to talk to the squares. Yeah. yeah, and who's going to sell it better? Yeah. Because guess what? The, the person at the label who's pitching your song to the playlist Right after he pitches yours, he's pitching, he's three pitching other seven others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to tell you no than it is to tell the label no. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you're That's on the true. phone fighting for your shit. Right. Right. They're and not so, gonna be like, nah. No, but they they have no problem telling this dude no. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, so, the ego stroke that they get when the artist themselves is calling them. Yeah, that's, that's an element that's too. That's going to be on the playlist. Exactly, and it's like, and to be honest, I would rather be in direct communication with like who is responsible for maybe getting my music heard by more people. Mm. You know? But yeah, once I realized, like, wait a second, y'all get told no, it's not a guarantee. Playlisting, radio, none of that's a guarantee with y'all. All you can guarantee is like a big bag of money up front. Which is the most attractive part to a lot of people, but, right? But that's your money they're giving you. <laughs> and it comes with a crazy interest rate. And it's like, mm. what so are they giving you? That's the thing a lot of people not, don't realize. They're, they're, giving, they're giving you, it pers- it's a loan it's with a, a loan, shitty yeah. rate. But it's not even a loan because a loan wouldn't be taxed. Mm. <laughs> if you took a loan <laughs> from a bank, insane. there's no tax on it. No, it's right? a, it's that's a, not necessarily it's a, income. It's a crazy situation. Now, what so I'll say- th- The government's taking half immediately, but you gotta yeah. pay back the full thing. Right. I never understood so that was Jay-Z. Handcuffs. You remember that Jay-Z line? Y'all still taking advances, huh? I was like, what's wrong with advances? And right. now that I learned, I'm like, that's the dumbest shit ever, So, so let's right? just do, let's just quick math. Let's say they front you $5 million. Sure. You take that $5 million, yeah. you would meet, government immediately comes and takes two and a half. But no. you still owe five. No. Well, it depends what your deal is. So what you, what you do is you get the five, you because you don't want to give as much money to the government, you pay commissions on the five first. Oh, of course, you can write off your commissions. But most people have, you know, manager on 20, lawyer on five, sure. business manager on five, so that's 30. So off top, what is that? That's if we're going up 1.5 million. 1. 5 million. So that okay, you so you're at 3.5. Now you cut the 3.5 and half. In half. You're at 1.75. 1.75. So you got that's, five. That's really what five is. And that's before you spend anything. And you got to spend that on production. You got to send that on yeah, beats. Because you that's your recording advance. Mm. So, yeah. so just think about that. That's to me handcuffs. Now, there is a way to kind of, because I've, I've spoken to certain companies about deals, right? Yeah. And I'm like, so what's the adva- what is the advantage of this? It seems like you're just giving me all the money up front, right? Yeah. And I guess what I could do is if I was like financially literate, which I'm not, I could like invest it in smart sure. ways. I don't know sure. how to do that. <laughs> I genuinely don't, and yeah. I just tell them straight up. So it's like, it seems to me what this does is just kind of like shackles me to you, and I guess I get some money up front, but that money isn't my money. I have to make that money anyway. Yeah. So, but what I did ask is, what if we did a loan instead of mm-hmm. an advance? Because a loan is technically not taxable with income tax. You yeah. only get taxed based on what you make back against that loan. Right. So you can, you know what I mean? There are certain yeah. ways around it, but it is kind of fucked up how- It is fucked up. Because it's- five turns to 1.75. Well, and a lot of people also think, well, if they give me five, you know, that incentivizes them to get their money back. Mm. It's 
No, the whole label is cross collateralized. Meaning, guess the other thing. Meaning, guess what? If I give you five, and 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 these three flop, and you make fifty mil back, I don't care that these three are covered. Because and nor am I even going to pay attention to these. You got to think of it almost like a VC. You're the one keeping the lights on. It's the venture capitalists that like. It doesn't matter. We only need one of these investments to work out. It's the same now. What's a distribution deal? Distribution deal is is more so there's no ownership of masters. Oh. The splits are way more favorable. So like you go to Empire, maybe you get an 80-20, which is just like it's a profit split. Like there's no they don't own the masters, right? Mm-hmm. And they usually offer label services. So that's where it's like back to the very original, like what is independent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there's different variations because independent to some people is well, I'm just not with a major label. It's like all right, so you're not with a major label, but you're with that label who has major label services and you got an advance and they do label services. It's like, mm. I guess, you know, I guess. Yeah, that like in a sense, if that is your definition of independent, I'm just not with a major, then yeah, you're independent. But for me, for a while, you know, um, before Columbia, I was independent in the sense that I didn't depend on anyone to do anything mm. for me. And even post-Columbia, that's what it was, up until the Santiago album, where, you know, I've been putting music out, similar with TuneCore, is Vidya, right? Vidya is another, like, digital distribution, right? I pay $50 a year, because I have a great relationship with the CEO, pay $50 a year, put out as much music as I want, it's the same shit as TuneCore. And will they collect the money on your behalf, so they recognize every time it's been played on radio, streamed? Yeah, it's the same thing as TuneCore, everything is like, yeah, monitored and registered and collected. So there's an RSS feed or something that goes back Yeah, there's a back end, there's a portal and you log in and you can see what everything's doing and how much money you withdraw it, send it to your bank account. Right. So Every in Korea, Friday. it was played on this time 100 times. They yeah. owe you $10,000 from yeah. that. That all comes back. And I get paid every Friday. It's been like that since 2011. Gotcha. So instead yeah. of that going to the label and then the label distributes it to right. you, TuneCore can just do it so it cuts right. them out of the way. Got and it. artists on major labels, it's a semi-annual check if you're recouped. So <laughs> if you're recouped, you're getting paid twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Twice. So 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 that's if you're recouped. You get paid in the like in March, April, and you get paid in fucking September, October. You know what's fucking hilarious, which I make this joke with like my uh my team all the time, just because of like when I left the deal and kind of how it works out. My birthday is September twenty-sixth. And so every year, ever since I left Columbia, they like send me a check for a meal, like on my birthday, uh, because fine. it's like that's when the semi-annual yeah, yeah, yeah. date falls. Oh, so I always know that so like on my birthday, you, they have to yeah, give me. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's, that's sick. Fun. Yeah, that's actually, this is a nice little birthday present. It yeah. is. And they hate sick. that present. <laughs> I know, I've, I'm always like, I know they're fucking throwing up right in this So, so the, the cross-collateralized thing is really interesting also. Yeah. Because I, I imagine that that's part of the idea around the 360 deal. Mm. Which is, it's really just more protection from them. Of course. So it's like, I think we, we don't think, need your music to sell. We'll get it on the merch. So we gave you that 5 million. We need 5 million back. Yeah. You only have 1.75 after paying commissions and taxes and whatever. So, mm. so even if you paid us that back, we still need the yeah. other 3.25. Right. So if your album does nothing, but we throw you in these, you know, what's it called shows, we send right. you around the world, mm. we're getting that. 3.75 right. back off of these other things. I think our perception on 360 was they just want a little piece of everything. It's like, no, they don't even know if you're going to make money. Right. But if you do, that well, that's it. like the interesting thing, right? Is like this whole notion. And this might come off crazy, but it's the reality. It's like, oh, it's a bad deal. For who? <laughs> For who? For the artist. The label signing good deals. Oh, they're signing uh, good deals. Yo, but you he, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's yeah, like, yeah. and that's what people are not. 
Artists need to go into these meetings understanding it's business. Yes. They are not about to sign a bad deal. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm but, saying? But, Which is why yeah. you need leverage to make them sign a the deal, deal that yeah. they normally wouldn't want to sign, yeah. Yeah. but they don't want to lose out on your potential. It yeah. is funny how they get salty when they're on the wrong end of the deal, though. Of it? course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But I feel like we should understand it's business and they should understand it's business. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about the dollars and cents when it comes to streams yeah. when you're independent and with a label? So if you get a million streams independent or a million streams with a label, a how much streams, money does the artist get? A million streams independent is like on Spotify, four grand, give or take. If you're independent? Yeah. If you own 100% of the song. Got it. And then if you're with a label, how much you get? You may not see anything. Let's say you're already recouped. How much is a million streams? It depends on what your split is with the label. It's the same got four it, grand. Got it, got it, got it. It's the 50, same 50, four 50, grand. It just yeah, yeah. Is like. But I thought Spotify has deals with record labels where it's like they get bigger. Better streams. rates. Yeah, better yeah rates. sometimes it's like tier one rates or tier two yeah. rates. Yeah, but some of these, that's why you got to be careful which uh, distro you go to because some of these distros don't have the tier one rates that the labels have. They might have mm -hmm. tier two rates, so they're actually getting less money per stream than a major label. But okay. Getting oh yeah, like TuneCore, well. yeah, TuneCore, Video, you're getting what the labels get. Yeah. You're getting mm -hmm. what the you're labels get. You're getting the same rate. Yeah, 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 you're getting the same. But the reality is like, Drake is getting more money per stream than the up and coming artists. Why is that? Because he's, he's more bringing more to, the, to Spotify. He has yeah, leverage. No, yeah, he's more valuable to the streamer. The same label oh yeah, he's gonna get more. He's got a better deal. He's gonna get more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. get more. I'm not even mad at that though. Like no, once he again, it. people yeah. never yeah. like people never consider the other side. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, this is this is a storefront, right? Yeah. That is allowing you. You're, stop with the entitlement. Is allowing you to sell your music. For, in their store, you don't have any leverage to say, yep. this is some bullshit. Yep. You got this dude who's bringing y'all way more money, getting paid more than me? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, what <laughs> are you talking the platform, about? They put <laughs> like, the money up for R&D. Am I going to put Nike yeah. in the storefront or your fucking brand that nobody's ever right. heard of? Drake's deal? Oh, I don't know Drake's deal. I'm sure it's incredible. He's not re-signed to a major, isn't he doing like something? No, like I think he did re-sign. I think they gave him a crazy bag. Yeah. The Apple one? No, no, no. Like he re-signed, I think, with uh, Republic, and I think he got a disgusting bag, as he what, should. What are the rumors of how disgusting? I, I think it, I know what y'all know is what was online. Three hundred, fucking three, four. Who, who knows? Yeah. I mean, they're gonna get it back. That's the thing. It's a guarantee they get. That and it back. might be cross collateralized with his past. Oh, stuff. it is cross. It has to be. That's how so they get the money. So you gonna get it back off of the old stuff mm. anyway? Well, think about it. It's like if you're if you're with the label for five years. Right, five years, five albums, and you've generated 200 million with that label. You go into another label, they can't give you 200 up front because you're starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. The label you've already made all this money with, that's your best chance to get the biggest bag because they can just cross collateralize it. Once again, the they protect thing. themselves with your past work. Each album yeah. is the investment. So, guess what? If we own Drake or Nicki or Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift's catalog, even if her next album or next five albums flop, we're making 500 mil off these last seven. Right, right. Doesn't matter. And Drake knows that too. So the number's going up. Yeah. With what he no, asked for. He's like, these albums don't even need a hit. No, because. These are going to get played for the next what I'm 20 saying. years. It's more because it's macro. Exactly, it's yeah. In totality. It's the whole library. I'm a lucrative 
product. Mm. But doesn't he have enough money, incentive, and popularity to go independent after his deal? Sure, but he just, he just I don't know, he just may not want to. You know, so, because because there yeah. is a, there's something to be said that's not right or wrong. You know, every not every path is for everyone. Some people like, they don't, being independent takes a lot of work, a lot of like entrepreneurial, spirit. not yeah. saying that he or anyone else doesn't have it, but it's just, some people, they want to show up yo, and rap and, and like, yo, send me, send me my big ass bag. Make sure all my shit's on radio. I'll talk to y'all when I talk to y'all. Yeah. There's, you there's, know what I mean? Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I get that. Me, I'm just like, I'm just really, really obnoxiously hands on. I like being hands on. Mm. I like every aspect of my career. I like the business side. I like yeah. every, I really do. I like, I genuinely have a passion for every side of it. There's certain comics that I'll talk to, right? And I'll explain like. If I'm just trying to give them some game, I'll just explain what they need to do yeah. in order to achieve what they want. Right. And I'll really kind of spell it out. Yeah. And then I'll develop different models for them. I'll be like, listen, if you don't want to learn how to edit, if you right. want to learn how to subtitle, if right. you don't want to bring a camera, right. like I bring a camera bag to every show by myself, put right. it up in the back of the fucking room, right. move some tables out of the way. It gets knocked over halfway through the set. I got to ask some security guard to stand by it, like yeah. figure out how to do audio. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can tell they don't want to do all that. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? You might need a partner with somebody right. who's going to do all that. Right. Or you need to bring somebody up. In that case, that's what I did with Al. Put yeah. somebody, I was like, listen, I want you to handle this aspect yeah. of the biz. And there's certain people that they just don't know how to do it. They're not industrious. It's yeah. not one of their passions, like their you thing. said. Yeah. And it might be better for them to lose that 10% or that right. 20%. Right. Put your energy towards something else. Put yeah. straight exactly. up. And yeah. I think to that point, a lot of people just like be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, who are you? What are you willing to do? And the, th the thing that trips me out is like, if you determine that you're not willing to be this industrious entrepreneurial type of spirit, if that's like, you realize that's not real to you, it's like, okay, you bring in someone or a company and they give you millions of dollars yep. and take this massive gamble on you, of course you don't have yep. the leverage in the situation, they're taking all the risk. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you determine that, oh, I just want to make songs and I want y'all to risk millions of dollars on me, why would you have the good deal in that situation. Yep. Yeah. They're taking all the risks. Life yeah. is leverage. And I think the reality, and maybe like maybe in the future this is what's gonna happen, but artists have a louder voice than labels. And I'm not advocating for labels. I've never been anti-label. I've been anti-bad deals. Yeah. Mm. I've been anti-exploitation. Yeah. I've been anti not owning your shit. I've never been, oh, anti-major label. Yeah. It's just anti-bad deals. But the artists have a louder voice than the labels. So maybe in the future, labels like will be famous. Like the dude at the label is famous and he has a voice and he's saying like, look, we spent millions of dollars. We risked millions of dollars yep. on you. You had 10,000 monthly listeners and we still put up 2 million on your potential. Mm -hmm. Why would you get the bigger end of the straw? Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. Yeah. I think it's logical. Yeah. You I think it makes sense. Think of just like, like, Rem remove the labels and all this shit. Like, if you got a friend who needs, like, you know, they're a musician or whatever, and they're like, oh, I really want to do this music thing. Take away music. Make Do it with a restaurant. Restaurant. Okay, fine. Sorry, Boom. Sorry, a restaurant. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, go, go, go. And it's like, they don't want to do anything but, like, run the restaurant, they, whatever the fuck it is. They want to cook food, bro. They want to cook food. <laughs> That's all they want to do but is they make need, food. But, but they need the money. They need two million to open up a restaurant. So you yeah. give them two mil, and then they're confused when the money comes in that you're getting more. 
It's like, I'm cooking <laughs> like, the food. Why are you doing it? It's like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. this doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. With, you know, like, I, yeah. not even this doesn't happen. It's like, I took all the risk. That's the thing. You don't get paid for work. You get paid for risk. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, I think a lot of times artists forget that. They now, forget. that's not to say that they could take advantage no, I, of like those No, like I said, I'm anti-exploitation, but at the same time, like, be real with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you are somebody who's like, I'm not willing to do anything but go to the studio, then and y'all should is. take all the risk, that's fine. But then also know what kind of situation you're going to end up being in. Yeah. It's going to be them, they're going to come out on top because mm-hmm. they're taking all the risk. Curious to hear, what's your opinion on residencies? Because I feel like mm. the look of them has changed. Like they used to be like, ah, the your career's done. Washed. You're on the back nine yeah, of your yeah. career. Now it's like, yeah, people want residencies. Like, yeah. like what Usher did Usher, was fantastic. Britney Spears. Britney, like, I think, is a little loony, Ben. But like, Usher, <laughs> why she do you just, think that? Dude? She just got a. <laughs> what makes you say that? Yeah, no, she got kicked out of the Four Seasons forever. Cause she went naked into the pool or something like that. Oh, that's fine. They just put, that's yeah, yeah. Fine. Britney really gone that's through it. Let's go. Checks out. Uh, have you smashed? What? <laughs> I don't know. You're famous, bro. You're a famous her. musician, bro. <laughs> he said, I never met her. That's why. <laughs> you know what's so funny? There's a, clip, there's a clip of her running naked on the beach to what they want. No. Is, yes. That's no, why I asked that question, bro. Yeah, I figured. It was in the ether, bro. Yeah, right. No, I mean, residencies for me, like... I'm not going to Vegas like that. Saudi though, you could you could have a residency for the next oh. 25 years. And that's years. nothing against Vegas. I love the Vegas fans. I'm just like the city to me is like I can't. You just gonna eat away. I just don't like the environment like that. Well, it's like it's someplace else. Back. Um, yeah, I think I think if look, Secaucus, New Jersey. G's <laughs> <laughs> up, Secaucus. <laughs> um, I think if it makes sense for you, yeah. Mm. I mean, you you know, you go somewhere six times a year, and you already love the place anyway. Yeah. And they're giving you a meal or whatever. It's like, yeah, why not? Do you think younger artists should start doing residencies or have the? Yeah, because I mean, it's soft ticket. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, like, can you explain what that means for people? Soft who ticket are is people of- were going to be there anyway. So, like, if I perform at a club on a Friday night, mm-hmm. it's a soft ticket show. Because guess yeah. what? If I'm not there, they're still there. By club, you mean, like, if you go to Live or Eleven in Miami. like if There was going already going to be people there. Exactly. Whereas I, with Vegas casinos, there's already people that are there. There's already people there. And they're going to look for something to do besides gamble. Yeah. You're just the entertainment for the night. Exactly. So it's soft ticket as opposed to, like, yo, I'm at, I'm at Barclays. Mm. Pull up. Like, that's, like... If y'all don't show up, no one's Nobody there. was at Barclays that night. Yeah. yeah. And then, right. oh, Russ is here? You are now the ticket. People, right, you're yeah. the ticket. So, yeah, I mean, it's a soft ticket play, so the pressure's off of you because there's going to be people there anyway. You don't need to do crazy promotion about it because there's going to be people there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, smart. Do you it. could also, save on, like, production costs if you park yourself yeah, like, destination yeah, I mean, or you, risk 10 arena cities or... Yeah. Let me do a bang up show at a place where we all know Vegas, everyone's coming in from everywhere anyway. That's Especially it. if it's not a market that you're strong in with hard tickets. Hmm. So you're not taking away from what you like. Would I would be. never do it in LA because LA is my strongest market, hard ticket wise. Hmm. But in a market where I may be not so strong, hard ticket wise, and they want to give me a residency, what do I care? I wasn't going to sell tickets there anyway, like hmm. that. Hmm. Hmm. Also, like lifestyle, like Usher is how old? 40? In his 40 40s something. For sure. so in his 40s, is like, do you want to be on a plane every single night for this tour? Or do you want to park yourself for a month in Vegas, bring your family there, chill? Yeah. And a lot of them live in LA and fly. Or, like, yeah, yeah, you're fully <laughs> taking a flight this 30 minutes. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It just has to align with like your lifestyle, for sure. For me, it doesn't really, 
Do you feel like the labels are mad at you for exposing and talking about the bad deals? Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for them, so I'm sure they're not like thrilled. Have you felt any heat or pressure from them in any way? Um. Yeah, yeah, they've um they've called radio stations and like, you know, threatened radio to be like, you play his shit, I'm not giving you the new. Really? Oh no. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Why don't you expose them? Because then what? <laughs> no, I mean, but like actually call them out, like. Well, know, I mean, because like labels because uh, be- me. because hmm. I think what I learned is it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So I say that, and then what? Realistically, because I'm on I'm on a, I'm on an island, right? So I say it. I dig my heels in the sand, and I say these people over there they're trying to fuck me. And it's like, well, bro, what'd you expect? There's this whole circle right here of people on the inside that are trying to protect this. And you're over here. You're surprised they're doing everything they can to shut mm. this down. Mm. Yeah. Like, people don't like bullies. And it's like, if we hear yeah, a story of like a big bully is trying to blackball this independent young artist, like, yeah, I think that would galvanize more people to support. Maybe. Um, but I think it would do more harm than good. Then you have other people who might be like, oh, he's complaining, he's right. making this up. It would, it would more so be that narrative of you're just bitter, you're just mad. Mm. And it would also, like, the labels are in cahoots with everything and everyone. Hmm. So You attack one, you attack That's like, one. yeah, it's like, oh, you want to come out and say this, well, kiss your complex interview goodbye. Did it, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's like, it just, it does more harm than good. And I've already said what I needed to say. You know, and yeah. is radio even still a massive driver of radio? Still is it? Radio still is like valuable. It's still yeah. There's still a game there to be played, especially at pop radio. You make a shit ton of money on the publishing side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like if you get a number one at pop radio, it's the publishing check is bananas. Yeah. Because the there are still people. Well, trying. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you for get sure. and like look, the the reality is, you know, I did those three stadiums with Ed Sheeran, and I saw firsthand like the difference between an arena and a stadium. When you look at Stadium X, radio. Superstars. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. Guess who's going to the stadium show? Parents and their kids. Yeah, Guess who listens to the radio? Parents. (laughs) Parents. Yeah, 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 that's the That's what takes you from like, like I did Hollywood Bowl, 17,000 people, right? It's like, all right, well, Rose Bowl, (laughs) 70,000. Yeah, that's a big jump. It's a massive jump. What was the first uh, stadium? Was it MetLife? Levi Stadium. Where's that? Uh, Santa Clara. It's like okay. where the 49ers play. So you go. This dude uh, broke this fucking Super Bowl record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> He's not even from here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, okay. So break it down. So you, so you and Ed are there. Yeah. You're opening for Ed, I'm or you come out Ed. during his set. Both. Okay, so you come out. Open. I do a 45 minute set, and then like 10 songs into his set or whatever, he brings me out and we do a song together. How many people are there when you go on? You know what? It was damn near packed because someone wow. went on before me. Okay, I go so on, I, I'm direct support, so I went on right before Ed. So maybe not at the first song, but halfway through my shit, it's pitch black outside, and it's fucking, when I say put the lights up, it's, crazy. it's the whole wow. shit. So, But break down, like, maybe early in your career. Like, sometimes the opening acts, yeah. they're... People are still walking their seats. This yeah, is a, it's tough. It's in, tough. Yeah, even in comedy, you see this. Like, and it's something where we try to really avoid it. We Especially like, when you know they're not there for you. That's the tough part. But what I feel like is with 
at least LA is your biggest biggest market. Santa Clara is like how far from LA? A couple hours. Okay, it's so like San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, that's where the Niners play. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Santa Ana. No, no. So I guess it's way it's more very than a close hours. to yeah. San Jose. But California in oh, general yeah, yeah. is like a massive. Okay, so you went up there. They're your fans out there too. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. Did it feel like a Rush concert for those 45 minutes? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is, no, no, what's the difference? What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, where's the ginger? <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, fuck it, I do it myself, and they're like, you gotta sing all his shit. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you are gonna do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. we're not singing like, nothing. Like, we're not here. <laughs> no, but what I'll say is, with the stadium, there's so many fucking people that you can't even see. Mm-hmm. You really can only see the first couple rows, and that's and the first couple rows fans. for me, even at my own shows, it dictates the whole energy. Yeah. And so the first couple rows at the shows, it was filled with fans of mine who are so like diehard. So I was, I was right at home. It was fine. It was completely, mm. yeah. Yeah. You want more? When in Rome. Might as well. <laughs> okay, so any adjustment with the uh, stadium, though? Size, does that... No, you know what? And I've said this before about arenas. Arenas and stadiums are easier to do than... Like, performing for 80,000 people, way easier than performing for this amount of people. Oh, yeah. Because this amount of people, like... Y'all are all just right here. Yeah. There's no hiding and there's no like, Silence it's so is intimate. Mm-hmm. 80,000 people, you're sort of, I don't know, it's like surreal. You're just kind of like, you're there and they're there, but y'all are not that connected. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what that is, but. And probably you, once you get them moving too, it's like a train. Yeah. Like, you, like that momentum is so much. Well, and the energy is so palpable. And like I said, it's just, it's different than feeling like I need to personally connect with each seven people in the room right mm, now, because yeah. there's only seven. Mm. There's 80,000 people. I just need to like crush this mm-hmm. and be in my world and like feed off the energy and whatever. But it, yeah, I don't know. It was what, it was an experience. What's the smallest show you ever did? Oh man, probably like uh, 40 people. Oh no, what am I talking about? Four people, Atlanta, 20, I'll tell you the exact date. December 6, 2014. Okay, wow. four people. Yeah. What's the venue? Masquerade in Atlanta. Okay, you show up, you do the whole show? No, so Diamond, the label that me and my boy started, we were like gung-ho about the show, the showcase that we like had set up, like, yo, it's December 6th, and uh, everyone pull up, we got a fuck, like my dad got us a fucking limo or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. And we no, like no, thought we were, wow. we thought we were the shit. We're like in the limo with like champagne bottles and we're taking pictures of the marquee. No, no. We show up. And literally four people. And we crushed. Oh, you did the whole show? Oh, yeah. Like, and that, I mean, that was the thing back then, bro. It was like all you had to go off of was your delusional confidence in yourself. So that, like, for me, it didn't matter who was in the crowd. I was, I envy that person sometimes, characteristics of that person, because I was just happy to be on stage. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Like, who was in the audience was irrelevant. Hmm. I was just happy to be in a light that I always saw myself in. Oh, wow. So there's no embarrassment like oh these people. Oh my God, in. none at all. None at all. Wow. None at all. I like. You I felt it. zero embarrassment for that night. More embarrassment for in a 7,000 cap venue if only 6,000 show up. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Do you keep in touch with those four people at all? I assume you guys connected after the show. Yeah, some of them are like, we call them, one of his name is uh, Nick Everett. Mm-hmm. And like we call, me and Boogus, who I started Diamond with, like we refer to a lot of like people as like, oh yeah, he's a Nick Everett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's this dude from Tennessee. Yeah, he was the first one to get like the logo tattooed on him. He was at every show. Like, show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like to me, I don't know, man. Like that's what, that's what makes all this so much sweeter. Mm. Is because I like I wasn't one of those artists who, and I feel for these kind of artists who you blow up, and you haven't even done a show yet. Where are you supposed to go from here? Mm. Like you got a, you got songs with hundreds of millions of streams, and you haven't done a show yet. That's fucking terrifying. I would have been fucked mm-hmm. if that happened. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get your show good? Oh man, it took me a minute, and I'm glad I got to do it in sort of that you know circuit of when no one was really paying attention. Like by the time I was really doing shows, I was okay. You know what I mean? But like, I feel for people like Lil Nas X or, you know, Olivia well, Rodrigo. Spice got ripped. Like it was her first time on stage That's and she's in not an as arena. compelling as Was yet. that her first time it on stage? It was an outdoor show. She did something and they were kind of clowning her. It's like, she's literally never performed in front of people. I remember when Olivia Rodrigo, she blew up and the shit went crazy and she posted her first tour. And it was like 2,500 caps. And like, obviously she could have done arenas. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, cause her fans are like, there's so many of us. Why would you book such small rooms? Cause she got to like, learn how to like, handle yo, it. Yo, she's yeah. never done this. Yeah. Like, Even 2,500 is a lot of just for the first time. Bro, when I tell you, like, I remember 2014, Dame from Funk Volume, who, which was like the label that hops in and mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. on, right? I remember he had reached out 2014 and he was like, we were talking about maybe doing a deal. He brings me out to Colorado to like do a set before hops in and funk volume and shit. And I brought Boogas. And I remember being in the parking lot. The venue was Cervantes Ballroom. It was 1,100 people. And I was freaking the fuck out in the mm-hmm. parking lot, like 1,100, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting up on stage. Like I, I remember t- asking Boogas, like, yo, can you just come up on stage with me? Cause this is like, Correct. I don't even think I can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up on stage and 1,100 people, it might as well have been a million. It felt so <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like, what's crazy is if I had never done anything past that point, that person would just think I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Perform for 1,100 people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it felt so crazy. And um, it just, moments like that, help me maintain perspective yep. on how big things have gotten and how real shit is. And it gives me the ability to have empathy for artists, like you said, like Ice Spice or Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Any of these people, 2,500 people is insane. Yeah. 1,100 is insane. 500 is insane. Yeah. You don't understand, like if you haven't done this shit yet and you go up, you just get thrusted up on stage. Yeah. And you got 300, 400 people, like you got to entertain us. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot if you've yeah. never done that. There's a lot of pressure on that, especially if it's like, yo, we're here for you. We're the ones supporting your music. Don't let us down. Yeah, well, It's a lot. What was bro. the last show you did where you felt that pressure of like that opening show with, with 1,100 people? Um, Hollywood Bowl and Staples Center, I was a little like, little freaked out right before I walked out. It's weird because I don't get nervous before shows anymore because I know they're all there for me. Yeah, And like it's like clockwork. Like I do this in my sleep, right? Staples Center was... Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you got to bring it. And I wasn't nervous until, like, literally as I'm walking out, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, <Yeah, laughs> this yeah. is stable. Because I'm looking up, and it's sold out up to the fucking boxes yeah, yeah, up yeah, top. Yeah. 
I'm like, dog, like, this is the Lakers game. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, when you like, you know, when you do an arena, like, they customize the whole back area. So, like, on the ground, instead of, like, you know, a basketball, whatever the fuck logo they have, it's like circles with my name. Yeah. And, like, the fucking owner of Live Nation has given me iPads with, like, congrats, you sold out Staples and yeah. a theme shit. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, well, my parents are here. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People are how watching. Was, how was the show? It was crazy. Could you, did you lock in during it? And were, or were there moments where you were actually reflecting on the fact that you were I think a lot Staples. of times, and I wonder if artists do, I disassociate on stage sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it's almost like, Y'all are watching me have a imposter syndrome attack yeah. <laughs> in the middle of my set. Because <laughs> I'm like, a lot of times during songs, I'm like, I can't believe Look, these this people. This shit happening, bro. Yeah. I'm just like, what are these people doing here? And then you gotta like remind yourself, no, stay in like, it. Oh god. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Staples Center was one of those ones where I was like, yeah. whoa. Especially because that time I wasn't doing in ears. In ears means you have the song playing from the monitors. Yeah. How do you not do in ears? Yeah, so like I fucking hated in ears because I wanted to be amongst. I, I wanted to feel in ears for the so people. So in ears is this: like if you do in ears, like traditionally, all you're gonna hear it's you're wearing headphones, right? In-ears, you see the like, artists; they have that like FBI shit in their right. ear while they're playing. all you're gonna hear is the backing track. You hear no crowd. It's like you're in the studio. So you're a little detached from the crowd. Just, yeah. You're performing and you just hear your vocals that you're singing over the backing track, over the instrumental. And you're looking at the crowd and they're and just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So I just never fucked with that. Right. So no in-ears. And so that's like crazy to people in the music business because like, how did you even hear yourself? Like, and how did you? Did you have the monitors high on the stage? Yeah, I, ha- I always would have the monitors super high on the stage. So monitors, and are I the, would just wing yeah. it. They're the the speakers on the stage that actually face the artists. Yeah, and that's kind of how you can see how you sound. But I agree with you. Like, feeling the audience is important, and like that can be distorted if you're only hearing a backing oh, yeah. track. Even now, yeah. I use in ears, but I do one in, one out. One in, yeah, I can say seems like a compromise. You got to hear them. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what you feel. It's tough. Like I tried to do, you know, where your monitor guy sort of tries to like ride the crowd volume. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. I, oh. I, I, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like day. all of a sudden you're performing. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> it's like crazy. every time. But when we're doing the walkthrough, I, I have to tell him. I go. I might get quieter. Don't leave it. If leave it. I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One dB. And he'll yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Because it takes you off. It yeah. does. It does. Mm. All of a sudden, it's loud, and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And you might be yeah. using your your volume as a tool. Right. Right. Also, guys, I know you're enjoying this episode with Russ, but I got to give you your prize picks for this week. Your sing locks for Super Bowl Sunday. That was very alliterative. Here we go. We ready? First of all, prize picks shouts, giving you a free square. Patrick Mahomes more than a half a yard. That's done. Isaiah Pacheco, I think it's more than 64 and a half yards rushing. And I think Travis Kelsey gets more than a half a touchdown because Taylor Swift is going to be there and she don't lose. And last, I might just be a hater, but I don't think George Kittle hits his mark. I think he gets less than 47 and a half yards receiving. Prizepicks.com, guys, and if you use the promo code Schultz, they will match your initial deposit up to $100. So you put up $100, you get $100 for free. Why don't you gamble with $100 free dollars? Prizepicks.com. Now let's get back to the show. How was it at the pyramids? Insane. Yeah, can you Absolutely explain insane. like how that goes? That yeah. did you tell him you were Egyptian to get that? Because you're a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I got yeah, a passport. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no. that's a different. We looked into that yeah. for something, and like it's not an easy thing. It's very difficult. 
um, because the government is like, you have to get approved by the government to do something like that. It's a historical site. Because these you Danish be motherfuckers bullshit did a oh. porno on top of the pyramid. Did you hear about that? No. Well, some people like fucked on top of one of the pyramids Jeez. and after that they really this started- This is their Google searches. It's like, you want to know if you would be the first? Like, <laughs> who has fucked on the pyramid? <laughs> no, he's actually just jerking off to the pyramids. <laughs> the, the people fucking There's so on many top. bricks. <laughs> people fucking on top of his way. He wants to know how they build it. faces due north. It must have been aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But okay, so so you got to get government approval. Government to do approval. Show. Uh, certain songs you can perform. Like they, you have to submit your set list. Which they, ones? Um, what songs? It was either there somewhere in the Middle East, but like I couldn't do Young God because like anything religious. Yeah. Yeah, and so like anything super vulgar you can't do, which is you know once again it's like people in the business know. There's a lot of artists who have tried to do it, and like when I've talked to booking agents and whatever, it's like. This artist submitted their 30 song set list and two songs got approved. Can't do it. Can't do it. Wow. What song did you know the audience wanted to hear but you couldn't play for that show? None. None. Oh, no. Everything that I knew they wanted, I could do. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How um, this how big is of a deal is cussing? Like, like um, you say vulgar, at, but at the pyramids it's fine. Pyramids is fine, but I like I did the first ever rap show in Kuwait and I was not allowed to cuss. Mm-hmm. Fans had to remain seated. The whole what? time, I couldn't dance. Not that I dance, but I do a little two-step. <laughs> there was none of that, you know. So how, wait, what, so what, what did it look show? like? So it was like you have a podium. You know, no. So you look imagine. Like a it, comic, it, you know, so, do you have video? Get us a video. No, of that. You can't oh, yeah, I, po- I posted every. Union. I posted every show I've ever done, but um, it was cool. Imagine like imagine sort of like the ballroom of a hotel. Okay, it's kind of that. There was a stage. And there were seats, and everyone had to remain seated. And me just being like obnoxious at that time, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it's like I'm like trying to rile them up. I don't give a fuck. Even though I did well with not cursing, but certain shit gets out of hand. Yeah. Type in, yeah. Type in maybe uh, Russ Kuwait. No. Oh yeah, this is it. Yeah. See, I'm still dancing. I'm still hitting my two yeah. steps. I would have arrested you. Yeah. I would have arrested you. So the craziest thing. Son, this is so the boardroom. Here we go. Right. Look, everyone's sitting. Everyone's sitting down. And they had they had like uh, you know officials from the government running through the middle, telling people to sit down. See, someone stood up. Wow! Oh, crazy. Wow. They went over to him and told him to sit oh, back. Oh my god! Now the craziest thing that happened during this show is in the middle of my set, I turn around. At this point, like my manager was DJing. DJ, we I, he used to just plug in an aux to the laptop and we just rocked out. <laughs> yeah. that's like how we did like massive shows. I love it. Yeah, and um, I turn around to him. And I have to stop the show because there's like a uh, there's a royal family member who's oh. like my daughters want pictures. In wow, the middle of the, show? Middle of the set, crazy. crazy. Like, and he's telling me he's like, "Yo, this guy like he wants his daughters to come up on stage and take pictures." Like, you got to. I'm like, I'm in. The, I'm like kind of busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just didn't do it. <laughs> no, like, wow. yeah. Which it ended up being fine. Like after the show, I don't know if it's in this clip, but after the show, I talked to all of them backstage, and it was. No, I guess it's not. It's on my Instagram. Wait, you talked to the daughters backstage? No, no, no. I talked to the diplomats and the officials. Yeah, are you pleading for your life at that point, or what is that like? No, it was fine. It was fine. I just feel like (laughs) back then, you know, I'm just coasting on like, it can't happen to me. Yo. (laughs) It's all going to be fine. I told them this shit. Yeah, yeah. When we were in... uh, Abu Dhabi, mm. and uh, we were doing the, the the what is it called? Like the little run through before the show. We were just sure. doing a sound check and shit. And I was kind of like wowing a little bit during the sound check. Right. 
and the promoters were getting a little nervous. Sure. I and can imagine with yours. Did you have to cut anything out? Well, I ain't cut anything. We presented the list of what he couldn't say, and, and I was he like, violated and, and, every and, and, single and thing. And I was like, yo, they're not going to arrest me. I had the same thought. Like, why can't happen to me. me? This is a <laughs> bad <me>. idea. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember them getting nervous. And then basically the way that they positioned it was that they would go after the promoter, I think it was. Yeah, like. You know, the promoter would be worried about they this. They would be responsible yeah. as Who well. Is this type shit? Yeah. Right. It's also, right. yeah, yeah you, you want to go back, right? Especially when you know that the Bro, audience I'll is great. This. That's, were, what, that's what they really have yeah. on you. It's they like got you a great sense of humor. Obviously, don't talk about Muhammad, but like right. just it, talking about them. Right. Like I posted a video. I'm making fun of them for the first 10, 15 minutes of this. Like wow. nuance it just about Balls. their culture. They love it. Jesus Christ. We think that they don't want to make fun of themselves, but they don't right. want to laugh. They do. Don't talk about Muhammad. Right. Talk well, about that, everybody else. And it may, you never think that, but it makes the most sense when you pull it back because it's like God is God. Yep. Right. We're not God. We're just people. That's so it. we can get made fun of. You know what traveling does? And like, I just brought my dad on this trip that I just went on. He doesn't come around a lot. And it was so interesting to watch his perspective sort of open. But to that point, it's like when you travel to all these different parts of the world, what you realize, everyone is a human. Yeah. Everyone is just a person. I didn't see them as humans that either, bro. I agree. Like, <laughs> nah, dude. You know what I mean? No, just but white it's people. Like, just white no, people. No, but it's like, you know, you, you, you watch the news, you see shit, you yeah. think that people are like... Yeah, Japanese people are this way. Yeah, American they're this way. This and it's way. like, bro, everyone like has the same, you know, no, internal trauma or someone. Everyone has people are odd, so We got to acknowledge that. Have you been to Japan? Yeah. They're odd. They're odd. They're <laughs> the most sense. odd. <laughs> just all of them. Every sense. What do you think? Every <laughs> sense, they're the most odd. And I don't like how we can't acknowledge it. That's why we go, because they're think, odd. If they was normal, we wouldn't go. I, I think Japan is fucking awesome. I'll tell you why. You say it's not awesome, no, I think, but they're odd. I think Japanese people are moving off of a ill honor code. I yeah. fuck with it. You go out there, mm -hmm. there's no one at the grocery store. It's just an honor code. Leave That's the money odd. in the back. <laughs> Ain't that odd? Or good. Nobody's eating? No, 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 I'm saying no, no employees to like make sure you're not stealing. Because they just know you're not going to steal shit. That's odd. That's awesome. That's fire. No, it's awesome. There can be awesome. The food that they make is awesome. Right. It's odd that when I see two people on a I date. I think odd has a phones. negative connotation, but it is odd. <laughs> Listen, there's certain things, there's certain things <laughs> that are good. There's certain things that are bad. Yeah, yeah. My boy passed out in the street. Shout out to Ben. Ben, he had a pass out in the street. He woke up. In they, Japan, he passed out in the street. Passed out in the street. Blacked out, passed out in the street. Woke up in the morning. They had his socks and shoes next to him. And his socks rolled up and stuffed into the Isn't thing. Isn't that fucking incredible? That's odd, because they was but jerking off to his feet. That, okay. that's, that's the thing that you didn't realize. Is that proven? That's not true. That's not true. You're speculating. <laughs> that's that's see, that. now is, <laughs> is that proven? <laughs> Where's the footage? Can I see <laughs> Yo, travel, though. Your India clip was crazy. Can you talk to me about that whole experience? Bro, India, I felt like Justin Bieber. I was like, oh, this is like a little taste. That was a <laughs> like crazy clip, dude. Why, 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 why? Can we then, show it? Yeah, Bro, it's it rock was, star shit. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Oh, my my God, bro. Uh, first of all, India is like the fastest growing market on Spotify, mm -hmm. right? It's a massive country. The people are so loving, so supportive. I've yeah. not seen people go that hard for me. Like I, there's, there's only so many groups of people who really like match that level of intensity. Man, I went to India. The second I landed, there's people at the airport, which like I'm not used to, like fans well, lined NBA up. NBA championship Yeah, shirt? and like, wow. but respectful, like maintaining six feet. Not like, yo. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't do that with us. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, it was just like, whoa, like y'all are clearly diehard fans, yeah. but it was like so respectful and the shows were fucking. The level bananas. of passion of Indians in general is just nuts. Bro, it was bananas. Like the two shows I did, I did one in Mumbai and Delhi and it was like, 
oh man, this is fucking yeah. nuts out here. I think really I saw the Mumbai clip, I think. It's nuts, bro. How many races try to claim you? I feel like you could pass with just about Look gotcha. I'm racially ambiguous on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's facts, bro. Yeah, like, no, but I think I like that. You was a Derek Jeter when, you, when I first right. heard about you when I first saw Isn't it funny? Like, does yeah. anyone know what he is yet? No. And yeah, you shouldn't know. tell him. You keep yeah. on lying about being Italian. You got to cut that shit out. Right. What are you really? <laughs> Keep bro? it in the whole. He's fucking Japanese. That's what he is. That's why I knew he. No, got you defensive. know what's so funny is like. <laughs> I thought it was early, That's what a lot of people thought and still think. I was telling you off camera, like before the interview. It doesn't even matter that I've told people like never lived in Saudi. They're like, nah, I know someone who went to school with you in Saudi. It's like, okay. <laughs> I've gotten DMs from like, yo, like my friend went to no lie, real DM. Yo, my friend went to school with you in Costa Rica when you were like fourteen. Yeah, that's crazy. I just went along with it. I'm like, yeah, tell myself what's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, what? your album is called Santiago. That's right. I know so one, that, but they're not gonna. Know. I'm just constantly throwing curveballs. <laughs> what? What? Keep people on their toes. What race are you the most attractive? Mm. What does that mean? So like, if you're a Okay, if you're like, a, let's Latinos. say, say again. Latinos. No, when I'm, no, 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 not what race is the most attractive. No, no. We know that. that but, <laughs> 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 we know Latinos are obviously, yeah. So uh, no, but I'm saying it's like, for example, Dove, right? Mm -hmm. Dove is like an eight as an Italian. Sure. Makes 11 sense. as an Israeli. Okay. Mm. So what are that's you? Really a friend, right? Wow. <laughs> God damn, Wait, you think it's the opposite? Okay, so what right. race? Like, if you you're a people bad think person, dude. If you're you a fucking start. bad person. He does that shit. to everybody. Anytime you call a dude good looking, both of them are like, okay. Yeah, hate okay, that's that. Y'all think you're cute? Do you think y'all are cute? Al, you're a four. Mark, you good looking. Al, you're a four. He's a black 12. He's a black 12. He is an African 12. You would be least attracted to the black. It's interesting so, to learn the conversion rate. Yeah, what is the conversion? Like, I'm what is he sure. as half black, half white? That's a fine ass half black with the good hair. That's a, yeah, he's up yeah. there, bro. And the eyes, what are the eyes? Oh, yeah, two different colors. Yeah, the two different colors. Two eyes. different oh, color wow. eyes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one is. You gotta give dark. me something. Just stop staring so long. Stop staring. No, my bad. Right. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Long sorry. Long sorry. Stare, you sorry. That, no, that but it's funny long. because bad person, dude. You're a bad friend. Shut up. Shut up. I know you. Look, not not to shift the silly topic to like a real thing, but I do think this is an opportunity to actually talk about something. Real is that? Oh, um, Sounds like you're about to make it gay as fuck. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. No. When I first when I first blew up, there was so much like, what is he? Ah. Uh. And and I do think that to ignore that is is dismissive. Like that played a big role in my success. Oh, that everybody felt like they could. Everybody felt like they could see, see themselves, themselves in me. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, because the, the and I've said it before in an interview. But it's tell like, them that they can't because they're ugly. <laughs> Yo, you no, can't see like yourself in me. Being being white or racially ambiguous online makes it easier to reach the masses, mm -hmm. right? See, I makes it harder yeah. makes it harder to reach hip hop because hip hop is black, right? Yeah. And so it's very clear I'm not black, but it makes it easier to reach the masses and to ignore that is dismissive and I and I know that like you know when I first blew up Saudi was like the whole Middle East was like oh you're Middle Eastern so like we super love you yeah you know and then like uh, Hispanic life. people, yeah, right. He doesn't leave Give me in. a low fade in two weeks in the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do Italians really fuck with you? Yeah, but you know what's so funny? When I did a show in Italy, I'm doing a show and it's like a regular show. It's fucking turn. 
And like halfway through the show, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm Italian. <laughs> you I gotta play even. this card right now. Oh, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I was wondering why it felt so much. Because you didn't grow up in like realer. A, I don't know. Yeah. It just felt like home in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like, every, because it, it like dawned on me all of a sudden, like, whoa, everyone in the room is Italian. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, because when you do a show in America, there's not this sense of patriotism where it's like, yo, like everyone's American in here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like doing a show in Italy and I'm Italian, it took a second because I'm just running through the motions. But then I was like, whoa, everyone in here is Italian. So like six songs deep, I'm like, yo, did I tell you that I'm Italian? <laughs> like, <laughs> did I mention? <laughs> I was like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. keep going. No, I do get that. Like when yeah. we did the show in Scotland, my mom's from Scotland. And uh, when we did the show there, it Glasgow, feels a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, it felt like I wanted to hang out with them for longer. Right. To be, I don't even know, I don't even know. It's I like reflect DNA on that. Light it up a little. Yeah, bit. and it feels like they're excited that you come from the same place that they came from. Right, right. And the same culture kind of bleeds through you. Of so, course. Yeah, there's that's that cool. connection point. That's. I mean, like you, you guys are doing shows in India, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime I go to India, I'm like, oh, yo, this is. I know we laugh because I don't know enough about India. I don't speak Hindi well enough, but like, my soul is like, yo, this is. I'm home right now. Like, you I'm can feel it. Talking you about can it. Feel yeah. I'm like, yo, this is it. I'm home. No, it's incredible. What country smells the best? I'm going to go with Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Europe. Those are, those are clumpy. That right? was a follow up question. I'll bring a Scottish one. <laughs> what could follow from there? I'm just saying, that's a follow up question. What's yeah. the layup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What country? Which Asian's the oddest? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, which is the oddest, though? Which is which is uh, Asian's the oddest? They, they just are. They just are. They just a little, they're not a little Come odd. on, bro. But see, like, I, I, think, I really think they're think just like perfectionists odd. at everything they do. Yeah. Odd is a negative is yeah, perfect. Negative. Yeah, I can, can tell, tell you. another one? You said yeah, but your soul said no when you, you looked know? at me and said yeah. You go, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are perfectionists in the culture of perfection. You want me to give you a gem my mom gave me? Yeah. Is when somebody has a perspective that's like unfamiliar to you. Yeah. Like a beautiful response is, that's interesting. Hmm. It's very open-minded. So it's yeah. like, they're not odd. Yeah. They're interesting. It's like, <laughs> but, you know, but you know what you mean. But interesting is and way you know more what your positive. Mom you know yeah. what you meant and you know sure. what your mom meant. You need, you but it's a different listen, energy. Listen, listen, yeah. it's a different energy. It's great. But then you go there and you're like, these some odd ducks. Okay, no. see, but that's They're negative, interesting bro. people. They're, they're particular, maybe. But you could be interesting and odd. <laughs> they're odd ducks, bro. They are a little. Odd. I was there. I'm there with my wife. We were there for like two weeks, and I was like, "Wow, like you're more odd than I thought." Did you ever consider that you're odd? Oh, I'm to odd. them, to no, them, to I'm them, odd. to them. He's to odd. them, like they're like that's Yo, what's so they crazy. They are looking at me like they're you're looking odd. at us like these people are fucking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. like they're crazy. These well, motherfuckers well, are crazy. What? Yeah, you do yeah. some weird stuff. I do plenty of weird shit. No, just Americans in general are yeah. like we stick out. We he do. also he also it's is like a odd. sore thumb. He bites he his toenails. The white. <laughs> he you bites your toenails? I can't do it anymore because I'm older, I but I did on, back in the I day. I gave up on that habit. But you did it though. A week ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I used to do that. I'm just saying, <laughs> the, the Japanese, we appreciate them. We love them. They make great video games. They make great technology. I, we, they great make pancakes. incredible food. The pancakes, the fluffy ones. What is that even going on there? The way their integrity is incredible. They have great integrity and they take care of you. All that stuff is Very there. clean. But there's also some oddities that we can appreciate as people who enjoy misfits. I like misfits, clearly. 
So and I find that the Japanese are misfit. You guys are misfits. Look at you guys. We're just odd. calling your friend no, ugly no, on a platform in front misfit. of millions of people. We're odd. Dude, Mark is a <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen, the word odd is a negative connotation. I don't want you to use it in that way. It does, right? The way he uses it, the way I use it, it's great. You said it with love. He said odd it with a little bit of vitriol. <laughs> it's vitriol. Thank you. Thank I'm you. talking about, yeah, odd is yeah. like, it's a number thing. You know who loves numbers? <laughs> who? Not gonna guess. Right. <laughs> that I'm was the layup. Was that the whole set? That was the layup. That was the layup right there. That. that was it. Okay. Yeah. But shout out to Japan. We love you. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Kyoto? Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. That place sucked. <laughs> what? Dude, it was too kidding? fucking Japanese about Stop. it. Stop. But you know what? You know what's so interesting? It's like I think for musicians, for me, I like. I, I, a place can be boring or whatever. Not yeah. the Kyoto was, but I look at everywhere like, how fun would it be to make music there? Uh, so it's different. Like I was sitting on my balcony looking at a koi pond making beats. Yeah. So I'm like, this yeah. is fucking. It's awesome. inspirational. Did you say it like a what's called a Ryukan or something like that? No, I said it the Four Seasons in Kyoto. And see, that's the thing. We had to go there for a, yeah. a massage. To the Four Seasons. Yeah, we had to go. What'd you think? It's <laughs> yeah. But we tried to be Japanese about it. And we're like, we're going to stay in a Ryukan or whatever. I think I'm from. I tried to buy yeah, the Diptyque hand walls and all that type of shit. Be, they, and they do sell it. That's the thing about the Four Seasons. They're fucking. Well, out. so here's the thing. I wanted to buy the Diptyque hand wash from them. No, no, no. Once so I, got, they, I went to Toronto. I'm like, God, I got to get this hand wash yep. that I smelled. Yep. The Four Seasons in Kyoto. Yep. I'm in the Diptyque shop. And I'm like, yo, like, here's the picture. And they're like, oh, that's exclusive to the Four Seasons. Wow. My y'all got embargoes on hand wash? No, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I can't so, fucking buy yeah. the soap. No, Do you know you could buy the mattress? Oh, well, I have the pillows. I didn't know you could buy the mattress. That's how nice the Four Seasons yeah. is. With Like, this is, when people, these rich motherfuckers are smart. Yeah. Bro. And, like. They monetize the linens. They got them. We got them. <laughs> good at it. They yeah. might as well. We got a massage at the Ritz once. We didn't even stay there. But we were like, what are these sheets? And then we went and bought those sheets. Sure. From the spa. See? Not the hotel. Not where they the sleep spa. at. The yeah. way your they face just laid on it. You were like. Perfect. I yeah. need this in my home. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. The, the uh, Kyoto thing. My thing with the Kyoto was, like. Um, I don't know, it just felt like a version of Japan for tourists. Mm. Where you know Kyoto used to be the capital. I didn't know that. Yeah, I felt the opposite. I felt Tokyo was like, oh, this is tourists. Mm. Kyoto felt like I'm really amongst. I don't know. The, the actual people. Yeah, it felt a little bit more yeah, real. You are also, I'm not all jokes aside, you're going for different reasons. You're going for inspiration, you're going to visit. And not that inspiration I'm going, won't no, strike no, you. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm going for both. Like, I'm very much so on the fucking, like, let me get the guide. I want cultural immersion. Yeah. I want to, that's why I went to places. Kyoto. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I want to feel what Japanese people felt at this time in history yeah. where the, the yeah. city is kind of locked in. Like, right. you still see the, what are they called? Uh, Geishas? Geisha girls yeah, walking down the street yeah, yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. And I guess it's kind of cool, but there were th certain things that I saw in Japan that I was like, wow, this is completely unique to Japan. You will see no other form of this anywhere else. Yeah. And that, I mean, that that cultural, that that's just cultural shock that you experience when you're there yeah. is like something I've never experienced anywhere else. I love it. It I was crazy. It, and because it was odd or interesting, it was exciting to me. Yeah. But it was it's totally unique and different. And in order to get that, you can basically have nobody live there. Like, they don't let anybody move there. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can become a citizen. It is. Is that right? Yeah, bro. They, they, I mean, good for them. Even if you're born there, you're not Japanese. How does that work? So what are you? 
outsider, bro. You're Korean. You're whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. they, they keep it locked in, and then yeah. they have that kind of that cultural. What is the word I'm looking? Homogeny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was it was spectacular. The food was amazing, but they were so unbelievably different. Yeah. Where I haven't experienced that level of difference. Like you go to the Middle East, like, yeah, there's cultural differences, but like, there's just kind of like an awareness of how we all act. And Mm. they're so educated abroad that they know how Americans are. So they know they're aware. Bro, you go to Japan. Where have you been in the Middle East? Dubai? uh, Just Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah, you got it. Like to me, I love Dubai and Abu Dhabi. But it's like it's the Vegas. Well, Egypt is Africa. I I consider Egypt. You gotta go to like fucking. uh, But I did Egypt and I did uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. Like to me, traveling because I'm like at my core was such a judgmental person. Yes. You know what I mean? So judgmental because I grew up like my dad's from Jersey, my mom's from Long Island. Oh yeah. Loud Italians, shit talking Italian. Like just grew up like judging. Yeah. That's just par for the course. Yeah. And traveling has been, uh, it's given me the capacity to deploy empathy for shit I don't get. Like, for example? Just like in general, just like, oh, they do things different. Mm. That's cool. But that's why we go, to see the different and that, things. That's, it's exactly why, I, like, I just got back from Marrakesh. And oh, amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Was in Saudi, and it's just like, just everywhere I go, I'm just trying to do Marrakesh. what they do. Let's talk about Marrakesh. I love Marrakesh. Did that's you, the second you time. Uh, the Shuk or whatever? Or the, first time I was at the Royal Mansour. Second yeah. time, this time I was at the Amman. Okay. Wow. Amman Crazy. is. Yeah, Amman is nuts. Amman is the best. Yeah. It's incredible. But yeah. but did you go into the souk? Did you? Of course. Yeah, we did the whole thing. And then we rode ATVs in the desert. How many rugs did you buy, be honest? Did they get you? Bro, so like, here's, like, here's the funny thing. <laughs> if y'all are watching Marrakesh, I don't understand what's going on, right? When I stayed at the Royal Mansour in 2019, you set up the guy because I'm like, look. I want to just go around to the authentic places. So they take you into like the big square, the Medina, and they take you to the rug shop and the furniture shop. And it was awesome. First time I was there, I bought a shit ton of rugs, bought furniture. Cool. Come back this time. Same thing. I'm like, give me a guy. It's a different hotel. We go into the Medina. We do the big square. He's like, I know the best rug shop. Mm -hmm. Takes me to the same rug shop. Of course. course. We walk in. I'm like, I feel like I've been here before. Yeah. Dude comes out. He's like, my friend. It's like, <laughs> and of course, I bought a rug. I was not trying to buy a rug, course, but I buy I a rug. Yeah. My picture's on the wall. And then yeah. he's like, <laughs> afterwards, he's like, I'll take you to the best furniture store. We go to the same furniture store. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. All right, hold on. Now, nah, Moroccans what are What sort of like, are we all in just cahoots? Yes. With, yes. And, and, and you know what's tough for me is like, I guess when you travel, you want to, at least for me, I want to feel like I'm getting the authentic experience. I don't want to do the touristy shit. Getting scammed is the authentic experience. Though. Yeah, well, well, I'll say this. It's like, it's what I was telling my dad. It's like, you know what? Is that, because the, the guides are telling you, look, 80% of the shit in the square is from Bangladesh, yep. India, and China. Yep. Right? I'll take you to the best one. They take you to the same one that four years ago they took you to. I'm like, look, maybe this is fake. Maybe that's real. But you know what? I bought it in Marrakesh. That's okay, it. It's real. <laughs> and, um, what you're really paying for? <laughs> you know what I mean? He gets he beats the music industry and then gets hustled by. by it's okay. <laughs> right. We did too. Shit. We, we all insane. we all went for the France. Uh, well, because it's game. like you're you're putting your trust in them. Yeah. And if you don't believe that this dude is they're telling the you the truth, they're the label. They're the label. <laughs> we need nine grand up front. <laughs> we'll send you the rug. <laughs> so here's the reality: they're all made in Bangladesh. I mean, I wouldn't but, be surprised. But, but I think you're going I bought him in Morocco. You bought him in Morocco. <laughs> but I also, the way I look at it is like, I'm not here 
for where the rug is made. Yeah. I'm here for the dance. Yes. The guy telling me 800. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Let's do four. I'm going to give him 800 no matter what. I was going to give him nine. Exactly. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I want him to make the money, but I yeah. understand that he likes his dance. And this dance yeah. has existed for thousands of years. Right. Morocco, right. old culture. Right. And you get to take part in this dance. No, it's beautiful. To me, that's the authentic experience. It's just fun a to, fuck where the yeah. rug is. Yeah. Going I'm not to here the guy, can I get you a tea? Like him setting you up for yeah. this rope of dope. You're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like th- this I, culture has thrived like this. I know you're finessing me and I love whole, every minute of it. Bro, remember <laughs> we went in the store, the guy was was like breaking up little pieces of crystal and telling oh, us yeah. this is gonna give you a Cure boner, this is gonna do it. Yeah. It's salt. Yeah. <laughs> and then boom, boner. Well, we both, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> walked around with boner. He's all day. All day. So. <laughs> okay, where else? Where, where else? What was one of the dopest spots that you went to that was completely unexpected? Lake Lucerne. Lake, In Switzerland. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, what's it called? Hotel Vitz now. On Lake, it looks like a Bob Ross painting. Hmm. That's the best way to describe it. You're sitting there. It's on this lake. It's the trees that Bob Ross drew. Hmm. It's the fucking lake with the perfect little ripples. And it's just like, it's so serene. There's nothing to do hmm. but go yeah. to the spot and relax and look at your surroundings. In the lake, you jump in the lake, you get out. Your skin, I don't know if you ever touched a dolphin, but you feel like a dolphin. <laughs> Why? It's just so smooth. It's like the water is like holy and blessed. I don't even, I don't get it. But it's... It was just so serene and peaceful. It was one of those moments where you're like, this is what eyes were made for. Wow. Was to look at this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Lake, far. but. Lake you, Lucerne, the Amalfi Coast. Amalfi's is, crazy. Is insane. But yeah, man, Lake Lucerne was just, I don't know. It was, Amalfi's it, one of those places that's popular and then you go and you're just like, I don't give I, a fuck. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Like it's You know what else stunning. I get is Santorini. Oh, Santorini. Oh, dude. Greece. Because Santorini is one of those yeah. places you where it's it. like. Yeah. Loved it. Nowhere else in the world looks, looks like, like that. that. Yeah. You go to a lot of like cities in Europe, and I love all these cities Paris, London, Amsterdam, Berlin, Brussels. It's like, there's a familiar. It all sort of kind of, you know, jumbles together at a certain point. You go to Santorini, you're like, Mm-mm. where the fuck am I? It looks you know? like the post, it looks like I'm inside the postcard. Yeah. You're and, exactly. And I exactly. remember thinking about Greek mythology. This part was actually in Athens, but the Temple of Poseidon, you're looking over the water that's similar to Santorini. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I completely understand thinking there had to be a god for just this. Right. There is right. a god for just water, because look at what I'm looking look at. Bro, right. There's no other way around. No, nah, it's I incredible. I remember being in, in, in Malfi, and I think we were talking about that, because yes. you were in Santorini, and it's like, like I get why people from certain places don't believe in God, because you don't have this. Right. Like you looking at dog shit. You know what I mean? Like if <laughs> if you were atheist in Cleveland, I get it. You know what I mean? But you can't be an atheist in Amalfi because you're looking if you're at an this. atheist in Cleveland is crazy. Yeah, because I'm not judging you. Because you're looking at a smokestack, right? But in yeah. Amalfi, you're like, no, only God could create something like this. Yeah. In Santorini, yeah. same thing. You know what this reminds me of? Like I dreamed of having conversations like these. Yeah. I remember like I went to T.I.'s manager's house with Bugis, like 2014, 15. And it was me, Bugis, Jason Jeter. Oh, Jason. It was me, Bugis, Jason Jeter, and Killer Mike. And we were sitting Mm. in Jason's like cigar room. And I I had no fans, no money, and we're sitting there. And Killer Mike and Jason are just talking about like, yo, Croatia. Mm. And I remember just sitting there like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And I remember going home and telling my mom, like, whoa, like, it was crazy. They were talking about Croatia. And, and 
me and her talked about, because her love, one of her loves is travel too. And I remember me and her talking about like, can you imagine what that would be like to yeah. be able to sit around and talk about? Have you have you uh, sent her around? Did you sent her? She, she goes, comes with she goes every with. single time. Hell yeah! For, you, like she didn't come to Saudi this time or Marrakesh. She's already been. Really? Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, bro. Because to me, I'm just like I dreamed of this shit. Yeah. You know, in the fact that. Um, I, I've gone down the rabbit hole before of I want to see my bank balance have more in it. Mm -hmm. But then I did the second step of that question, which is why? And when you get to the why, it gets confronting because well, it's like- What's the why? The why was, well, so that I have more money. And then it's like, <laughs> but why? Oh, I guess no reason. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So then that's when I started just being like, bro, you know what? Like, I'm making the money to, and this is a quote my mom gave me. If you have the ability to change somebody's reality, do it. And I just use money to change my reality and people I love's reality. So I use money to just do fucking epic travel shit mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. my family and everyone I fuck with. Amen. Yeah. That's it. Because it's like, yeah, could I, bro, like I could show you the fucking tax document, whatever. I've made, and this is three years ago, so it's more than that, but three, four years ago, I had grossed 50 mil. Gross, huh. this is before you have to pay out people? Grossed, grossed yeah. 50 mil. So I've made, like I had made that money, spent fucking 49, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, what else am I doing with it? Yeah. Like I feel like, I feel like the culture of like stack is so, uh, it's just, you have no connection with the present. You're saving for what? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a lot of people don't reverse engineer the lifestyle they want. I always tell people, look, instead of just being like, I wanna be rich, that's too vague and it's not specific. What do you want? Yep. Specifically, what house do you want? What car do you want? What kind of life do you wanna live? How much does all that cost? Now reverse engineer it. Now all of a sudden you don't need a billion. You need two mil. Or you need 500 grand or whatever. So like for me, I do that all the time with myself where I'm like, do I want more money? Yeah, because I'm ambitious and I like seeing the numbers go up on a screen because it's like mm -hmm. a video game. But realistically, it's like me and my business managers talk about it all the time. It's like the big purchases are out of the way. Everyone mm -hmm. got a spot. You everyone got the has, house. Everyone has fine. a car. Everyone has a spot. So it's like now I'm just on some like, bro, I'm just trying to go places Dang. and do ill shit. Like we were just in Marrakesh just because mm -hmm. like, my dad fell off a camel. It's awesome. <laughs> that's a high you fall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, it was on the way down. <laughs> but it's just like doing shit like that, like for no other reason than being able to log it in your memory bank. Yep. Yep. Like that's to me, that's the only reason why I'm doing this A shit. wealth of experiences. That's it, bro. Because all this shit is just like, it's one big facade that people are just, I feel like me included was chasing such like approval and yeah. validation and like- Travel is for you. Travels, travels. Stacking money is for them. Yeah, right, right. Cause who is it impressing? Right, you, well, you know, you know who it's impressing? It's impressing the perception of what I think I should be. Exactly, but like, that's I, in the eyes of who? I should, what, I've made 50 mil, I should have 48. It's like, you could have had 48, but guess what you couldn't have had? Mm. Is the trip to there, the trip yeah. to there, the trip. Mm. And I think about that shit all the time, it's like, Someone, you know, I said it on a song, it's like, uh, something like, you may be richer, but have you ever left the country? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
so how rich are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I feel so rich in experiences. There's yeah. that parable. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom has been, uh, no lie, around the world two, three times. Uh. Around the world, like everywhere, documented. Like she's seen everywhere, and it's like. What else, dog? I'm gonna probably bastardize it, but there's that parable about the, the guy fishing, and then somebody comes up to him and he's like, "Oh, I know exactly, like, bro. That please tell a story for the camera. You can my probably favorite tell it to me better than me. No, so you, go, you can because okay, you, so guy you sees know another guy fishing, like and yep. he's just like, "So what do you do? I, you know, I'm an investment banker, whatever the fuck he is." And the guy's like, "Oh, I just sit here and fish, and that's." And he's like, "What? That's how you make your entire living?" He's like, "Yeah, right. What's wrong with that?" And the guy's like, "No, man, you need to like fish. You need to like sell fish, open a market, then maybe open an online e-commerce thing. Then yeah. you can try to make money. They can hire employees. Then he, and he goes through step after step after step. And then the guy's like, okay, then what happens? And he goes, then you can just sit there and fish. And the guy's like, that's what I'm, I'm doing right now. And that's it. Bro, that's it. It's like, because I've heard that. And it's so true. It's like, bro, I sit at home and I make music. Mm-hmm. And money, make, it's mailbox money. I get paid every Friday since I was fucking 18. So it's like, this is it. All right, guys, we're going to take a break real quick because we got to talk about your health. And when it comes to your health and the products you use, they need to be scientifically backed, objectively tested. That is not negotiable. That's what I love about Momentus. They set a high bar. They got a continuously expanding line of products designed by industry-leading experts and performance leaders such as our boy, Dr. Andrew Huberman, Big Dick Cubes, in the motherfucking building, testing these products, co-signing everything. Their favorite, one of my favorites, the Focus and Cognition Bundle, supports cognitive function and mental performance. It's a 60-day supply. It's got tyrosine, omega-3, alpha, GPC. All of these have an established role in in helping your neural function. I don't take it consistently enough because I'm an idiot, and it shows when I make dumbass comments on this podcast. And, you know, the supplement world has got a lot of bullshit products out there that you can't trust. This is why you can trust Momentus. In addition to being NSF certified, which is a National Science Foundation, it also works with some of the world's leading scientists, including Big Dick Hughes, Big Dick Drew, to develop products and optimize mental health, physical health, performance in all aspects of life, sleep, whatever the fuck you need. 150 professional and college teams use their their products. That means they got to be good. They also have contracts with the U.S. military, Tony Stark type shit, and Momentus has proven itself as an industry leader that creates best-in-class human performance supplements. So go to livemomentus.com, and here's what's even better. If you use the code FLAGRANT, you're going to get 20% off. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com slash FLAGRANT for 20% off. Now let's get back to the show. So outside of music and traveling, yeah. what excites you right now? Like, um... These guys have gotten into playing paddle. I've oh my god, tennis. you guys like, are paddle ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like pickleball. Not pickleball. Not pickle no, ball. Paddle. Paddle. I'll say pickle. These two. Like what? What are you? We gonna bring you, you play some paddle? I went on a walk yesterday. It's six a.m. I see a bunch of people playing pickleball. Old people. I'm like, get on the basketball court. <laughs> no, but I get it. But um, no. What excites me, yeah. honestly, is like, I've had to shift my trophy. And I talk about this on the album. I'm talking about it in my second book. It's like the pursuit for me now is just progress. That's what it has to be. Because what is progress? Progress is, is perpetual. It's forever. Emotional progress. How do you a, define progress? Yeah. Everything. Well, it's What's just, you know, we can run down the categories. Physically, I want to be stronger. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthier. Mentally, I want to be more disciplined. Uh, musically, I want to make something that I love even more than what I did yesterday. Yeah. You know, and it's, to me, it's things that are in my control that don't rely on the approval of anyone else but myself. Mm-hmm. And 
I got into a bad, bad space, and not to say that I'm out of it, but I got into a bad space where like the metric for me was if other people approved what I was doing. Yeah. And that's a bad place to be. Because mm-hmm. you live and die by the booze and the cheers, you know? Yeah. And yeah, for me, like what excites me now, bro, is just honestly being present in progress. Like waking up at eight and going to the gym by nine mm-hmm. and by ten. I'm in the studio and by 11, I've made a song and by 12, I'm doing a call about a book I'm putting out. And by one, I'm on the couch with my girl and my two dogs and mm. my mom's swimming in my pool in the backyard. Mm. And like, that's it. Yeah. Like that to me, that's it. Yeah. I think that's, all. there's this guy, Naval, I forget his name. Harari. No, no, no. You were telling me about it. He's a, he's a. India dude, actually, but yeah. he's like an investment guy. The, yeah. He's made billions of dollars, but he had these three like mantras that distills, I think, all of this. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently. And he was like the three endogenous indicators of happiness. Everything else can, you know, like marginally raise it or lower it. But the three biggest indicators and the words he uses are precise. And I really like them. He said a calm mind. Wow. Not sharper, not quicker, not doing calm. more shit, but calm. calm. Calm mind. Yeah. Fit body, house full of love. He's like, if you get those three things, wow. genuinely everything else. Is, I love that. I love everything else that. is kind of like little little parameters that can yeah. kind of tweak it. But those three things across any culture, any society, any individual is going to be the biggest indicator of happiness. The ball I really hope that everyone watching this fucking hears that because yeah. that to me, that's the epitome of what people should be chasing, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what Santiago is about. That's what the second book is about because all those things you said have nothing to do with anyone else. Mm. It has everything to do with things that we're in control of, and it's just yeah, bro. That's it. That's it. Everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does. That's what I've noticed. It's like if I'm good mentally, physically, spiritually. Whatever, bro. I Whatever think else therapy's happens. worked on anybody faster than it's worked on you. It's actually really remarkable. I think because I, I needed it and I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And I committed to it because I really, for years, and I would like trickle it in songs like, I should probably get a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. five years later, still no therapist. What right. are we doing? <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I really, I really did want help. And um, it's so much deeper than just like the connotation of therapy. You know, it's really like a spiritual mentor, you mm-hmm. know, because the guy I talk to, he's not even a licensed therapist. He's he's just a fucking guru. Of, the wise dude. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, man, having like, not to get cliche, but being men, it's tough to, to feel, one, comfortable being vulnerable with things you're struggling with, two, to even like have somebody that you could talk to because to your parents, that might feel like, you know, they're going to feel guilty because somehow they'll make it about them. To your yeah. friends, they're like, I don't fucking know. But to like, just get over it. And I got my own shit going on. Yeah. Like, you're doing better than me. How can I help? Yeah. Like, yeah. have you tried getting over it? You walk it off. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What did you say in another podcast? You said the measure of a man is how far he can. So that's something that my, uh, that my mentor told me. He said, you know, society measures a man by how much can you carry, how far can you carry it, and how alone. Can you carry carry it? Mm. And it's so real. And like, I think just subconsciously, that's kind of how men move throughout society. Yeah. Is, you know, not to get fake deep, but when, you know, people ask me, oh, how you doing? It's like, can't complain. But when you really read into that, it's like, can't complain. Yeah. I can't. I'm in a position where I can't. Can't. Yeah. Like, you can't because we have not allowed ourselves the space to even give ourselves empathy. 
Because we yeah. don't feel like it's a safe space with other men to be like, you know what? I'm going through something right now. You mm-hmm. know? It's fucked we also up. we also don't want to put that on the people we love too. Like yeah, well, because we're because we're men and it's and we might be we gotta shoulder it and fucking you know or brush or, the dirt off or and move like, forward. You don't want your girl to worry. You don't want your mom to worry. Right. You don't want all the people that rely on you to worry. Right. You want them to know that they're gonna be good and they're good when you're good. Right. So right. you're like, all right, I gotta hold this, and then you meet somebody you could talk to about it, and you're like. Oh, it feels great to talk to you about it right. because these are people are all going to be safe, but I get this off my chest. Right. And there's no judgment from there. And, and mm-hmm. what I learned through talking with him is when you resist, resisting insecurities leads to self-implosion. Mm-hmm. And that to me was so true. It's like, you know, whether it was interviews or meetings or just in general, it's like me resisting the feeling of like, you know what? I'm nervous. Yeah. Like I was nervous coming on here, yeah. right? And if I would have tried to like overcompensate that, that would have led to maybe really like self-destructive like outbursts, nah, you know, or just in general, not on camera. And it's like when you when you resist what you're actually feeling, which is what men do, mm-hmm. it's what we've been trained to do because you push down, push down, it's gonna come out sideways at some point, mm-hmm. at a time where you don't want yeah. it to come out. Yeah. What's that quote? Uh, Everything you want is through the door you wish not to enter the mm. most or something. Right. There's this quote right. about like everything you desire is through the thing that it's you're on the most, other side of what you fear the most is on the other yeah. side of what you fear the most. Yeah. And uh, and it is true. And also like you get into a place of comfort, which is like is privilege, but it can also be a prison in that like you don't have to do an interview. You don't have to do anything you don't want anymore. Right. And now you're in the position where you can avoid those things you fear, but what is on the other side of those things you fear is exactly what you want. I know, and you know what? It's the, for me, this is like a thing I've like set as a goal is like the year of just doing hard shit. Because mm. like you said, I don't have to talk to anyone ever again. And you're good. And I'm fine, but it's like, guess what? But I want more and I'm ambitious and I want to express myself in different mediums than just music. So guess what that means? You got to do the podcast. You should do the podcast. You fuck with Schultz. You like his brand. It's a good place for you to express yourself and be honest. And, but yeah, it's confronting because now you got to like be yourself and people are watching. Mm-hmm. And it can You're go putting left yourself and, out there for yeah, judgment. You yeah. can't control it as much. You can't yeah. control it, and it. So it's scary. And like you said, because I'm good, I can just be like, what? I'm at the house. Yeah. Like, I was just in Saudi, the Americas. I could have just gone home. Yep. You know? Like I miss my dogs. I miss my bed. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... It's like, nah, bro, I I have to do the hard shit. And then there's a joy that comes from that. Yeah. There's also like a fulfillment of purpose that yeah, comes from it. Because you're like, oh, shit. I, I was scared that. and I was then capable. I did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's weird, like, because that On is, the I guess. side of fear is strength. Yeah. And and so that that is the thing, like, when it comes to, like, money or stacking, whatever these thing, things are, I think that, like, like, I have no aspiration to be a billionaire, like, that nut. The, the, the sound of it is like, okay, if it's cool, I don't give a fuck. I just yeah. don't care. Like, it right. doesn't mean anything to me. Right. But I do have an aspiration of having enough money where every decision I make is because I want to make it, right? Not because I have to. Right now, we're privileged enough. Like, we're the luckiest people on the fucking face of the universe. We get to do shit that is so much fun for a living. Like, this is yeah. a joke. It's even a job. Right. Right? It's crazy. No, like, look what we're doing. It's a joke. This is insane. It's absurd. Like, we're in we, a random building in New York. We set up cameras to make it seem like we're doing <laughs> <laughs> There's fake bricks here. Yeah, like, these are not even real. <laughs> so like, no, it's insane. Nah, what a, yeah, dope so combos though. But yeah. but yeah. but that but see like that's really what it's about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, but but one of the things is like, 
so we're very fortunate that like through you know stand up and all these different things through music for you you've been able to do a thing that you truly love to make a living yeah there is another level which you might be at i don't want to count your pockets where it's like you actually don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah. Your family's good, you're yeah. good, and everything you do is because you want to do it. Yeah. Now, what you just described to me, I didn't even foresee, which is when you don't have to do anything, yeah. you will have greater hesitation yeah. with the things that you fear to do. Yes, that's- I didn't even think about that. Well, because for a long time, I've been at where you're talking about where it's like, I don't have to do any of this. And you're good. Because I've had the mailbox, I've been getting paid every Friday. You're gonna be fine. So it's like, I I know I've been financially secure for a long time. Got it. And so now, like you just said, I've never heard it like that. Now it makes you really- Analyze the things you don't want to do because you're like, wait a second. Because before you got to do that, to do this, you got to do that uncomfortable interview because you're like, I want to push this I, album. I want people right. to see my work. I put a lot of effort into right. this, so I'm going to put myself in this vulnerable situation because there is upside, and I have to risk that downside for that yeah, upside. You can't right. hide from fear if you're not rich, right? And that exactly. makes me, that now, makes me yeah. think of think of the mega artists that are they do the mysterious thing, and I'm wondering, is are you mysterious? Or are you just yeah. a little bit afraid, like mm. the Kendricks or the uh, Travises that yeah, like they, you never see them? They're just you know? they're. They're just good. No, they're just like, but they're fine. Maybe they are. Well, maybe but, they're but, afraid. Yeah. But maybe they're afraid. But it's like, I, yeah, I know for me, it's, it's just kind of like, I don't have to do these things, but I want to do them because at this point, I'm just being driven by the fact that I'm scared to do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's because your goal is personal growth. If your goal yeah, is that's like it. money, then you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this no. podcast. I'm going to make more music. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's and a fucking- How do you gauge how much you show the world? Because like you're very vulnerable in your music, but yeah. then like, you know, social media, just like surface I don't level know, it's stuff. Like, like even right now, right? It's like, I have nothing to push. Yeah. We can make up things. Yeah. Like I have a song coming out in two days. I yeah. don't give a fuck if we even, we don't have to talk about any yeah. of that. <laughs> I got a hair care. I got all, I don't give a shit. Yeah. This, is, this is clever right here. No, yeah. no, 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 it's not, no, but, no, but truthfully. Lock that up, yeah. lock that up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have anything what, to do. Anyway, it? underneath Santiago is out by the way. No, but truthfully, it's like, I just like, I genuinely wanted to come on here as an exercise in like, do the hard shit. Mm. It has nothing to do with any of that because I've learned that all of these extraterrestrial things don't sell your music. Mm. I'll never forget, and this is no shot at Tiger. I love Tiger. I remember 10, 12 years ago, I don't know when the fuck it was, Kim Kardashian posted like a Tiger mixtape. I remember we're on the come up, so we're studying everything and we're like, damn, Kim posting the mixtape didn't even like really matter, it didn't like move the needle. Yeah. And you know, certain things you just remember on your come up and so forever, we're just like, yeah, it just doesn't matter. Like like Kanye right now could post me on his Instagram, like go listen to Santiago. It's not gonna like, for 24 hours, it'll be like, whoa. Nah, but and if he posted done. with a picture next to that. It doesn't, it Milk doesn't. factory he got walking around with. It's just like, nah, but it's like, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Every the internet's so fast, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, you, the only shit connection. that matters is like real, actual human, consistent connection. connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so for me, yeah, it's like I don't have to do any of this. I don't care about promoting anything because I'm not entitled to your platform to promote my shit. So mm. I like I know I have my platform. My fans know what's going on. I got a community. Y'all know what's up. Cool. I want to come on here because I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to y'all, and like I said, it's an exercise and like. 
bro, do the hard shit. This is like training my brain to do a cold plunge. So <laughs> see what I'm yeah. saying? Like this is the cold plunge. Yeah. Selfish follow up. Yeah. I know you talked about all I want is growth, and even in your music, all you want is growth. I was listening to a podcast where he talks. This guy works with like high level like athletes, investors, yeah. whatever, and he talks about the people who excel, the Tiger Woods types. Yeah, they don't perform for ego reasons. They don't yeah. do what they do for ego reasons. A lot of us do, and that's why like embarrassment, yeah. like bombing on stage as a comedian, oh, is so fucking embarrassing. Because right. you're having an album flop. Maybe he talks about basketball players a lot of times, like. They don't want to f- miss free throws. It's just embarrassment. And that really hinders your growth if you're doing it for your ego. Because yeah. the ego is like, well, I don't want to get embarrassed. Right. The people who, gr- who are the best of the best are in it just for mastery. And that's all they care about. Yeah. How so do you, based on what I've researched from you, yeah. listen to it, Santiago, you were ego initially. Yes. And now it's mastery. How do you uncouple yours? Because I'm in the process of trying to well, let go. It's not that black. And white. It's still a little bit of both. Yeah. But I'm in the process of shifting the trophy from ego to self-mastery. That's that's part of the work that I've been doing, and that's what Santiago's about, which is why the album ends on me singing It Was You All Along. Yeah. I love that. It's because it's like everything you've been chasing is you. Yeah. You've been chasing yourself. You're chasing your tail this whole time. Yeah. yeah. And self-mastery is the, in my opinion, it's the only thing worth going after because it's a game we can all play. It's a trophy we can all win. And it doesn't matter who else is playing. Mm. We can all win it. It's a weird thing, though. Sometimes, like, having money allows you to reflect long enough to realize what you truly wanted the whole time. Right. People who don't have that, they're trying to... They think that money's the answer. Because in the moment, it is the answer it to is. their rent. It's the of answer course. to their food, taking care of their family. Yeah. Like, well, it's like the, it's the three basic, that. like, shelter, food, water. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I can't think past that till those are covered. Exactly. But it's like the Jim Carrey commencement speech he gave. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. something. it's not this verbatim, but it's like, I wish everyone was rich and famous so they could figure out what they really want. Exactly. Mm. He's right, though. It's the truth. It's yeah. like everyone, and I don't blame people because I get it. Because like you said, it's like. We don't have shelter, food, or water. Yep. Right? But it's like, I wish everyone could get their money and get their shit straight. And then you'd really see what you actually it's want. Im- it's important to position it in that way because I know that there's probably people who watch and listen to hear, they hear people say these things and they're just like, man, shut the fuck up. Mm. You got everything. Right. And well, it seems almost like condescending when, when it's said, but- there is a lot of game in there. There's and, so much, bro. And, and I like how Jim said it where it's just like, I I can't wait for you to have all that money yeah. so that you start tapping away at the game. And what's so game. funny is we talk about Jim Carrey as like a manifestation uh, mm. example where he wrote a $20 million check to himself when he was broke. Right. And then he got to pay $20 million for, I think, Ace Ventura right. too. But nobody leaves out the part where he goes, you know, he still wasn't happy after that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a really interesting right. thing. Right, well, because it's like, you, once it's to his point, it's like you realize what you actually want. Yeah, what makes you happy? Is it like, is it creating things you're proud of or is it the people clapping well the reality for me right to what you were saying with santiago it's like i got you know plaques and money and all this shit and there was a hole still mm-hmm. and the hole was the fact that i didn't approve of myself mm-hmm. so it didn't matter that the plaques were approval they were signs of validation all these symbols of success sold out shows plaques money they're just symbols of success real success it's an inside job it's, do you approve of yourself? And I did it. And the reason why is because at a very, very young age, like most boys, you're 
metric of success is your dad's approval. Mm. And for me, my dad's standard was perfection, an unmeetable goal. And so therefore I was never quite the standard. And as you you grow up, my dad's voice became my own voice. Mm. And so his metric became my metric, which ended up being, I'm not good enough for myself no matter what I do, Mm -hmm. because it's not perfect. And so- And it's a great motivator. It's it's a a great great motivator. Oh, because you know why? Because guess what? Yeah, you went platinum. You didn't Why didn't go, you go two? Platinum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you'll keep succeeding. And from the outside looking in, it's like, damn, Russ, your work ethic's crazy. It's like, if only you knew what was driving the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is not a good energy driving the car. Once so you, what do you is, tell your this manager? Is, this is my it. shadow. This is my shame self behind the driver's seat. I'm just like the little boy in the passenger seat. And the shame is driving like, you fucking loser. So I gotta get us all the way to double because you right, couldn't. Right. So what do you do on what do you do to make that shift? Like are there active steps you're taking, writing affirmations? Yeah, the act the doing? active steps are first of all, like, and I think this goes overlooked. Step one is awareness. Mm-hmm. Just even being aware that you're doing what you're doing. I just wasn't even aware that that's mm-hmm. what I was doing, that that was my process. So like step one is awareness. Step two is starting to, yeah, it's to modify the process. It's to sort of, it's to interfere the negative self-talk. Right. It's to catch it. So when that shame and that shadow pops up and is like, not good enough, you gotta tell yourself and tell that version of yourself, yo, chill. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you, I know you just want the best, but we're not doing it like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But the first step is awareness, and a lot of people, me included, were just not even aware that I was like moving like that. Yeah, I thought it was all positive. I'm looking at my life. I'm like, plaques, money. <laughs> right. I'm I'm doing pretty good. Right. You know, everything I'm doing must be right. Especially when no one else around you is at the level you're at, mm. you <laughs> feel like you must be doing something. Right. That, and also that like the average person. Yeah. You they know also, what I mean? They all think you're doing something right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so they're not going to tell you. They don't want to help you. How could well, they help you? It, well, they want to help you, but they Which don't know what? how because it's like it's working. Here. It's working, so I don't yeah. know, bro. It's like shit. All that keep doing time. what you're doing. Yeah, and keep like, in mind success. You know how many times yeah. like you dap somebody up as a successful person, and they just say, "Keep doing what you're doing." It's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not sustainable. Yeah, no, I'm still not, angry. I'm still angry. No, it's not sustainable because at some point you burn out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. and I talk about it in the book and I talk about it with uh, my mentor, but it's like dark motivation versus light motivation. And I was just driven by dark motivation, which is like fear-based. Like I need to prove to everyone that I'm really who I am and who I think I am. And it's all this like, it's very combative and it's making enemies out of people and entities that don't even know they're enemies. Yes. It's not even real. We've said it on here before. And it's like, I think we're just doing it wrong here. This American capitalist chasing mm. after it you go to these older soci- uh, societies in europe where it's yeah. like they get it yeah they get it they had the calm mind the love in the home mm-hmm. the fit body they got it already there's less yeah. ambition for sure there is less but ambition like and happiness and, that's and an american will go over there and be like 
how are you happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah y'all no. are losers. I know. Like, yeah. broke boys? Look at your life. <laughs> Brokey! Bro. <laughs> it's like, so what? I, I lived nah, in Spain for a year, it, and I had... Really? I was, yeah, I was living on like 10 euros a day. Five of those euros were spent to get into a club, and I got a beer with the entrance fee. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So the other five were like putting together the meal. We were cooking fucking the Spanish tortilla. Like, it was just great. We were living broke together. We were playing basketball, and it was awesome. And I remember having this moment there where I was like, man, I could do this forever. Yeah. And I had to stop myself and be like, hold on. No, you got to go achieve things. You got to go do things. You got to go back and finish college. You got to, and I'm glad that I did. But to what you were saying was there were, I was at such peace with my life and with my friends mm-hmm. and doing the things I wanted to do. It was something that I hadn't experienced in the same level back home. So then you were fishing already. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I was fishing. Was fishing. But, right. But I'm glad that right. I was able to go and chase success here. Cause I think sometimes the sacrifice with, that you make when you have a society or a culture that's built around that, which uh, sometimes they could scrutinize ambition. And like the people that aren't cool just fishing, they want to go fish in the deep sea. Mm-hmm. The people that just fishing start going, why? Well, you think you're better what than us? What do you need? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not, and sometimes you don't think you're better than them. Yeah. You just really want to see what fishing in the deep sea is about. You just want to challenge yourself. For you. Yeah, for you. And, and if you're doing it for you, I do think that that is no, I love that. valuable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think everything should be for you. Mm. That's the whole key. It's but like figuring out but what that's, that is. That's, is, that's yeah. the being in pursuit of progress. Is like I've already caught the fish in this spot. Yeah. Can I catch a fish in the in the ocean? That's why for me it's like, you know, people sometimes people get confused when they're like, well, why do you still want a Grammy? Well, because I don't have one, hmm. and that's progress. I don't want it so that y'all clap for me. I just want it to see progress. That's it. But you and see that as a form of validation? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not validation. It's more so it's it's a confirmation that progress has been had in a certain category. It's less about, see now, the intention is everything. If the intention behind it is, you know what? I want a Grammy because if I get a Grammy, y'all will fuck with me more. Ah, now, yeah. now there's a negative intention around it. You're going to get the Grammy and still be miserable because you don't improve it yourself. If I can poke a hole, it is still progress that is decide. It's other people deciding you've made progress. It's mm. progress that's completely externally Out of your validated. Control. Yeah. Right. Externally validated specifically. Yes. And that you know what's so funny about that is when Santiago came out and Billboard like took away sales and I was so fucking pissed. Wait, why'd they do that? Uh, complete horseshit. Because you're not allowed to... This is Billboard's rule. It's not even a lie. You can look it up on the internet. Billboard says you are not allowed to incentivize fans to buy albums. Hmm. You know what that is? What do you mean? Marketing. Incentivize fans to buy albums yeah. is marketing. Yeah. It's literally in the rules. It's, Luminate is the company that verifies the sales for Billboard. They're owned by the same company. right? So I'm like, okay, that's insane because you are allowing fake streams. Yeah. In merch bundles. How does a merch bundle not incentivize yes, that? What was your incentive? My incentive was if you buy a fucking album, you maybe get invited to a desert listening, whatever it is. That's crazy. That's, that you yeah. could... that's incredible marketing. Yeah. Why am I not allowed to market? A bundle is a tangible thing that every single person A bundle person is incentivizing yeah. fans to buy an album. Yeah. So, so they took away sales, right? Real sales while allowing fake sales. Crazy. And I remember hitting my mentor. I'm like, bro, this is such bullshit. They're taking away my progress. And he said, no, they're taking away the external Mm. knowing of your progress, but they can never take away your internal knowing. 
of your progress. And I, I thought that was really profound. And to your point with the Grammys, it's like, yeah, that is out of my control, which is why I can't place too much, I can't personalize it too much. Fair enough. But, oh. it's, but, but there is something valuable about having a mountain to climb. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, ambition, so, so, purpose. Yeah, so it's like, it's a good mountain to climb, but depersonalize it. So just to I clarify. Take it, I won't take it personally when this doesn't get nominated for a Grammy or whatever. Is it a absolutely okay mountain to have? You just want to see progress? Right. Sure. Okay. But don't personalize it to the point that, mm. well, if I don't get it, then I'm a failure. Mm. But so just you know? to clarify, yeah, the absolutely. album itself represents the progress. Correct. Not Correct. the sales, not no, whether it's the fact that I made it. The fact that you made it. The fact it. that I made it. Yeah. That's the thing that I always tell people. It's like certain certain songs, it's like, bro, this song was already a success before it went out. Yeah. Because I made what I wanted to make. Yeah. I already won. But when the thing that you want to make receives an amazing response. It's it a is double an win. euphoric feeling. Oh, yeah, because... Because you feel like your artistic integrity is intact and the people are appreciating you for your most authentic self. That's yeah. the fucking... No, it's incredible. It's What's, incredible. What song on this album was your biggest win without... Just by putting it out? I Love You, Boy. Yeah, yeah I remember one. you saying yeah, that. It was really hard to write. Yeah, I mean, that was the one where... You know, the whole album was me doing sessions with, with my mentor and him giving me exercises because, you know, I don't even lie, the first session we did, I felt bad. Because I was like, man, the whole time you're talking, and I told him this, I said, the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking of songs. I can write about this shit. Yeah. And I felt bad. I felt like I was like almost using the situation. And he was like, no, 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 no. Allow the creative side of you to come along for the journey. You know, and I learned that the creative part of me is sort of the part of me that tries to make sense of all the other parts of me. Mm. So he would give me these exercises, and he would never say write a song. He would just journal. He said, you can journal in the form of a journal poem, song, lyrics, whatever you want. Of course, naturally, I'm always going to revert to the medium that you do. is most familiar with. So, so many times we would do a session on Zoom and I would do all the sessions in the studio right next to the mic because it just feels safe for me. And I'd get off the session and go right onto the mic. And that was I Love You Boy. I Love You Boy was like, the exercise was, I want you to journal and give your inner child the empathy that you wish you got when you were a kid. And that was I Love You Boy. And to me, it's the hardest song I had to write because I had to be, I had to be honest about feeling embarrassed mm -hmm. about certain moments of my career, like in an interview where I drank too much and right. I said ridiculous shit or, you know, just whatever. And it was like, damn, man, like just having to be honest, like, you know what? I think it gets way more you, vulnerable you, than that. You fucked up? Oh, no, it's uh, yeah, way more, but it's, it's like... It's a great self-reflection. Just just having to confront things that I've never had to confront and be honest with, like... What you want. Yeah. What you did want before. What I wanted... Times were embarrassed of that. What I wanted, what happened, and yeah, the shame. Yeah. The shame that's attached to wanting something to happen so bad and wanting to be this perfect version of yourself, and you didn't hit the mark all yeah. the time. And having to be honest with yourself, like, yeah, you know what? You did fuck up. This is but you don't need to beat yourself the fuck up. Like, mm -hmm. give yourself perpetual punishment. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. what I've done to myself is like. I do that. Well, you would if you're a perfectionist, if that was put on you. Yeah. If it's not perfect, exactly. then it's exactly. a failure. And so now you see the connection, which is mm -hmm. why I put out the song Perfections, because it's like that perpetual punishment comes from being a perfectionist. Because it's like, you know what? You fucked up. And that was then. But this is now. And I'm going to let you know.
that you really fucked this up for yeah. us. Yeah, how did you think this? Oh, sorry, being this vulnerable and putting that much substance in your music, I yeah. was just curious. Um, how did you feel about when most Def said? Drake is surface level target music because I feel like yeah this is the thing that's one of those things people have been asking of Drake for quite a while like yeah yo we want to know more about you like I th- what's I think going Drake, on one I think Drake has that in his music yeah two I think the world is entitled uh-huh. I think the world is entitled <laughs> naturally I think social media has made people very entitled because we see your Instagram sometimes we wake up with you and we go to sleep with you and it gives us this. Is parasocial the word? What is that term where it's like parasocial uh, relationship? Yeah, it's just this weird like where we're best friends even though we don't actually fucking know you and mm. we expect all these, you know, um, entrances into your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, we don't know you and you don't owe us anything that you don't want to give us. Mm-hmm. And social media has ruined that. Social media has made people feel like we are entitled to know the ins and outs of your thought process on any and everything that has to do with you. And if you don't give it to us, we feel like you're bullshitting, Hmm. fake, you're this. And it's like, bro, these people are artists and they give you what they want to give you. Hmm. And if you don't fuck with it, next song. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I feel like one, Drake has that depth. How would you break down hip hop? What is hip hop? Because most definitely are saying that's not hip hop. I would think that's hip hop, but. I think, I mean, the way I got introduced to hip hop was like, it's intelligent movement. That's what it is. So I understand the um, the perspective of like, you want there to be some sort of intelligence behind the lyrics and not just sort of filler and fluff. But the reality is like, shit changes. And, and disclaimer, I'm not in any position to speak on what is and what isn't hip hop, because mm. I'm white, straight up. But- um, you're still a hip hop artist. Yeah, so, but the yeah. but the reality is, well, I'm ushered in. I'm a guest. <laughs> you know what I mean? He gave me like a plus one. I was the plus one. <laughs> you got a pass. Yeah. You got not the not that pass. Yeah. You got a different pass. Right. <laughs> I got the plus one pass, but like at any given moment, yeah. all the plus ones get out. No, but um, yeah, it's like I think hip hop went from counterculture and underground to, to it's the most popular shit in the world. So. Yeah. Naturally, it went from people doing hip hop to express and rebel to make money. Mm. And Jay Z talks about it in his Breakfast Club, where you know there was a shift that happened where hip hop became a get rich quick scheme, and rap became a get rich quick scheme. And when that happened, of course you're going to lose the art because people aren't doing it for the art anymore; they're doing it for the bag. Mm-hmm. So it's like once you realize that. Once again, it's just it's just letting go of the resistance. It's like, look, if I can just accept the fact that this shit got so big, which was the goal, that it's now become a plausible financial scheme. Mm-hmm. Okay, well now I have to accept that there's going to be some people who are not doing it for the art; they're doing it for the bag. Mm-hmm. And what a great place that you know we've gotten hip hop and rap to a place where it's so lucrative that people don't even have to be about it for the art. They're there for the money. They're there for the money and there's still a bag in it. Mm. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that is the, that it just comes with the dinner. You know what I'm saying? It's like- And that's not just hip hop. That's anything that gets popular. You're oftentimes shackled to the bag. And then once you find something that's lucrative and it provides a living for yourself, uh, a lot of people don't want to- move away from that. There's comfort from that. Of course. It's also on the people, bro. This whole fucking notion, it's so irritating. It's like, can we stop acting like there's this big fucking ploy to like 
only push a certain kind of music. The truth is more boring. The truth is it's more always here's, more here's boring. Here's what the truth is. The truth is in general, society is attracted to negativity more than positivity. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So guess what? Negative music glorifying negative behaviors and lifestyles will always feel a little sexier because it's a little more dangerous danger. than peace, love, and prosperity. You know what I'm saying? We're drawn like, to danger, bro. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. And I mean- If you're in a forest and you hear some branches break or some leaves rustle, you look around. Now, the real shit that no one wants to talk about that, if I talk about it, I'll probably get canceled. That'll be just the end of us, but Go. whatever. It's really what I think people should be like looking into is white people's fascination with black trauma. Ooh. That is to me talk to us is yeah, very bizarre because black people are also fascinated with black trauma. That I makes think. more sense because they, it lands mm -hmm. and it resonates. White people are fascinated with black trauma because it's exciting to them because it's over there. Okay. But they can get close enough to experience it, but guess what? When it gets a little too real, they go home. So let me and add, so they can yeah. they can participate from a distance from the safe distance. Let me ask you this like though: mob movies, the, like the, this. The, my push. No, yeah, come on, we can't. No, 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 you're actually in a good place to, I think, to, I to think speak the, on this. I think the mob movie rap correlation is such a reach. I wouldn't make it mob movie. I'll tell you why: because mob movies, yes, they're based off of something real, but it's also very clear that majority of it is fiction. There's not that many of them, right? Rap, the whole, hmm. the whole attractiveness of rap is that it's real. It's not that it's fiction. They're not playing characters. That's the appeal, mm -hmm. right? Especially, like, I can speak on this at least is because I was a white boy in the suburbs. Yeah. So I saw firsthand what people like me were attracted to. Mm -hmm. It was that it felt real. It was dangerous. It was dangerous. It was over yeah. there. And whoa, like he's really like you see his face tats and like, yo, he just said he like slid on this op and yeah. whoa, that's crazy. And you get close enough where you're like, yo, you see they're fighting over there. And then it gets a little too close to the railing and you're like, yo, we gotta get out of here. Mm. But and that's are, it. We that's are, it. I that's the reality. And th like to me, that that is the perplexity of rap. The pushback I would give is that I think that like you said, the umbrella is danger. We're drawn to danger. Like Jackass, the MTV show, is danger, right? These no, no, people no. are gonna See. go prank people. Hold on, let me let yeah, me get go there. Ahead. Make, yeah. they're, they're gonna go prank people and they're gonna make people feel really uncomfortable and something that I would never do. I can't believe this is so embarrassing, but they're gonna put themselves in that position to embarrass them. Uh, Eric Andre, for sure, example, sure, does sure, these sure. great stunts and you're like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I would feel so uncomfortable if I was that person in that environment, but I'm drawn to it, I can't look away. There is a fascination with the dangerous. There in is general, even in sure, like the sure. way that we're attracted to like anime or even kung fu movies. And I sure. feel like white and black people are attracted to this Asian yeah. thing that was like dubbed over, and we're still like, these are some badass motherfuckers. Maybe they're going out and killing all the people. I love Maybe this they point you're making because okay. this is a conversation me and my boy have had. Okay, so so I think that there is an attraction to the dangerous. Yes. And we exalt those figures that are yes. willing to do these dangerous things. UFC fighters, boxers, like the yes. things that we fear. A, a bare knuckle street fighter, Kimbo Slice, 
you made himself, but we also made him a celebrity simply off the fact that he was knuckling up in a backyard in Miami. So I think that we are drawn to these figures that yeah. are willing to do the things that we don't. And rappers specifically are rapping about these things that we're terrified of, mm. but we are really intrigued by. And I yeah. agree. I agree 100%. Everything you said, I agree. And you know what? This, this is what I think. I think... I think... Rappers who are rapping about a certain um, traumatic experience and black lifestyle that's particular and specific to them, it's appealing to other people who have felt those same traumas and have been through that, right? To white people, it's we're just attracted to, to the danger. Danger, yeah. Why? It's because 21 Savage is John Wick to white boys. Yeah. That's the reality. Rappers are the new action heroes. Yeah. To white people. Yeah. But to black America, rappers are, you're speaking our trauma and it lands for us mm -hmm. and it resonates, right? But to white boys, which is like, but aren't the we? reality is the main We're consumer. We're interpreting it correctly though. The black no, people no, aren't. No, no, no. Because the rappers this, are lying. This is, so we're treating you like the liar, which is well, John Wick. Well, if they lying, well, so, if they lying, then it, we stop fucking with them. If no, you really about true. that life, we how many of these rappers are lying well, and we on, still on. fuck with them? Here, here, like, no, six, but it would still nine. be the difference between an action movie and a movie that's a drama. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The, main, the main consumer, this, when I say consumer, I mean the people putting money into it. Mm -hmm. The main consumer, the main ticket buyer of rap is a white boy, yeah. right? Those people are there not because the content lands, they're saying the N word. They're there because they're getting to watch John Wick yeah. up close. Meanwhile, John Wick is on stage like, this is real trauma. This is like, this is not a lie. No, now, if okay. He, if he is. Okay, well, so is, yeah. now when we go down that road, right? Here's, here's my issue with it. Let's go down that road. So you're lying about being John Wick. Okay. If you're lying about being John Wick, promoting a negative lifestyle. Mm, speak on it. For commercial gain. Speak on it. To me, that's fucked up. Now, if this is really your lifestyle and you're just expressing your trauma, I respect it. Mm. But what? if you're if you're lying, it's a little fucked up. And so here's the real question to me. The real question is, are you publicly admitting to crimes you commit, which makes you dumb? Or are you, or are you lying about a negative lifestyle, which makes you a little evil? Mm. Which one is it? I think it's a little bit of both. Maybe a little, which, it's, guess what? It usually starts somewhere and they're like, hey, this is my truth. And then they get a little money. They I think distance it's like, themselves from it. But now they can still speak on experiences that they lived. That they had. Which yeah. Is, yeah, which I think, like like I said, when it's real to you, I think by all means, I think the policing of rappers' actual real life trauma is fucked. Let mm -hmm. them talk about what they went through, mm -hmm. right? I think... If you're making this shit up because you know what's popular is to talk about sliding on ops and popping perks, mm -hmm. I think you're evil. But that isn't, isn't that what you also just said of any time something becomes the culture, there's going to be people who just try to profit off of it and that's okay? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're doing that, but that's fucked up. Now, what if they said, hey, Russ, you probably embellish things about your life and your music. I don't. In fact. Nothing. Nothing. There's Nothing. no line about fucking Nothing. bitches that you didn't exactly do? No. 
God damn. <laughs> no. All these bodies are coming forward. Let's take a break from this podcast and bring you Bluetooth. So you can fuck bitches like Russ does in this music. You see these blue lights, baby? You know what that means? It's Bluetooth time. Fellas, if you have a subpar dick game, like some of us, Bluetooth is how you elevate it. That's how you step it up. First of all, it's got the same active ingredients and all those other hard dick medicines, but this one is chewable, so it releases even faster. And because it's flagrant and they love us and we love them, you got a free offer, all right? You get to try Blue Chew for free if you use the promo code flagrant at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 for shipping. That's free Blue Chew at bluechew.com. Use the promo code flagrant, and you get your first month for free. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, bluechew.com. Promo code flagrant. Read all the safety information and stuff just to make sure, but, you know, your boys have all used it and it worked out great. So thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Let's get back to the show. I'll tell you, the only thing I ever lied about on a rap song was on Kill Them All, and I called my business manager and he talked me out of it, was on Kill Them All when I mentioned, like, something, something, like, run over these bloggers in my Lambo. And I swear to God, I'll call my business manager right now. I said, bro, like, I don't have a Lambo. I have a McLaren, like, I think I should buy a Lambo. So I, just lined <laughs> I swear to God, I swear on my mom's life, on everyone's life. That was the only time I ever lied in my raps. Wow. And in fact, if we listen, I, maybe I changed the line, but yeah, that was the only time I ever lied because it. I'm not making music to persuade y'all. I'm making music for me. Right. So if I'm not really doing the drugs or if I'm not really having the trauma, I'm not pushing it. Okay, and but that's you say issue. you say it's a negative thing, but well, we have movies like no, movies are bro, fiction. We, like well, we movies are. No, there's a difference Listen, between hold saying hold on, hold on. this is my life I, I and love, this is fiction. I love this debate. I love this debate because it doesn't land. I'll tell you why. There's no leg to stand on. Movies are under the notion that it's fiction, like you yes. said. Mm -hmm. When you watch Scarface, you're going into the theater like I'm about to watch a story. The appeal to rap is that it's real. In fact, to the point that they that rappers make it a point to say that they're real. So you can't, that whole notion of like, nah. But that's the thing, it's like you're selling art. So no, if no, 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 I no. have a stage name, you're absolving, I have a persona. You're absolving accountability. Like, you're absolving accountability. Nah, I don't think so. I think I you are think because, because the reality is, that's fine, but then make it clear that it's the WWE. But don't go out of your way to WWE make, doesn't make it clear it's WWE. That's a great point. Never, a great point. They received no, a lot no, of criticism watch, for it. Watch, but it doesn't w matter. WWE, no one says what they're doing is bad. No, 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 WWE makes it clear to the people who, like, at a certain age, you know Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah. WWE has never said publicly these are stages. Of course. If you have no, no, eyeballs, what, you know. But, but what like, I'm, but what know I'm saying. And I, and I feel the same way when you see a rapper. No, it's no, like, if you have uh, eyeballs, you know this shit is bullshit. No, 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 but that's no, exactly how okay. I feel about rap. No, I think, but realistically, but, right? Yeah. A lot of the appeal of rap, this is what I'm saying, because when you keep in mind that the main consumer is a white boy who thinks it's real, you have to understand that the appeal is that it is real. So, like, even though they're not saying it, they're not not saying it. You see what I'm saying? It's like the whole appeal of like this slide on up music is like, yo, I think they really are. And a lot of them really are. But wrestling's that. Like people I, no, thought but, Stone but Cold is, no, hung no, but out with his friends is, and go went like no, that but rap drink is, his beer. Rap is not wrestling. No, here's that was, I, I wouldn't here's what I would the say. The appeal of rap was that it was not wrestling. The appeal of real. rap was that it was real. Reality Everyone rap. is under the notion that yeah. it's real. I understand the point. NWA. I know because we're all grown no, men NWA. that it's not real. But I'm saying the appeal 
A lot of people real. still believe it's real, and no. also there are rappers. It's still who real to me. Damn it! Have you seen no. that? Yeah. Man, <laughs> 70, I think 70% of people real. at a wrestling show think that shit is real. No, it's not well, 70%, but here's what it is. I, I, dare, I dare any of y'all to come yeah, out yeah. and yeah. I dare any of y'all to come out and say one of these rappers is lying about the shit they're rapping about. I think because that rapper will die on a hill defending. The they, shit they're making us. The they I think defend, most of us know. I they think say it, they're telling the it's truth. It's much like keeping up the persona. Yo, know, it's like wrestling Dang in that we character. we know at a certain age, you know it's fake, but we all just kind of and I can't speak for black people, but I think the rest of us kind of buy into, look, we know most of this is bullshit, but let's all pretend it's real because it's just a fun thing, like wrestling. It's just no, a fun storyline we're all buying into. And I can't speak for the black uh, consumer, but I think most of us at a certain age know most of these rappers ain't doing nothing. They got fucking yes. uh, Roth IRAs or whatever investment accounts. Now, and we're all buying into this game. Oh, I, we, I say- we, we have aged out of the audience that is influenced the most by rap. Mm. We've aged out. So- you're talking, right? We're talking uh, amongst each other as grown men who understand that it's not Santa who's bringing the presents. Mm-hmm. The audience that's most influenced by rap thinks it's real. And the issue that I have is that if it is not real, don't push it because it's negative. Now, if what you're pushing is positive and it's not real, push it by all means. That's Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't real, but it's positive. Y'all shit isn't real, but it's negative. And you're not even living it? Nikki spoke on Future saying when I talked to Future, he told me he wasn't even doing the drugs that he talks about in the songs. I think Future's music is amazing. I'm grown enough to have the discernment to say, man, this shit is, Stick to the Models is like my favorite shit, right? Russ, watch your mic. Sorry. Stick to the Models by Future is my favorite shit, right? But I also know... That the reason why I wanted to try lean when I was 19 was you future. future yeah. What's future? I and I don't. And wanna... I'm not gonna blame him. Yeah. That like I'm like not I'm grown. Shit, I I did think the drug shit was real. I knew the slide on ops wasn't. But the, the drug shit. No, kind of. I'll but, tell you why the drug shit can't be real. Because not at you the cannot extent of what he was saying. You can't do that many drugs exactly. and live this long. Yes. Okay, mm. but not to advocate. Which is why for when negative. Juice World said I started doing these drugs because of you, we have seen it live in the flesh. Juice World said, I did drugs because of you. Juice World died of a drug overdose by following somebody who does not even do the drugs that they said they did. Mm. Valid point, yeah. What the fuck are we talking nah, about? Everyone wants to fair. tiptoe around the fucking, because certain people are Teflon and you can't talk on certain yeah, why shit. Why is there a defensiveness They're, around this? Al, what do you think that is? Because people are trying to protect free speech, even if this free speech is I negative. I think it's free speech. Yes, it is. That's no, what, I think it's a cultural. That's what it is. It's like, oh, we should be able to say what we say. No, you can, but then also speech. face no, the consequences. I think it's think. cultural success, and I think no, it's. Like, I think, no, I think no, it's. I think, I think it's. Free I think speech. it's. We should be able to they say what we can say, artist, yeah. but then that's fine. But you cannot absolve yourself of the accountability when you have to face the consequences of your actions, and when the chickens come home to roost. When Juice World, who did drugs because of you dies, that is a real moment of reflectiveness that needs to happen within the culture. Oh, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. No, question, question, question. That's the reality. Am I tripping? No, you're not, but I don't think anyone like... When Alex Jones or when Tucker Carlson or any of these dudes that were supposed to be taken on face value, right, as like news sources and they were telling the truth, when they back up and they go, 
I'm just doing this for entertainment, they get ridiculed. Yeah. How dare you manipulate all these people? Right, right. But what I'm saying is you can make the same argument that Alex Jones, Tucker Cross, or no, any of these guys are rappers. Right, 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 right. right. I see what, no, but I'm I see where you're going. You won me over with Juice World, but you can't go news, because news is news. It is, I'm presenting this as news for you to co- like consume as facts. But you have to and understand, you to, with to this a 17 year old. This is my life. How to is a 17 year old, a rapper is giving them news on the culture. But it's 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 the same thing. It's candy like, news. It's like sports okay. is real. No, but okay. like rappers, my life. I think fucking... we're kind of arguing two things. Like no one's trying to absolve um, rappers' like uh, influence. Like a parent should raise their kids. For yes, sure. P- For kids sure. can look up to somebody For and be sure. influenced by, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's up to the parents to raise your kids. I agree. So it's like, this artist should be able to be an artist. If they are actually, and we gotta, we gotta, can't act like this shit isn't going on. Yes, there are some rappers that are fronting, but yeah. there are rappers that really are about that life. For like sure. we see it happening. For we see sure. Chicago, we see- For like, sure. For there sure. are, so it's like, you can't put all the onus on the No, 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 and for a disclaimer, I'm not talking about the ones who are actually talking, like I said, I'm not talking about the ones who are actually talking no, about No, but the even trauma. the ones that aren't. No, but see, that's where you have to start raising an eyebrow of like, this is a little bit evil, because if you are purposely mm. choosing to promote a negatively influential lifestyle that you yourself are not Just even take living, that part in, this yeah. is fucked up. I'm not talking about the ones who it are is, like, yo, uh, yeah, like, I'm not advocating I really, for it. I'm, like, I'm not I really lived this. I did X, Y, and Z. I'm using my music as a journal to talk about it. I like Let them express what they express. The ones who are not doing it, but they're doing it because it makes money, and then they have blood on their hands. I'm gonna it's further reinforce no the stereotypes that. of the black community for my personal gain. And to yeah, their that's point. That's a crazy intro. And <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, but nah, that, that's essentially what the criticism is. It's like, if you are living these things, that's incredibly unfortunate, and you were born into a situation you probably couldn't avoid, and you should be able to speak on your experience. Mm-hmm. But if you did not live them at all, and you are further reinforcing the stereotypes of the mm-hmm. black community, just so you personally can, can get money, while those that's people That's the definition of selling suffer. your soul. Yes. That's and the definition of selling your soul. I think that's, that's a, that's a that criticism is, Okay, is but that is, but to what we're all talking about, because what I've heard from a lot of people sitting here is, well, but it's WWE. Okay, so what we're saying, what I hear is that majority of rappers have sold their soul, but it's okay because it's art. No, well, I'm to, saying well, I will say also to his point, it's not just negative reinforcement. It sets up a negative reward system where you think to yourself, if I want to make it, I got to be one I of the real guys. Be- not even... Fake it. I gotta be real. Otherwise, if I get my card called, bro, this shit I'm is phony. I just think I might have to live that life. I think it's a little hypocritical to just call out that because this happens in society everywhere. There are people that are selling cancer to you. There's people that are selling, like tobacco industry. Well, I wouldn't like say it's like, hypocritical. I would just say I too. would just say it's yeah, hypocritical. But, but there's a lot if that don't. McDonald's Morris, like are killing people. I know, but, uh, okay, and yeah, it's like but nobody's calling this shit out. I like, know, but that, that's sweet. like that. That's like that tweet where it's like if you say you don't like oranges, someone's like, what? So like pineapples just get off the. Like, it's like multiple things we're can talking, be wrong. Yes. We're, and, we're and talking about McDonald's music. has received so much criticism, bro. There's been so many documentaries. Super Size Me is a documentary. Like there's constant. No, but we're talking criticism. We're talking about music. We're talking about. Artists about music. that are putting out bad music, and it's up to the people at home who consume that music how they live their life listening to it. If you're raised right and you know we can all listen to a future song and not be influenced by it, yeah. you said, hey, that's because we're you, grown now. Yeah, but, but if you your think- parents were a little bit closer to you, they wouldn't have let you have access to that. No, 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 no. You might have yeah, yeah. wanted to try no, it. No, let, let's pump the brakes, right? We were all 19 once, right? Yeah. 
at some point, you're outside of your parents' supervision. So well, at 19, when I'm like first dabbling into music, I'm drinking, I'm smoking weed, Future's going crazy, he's dropping Tony Montana. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And especially in Atlanta, it was a different time. You know what I mean? It was sitting it was, next to two people that have never done drugs, didn't have sex before marriage. That's, yeah, like, but see, but so everyone's- Not right, everybody's gay, influenced but, by what they- I agree, in. but to, to your point, not everyone is influenced by what they're, so, but some people are. So you can't so just write put up- Put it on the art. Also, Alex, no, well, well, no, real, real, real quick. What I'm saying is you can't just say, well, these two people weren't influenced, so it's not at all on the artist. Hold on, hold on. Even real, though, real, one two, second, one point, even one though point. someone like Juice World literally told Future himself, I started doing lean because of you. One point, let's say there's- let's We say, can't absolve that. Yeah, let's say I'm that not there's, saying there's absolute, yes, there's uh, some- It's not that black, Let's say that there's yeah. zero influence, right? Let's say it doesn't impact a single person. Like it, nobody does drugs because of it, nothing, mm -hmm. right? Everything's the same, society doesn't change at all. You could still go, you are profiting off of a trauma that is not yours, that you are mm -hmm. also reinforcing a negative stereotype, even if it doesn't turn into anything. That's true too. You still are profiting off I a trauma. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's kind of where I was coming from at first, which is if it's not your real life. You could argue that that's the culture vulture. I'm, I'm just saying that. I, like, I don't know. I, I, no, agree. No, I agree. It's an icky way to make money, but there's a lot of people that Dude, make money. Where, I know, but, 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 but see, this is where you're missing the mark. Hold on, Russ, this is where you're missing the mark. Nobody ever says somebody who works for Philip Morris didn't sell his soul. You sell cigarettes, you made it a point to sell cigarettes to kids, you sold your fucking soul. Nobody, if you call a cigarette company, is gonna be like, bruh, what about drug dealers? No, motherfucker, it's you. You sold your soul. So I just don't like that what aboutism of, well, what about these other? We're not calling them out. Of course we call them out. We call them all the fucking time. Everybody if gets you're called McDonald's out. and you decided we don't need to Everybody gets chicken, called out. You sold yeah. your fucking soul. Ray Kroc sold his fucking soul. Yes. Y'all sold your soul. I we call agree. them all out. I will agree. It's an icky way to make money, but at the same time, I think you have the liberty of being an artist where it's like, hey, you get to make whatever type of art you want to make. If it's not positive art, then don't consume it. Or just I admit you lying. No, no, no. I just agree. admit you're playing a character. Look, look, like, look, look. look. I, don't I, have to. I think to like uh, close it out, I think make what you want to make, but also don't absolve yourself of accountability when it comes down to like, yo, if you're talking about something that's negative and pushing something that's negative that you didn't actually do or live, but you're doing it because that makes money, you sold your soul. Yeah, yeah. Simple can, as that. We can agree And just that. own it. Yeah. And just own it. We can agree on But like this Absolutely. whole notion that like, nah, chill, people should be able to talk about what they talk. Oh yeah, you can, but guess what? You're also not exempt from is criticism for selling your soul. The Juice yeah. World thing completely flipped me. I only thought about violence. That is the re that is, know that's and not that's my, a fucking That's death. not my opinion. Yeah. That is documented. Yeah. He told him that. Mm -hmm. And Nikki is in interviews saying, I think it was to Joe Budden, saying that Future told her that he doesn't do the drugs that he talks about. So it's like, that to me, like I said, I have a whole Future playlist. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm grown and I can like, you know, use discernment, but it's still, it's like, Oh, when you see somebody like Juice World, and who who their introduction to it was because you glorified it, 
That I mean, that's gotta feel crazy. Mean, but then it's also, hey, where's your source parents, friends, no, bro, family, because where's no, the people around you? No, no, come on, because then we're stop. Cause then we're acting like no, then we're acting like no, that's so, not true. Yes, no, like you can't put no, it. No, because then we're acting. No, because then only future's fault. Like other things. Because then we're acting like none of us were 19 before. Where even if you had good parents. You just didn't want to be 19 and wild out because but that shit yes, sounded cool. There are 19-year-olds that yeah, didn't but, want to wild out. I know, but, th- but then the ones who did— They're the vast minority, though. No, no, no. But even, minority, you could argue the foundation listen, is set by the parents. Listen, and minority and majority there. is irrelevant. The fact that there are 19-year-olds who chose to wild out because they heard he was wilding out, even though he wasn't wilding out, cannot just be ignored for the sake of an argument. That still has to be like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. We're not saying that's the whole blame. We're not saying that that's— Oh, that's what's wrong with the world. But there needs to be accountability. It can't just be like, what if Michael right, Jordan so some never people wore died? Big got, deal. Nah, we it can't just be that because that's the alternative. The alternative is like, so what? So somebody died because he followed what he said. Big deal. Where you was can, his parents? You, it can't be that. Mm-hmm. You can also can't. argue it's worse from an artist than it is from a Philip Morris because at least I know those guys are just trying to make money. Art is supposed to be art. The art that that hurts people that you're just saying, no, I'm just trying to make money and calling it art. And that's that's kind of like as an artist, fuck you a little bit. Yeah, but the and guys I, I was on your side true. 20 minutes ago. But the guys at Philip Morris <laughs> were spending money trying to convince people that this isn't bad for you. Dude, they're bad, at too. The they're time, bad, too. But you could argue. But to, to defend the them. artist and be like, dude, that's art. I'm telling you as an artist, if your artist, if your art is killing people and it's not even real to you, I could argue that's even scummier. And I, I you agree. can hear the victory right all I have for these cigarette that's companies. Crazy. These are monsters. You could argue. To say you can't argue that is wild. No, no, you no, can't just argue saying, that. It's that's like, in the guise of art. I'm, I'm having people killed is worse than, hey, here's Here's a product that I'm selling as a product and a consumer good that's killing people because I know you're a greedy fuck. I know you. I clock you as a greedy cocksucker trying to drive up a share board. That's also what corporations are. I just think we're coddling humans to be like, oh, well, you don't have the wherewithal to know that you shouldn't do the thing that no, you're listening to. No, we're not coddling. We're just saying nah, the, the, there is like, also accountability. I, 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 think we're, I think we are underestimating the societal pressures to just— be amongst and just be 18 and be 19. And but like, why can you be 18 and 19 and watch John Wick and not want to go out shooting everybody? No, see, why do you no, have no, that no, no, wherewithal? This, but this then John Wick to, isn't a documentary. It's, it's no, 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 this doesn't it's matter. No, like, it does, why no, do you have no, the wherewithal no, to bro, know that? Come on, bro. You know, bro, 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 you know bro, 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 that you're aware of the difference between the movie. That to me, exactly. Hold on, right? Came on screen. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me talk. Because I hate that analogy. I always have. Because it's acting as if, it's like gaslighting to me. It's trying to make it seem like future is John Wick. No, 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 no. We got introduced- I think future is John Wick. Because you're grown. I, guess, guess who I is the majority heard of a future lyric that made me, me want to do the same thing. No, this is this oh, when I was younger. This is important. No, when but, I was listening no, but, to March no, bro, Madness, I did not. DMX, though. Bro, but hold Keanu on. Keanu Reeves hold exists. Hold on, hold on. Keanu Reeves exists. No, bro. No, That's bro. It's over. No, this shit, like, to just. This is a guy that was influenced by DMX as a teenager. To act like, come on, dog. To act like rappers are literally made-up action heroes would then insult the integrity of rap. Yeah. So, because because guess what? It what, should hold, be. Hold on. So which one is it? Is Future and 21 Savage, are they Gangstalicious? Are they John Wick? Or are they who they say they are? Which one? What's Gangstalicious? That From Boondocks, which was a dude who was playing and portraying the role of a gangster rapper 
but it got defrauded throughout oh, the episode. Yeah, there's a lot of that in okay. Hobart. I agree, but what I'm saying is that you can't blame the consumer for not seeing through the image that they've been presented and saying, well, y'all are just dumb. And absolving accountability of the person who's perpetrating the fraud. And I that, also, to me, is crazy gaslighting. I think you can't blame the artist yes, you for can, saying, that's like, chapter hey, one. you're putting out this no, message. No, dog. Chapter one is They didn't have the hold way on, to on, to no. be like, hey, no, I'm not bro. going to be influenced that's, by the message. That's, 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 that's almost like this. That's almost like this. Back to the Morocco story. Yeah. That's me selling you a fake rug mm -hmm. and blaming you for, for buying, buying the fake rug. You should rug. know. Why am I selling the fake rug? I'm actually Future's Chapter not one. telling anybody to go out and do drugs. He's just saying what no. he does. Do you know what a cosign is? He don't go is? tell you, a yo, guys, everybody go out and do but drugs. He does he do are, it. People are what they do, it not what matter. they say. But he's saying what nah, his experience. On, he's, not, he's not advocating for bro, you to people go out are and what, shoot people. Yes, bro, do you know how a cosign works? Kids move off of what you do, not what you say. There's a reason influencers get paid, So right? it's like, it's like yes. your lifestyle. But they're selling it. They're Listen, saying you should get this fit teeth. Bro, it's not Unless that it's black and white. They're it's walking not around like, in it, but yeah. Look, put it like this. I don't need to promote tequila on this podcast with my words. If you just see me pour it, it promotes it. True. So to act like future is not telling people or what, it's like, come on, bro. Well, can I ask sure. a question? No. Here, here's a question, Just and you guys answer it. If future said... Hey, I just want to let you guys know, this is a character that I play. He's never going to say no, that. No, 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 I'm saying hypothetical. Hypothetical. Oh, 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 oh. You, you're giving your answer. Yeah. So if Future can say, this is a character I play, I just want to let you know my character's Future. He does all this gangster shit, does all these drugs. That's not who I am. I went to Cornell. Uh, I studied <laughs> business in there and studied music, right. and I'm, I'm an amazing musician, and I just choose to play this character. Here's the music. Do you think that his music would be more consumed or more popular if he was honest and said that, or if he was like, no, I am that character. This is who I am. You'll never see me break that character, and I do all those things. What would make his music more successful? Is a magician so more attractive once you know the, how they do the tricks? No, he sucks once you know no how they kidding. do the tricks. No kidding. So, exactly. That's, they're so, never so going to admit how they do. If that's the case, then yes. he is profiting off of the illusion. Whether the yes, kids do it or not, of course. there is more profit coming from the illusion. illusion. And he's they, not saying yeah. 100% yeah. of the blame is on the artist. I'm not. I'm just saying but, that the fact that but he, he can make more money doing it. This notion yeah. that there's no accountability for the person who's responsible for perpetuating the illusion is just gaslighting. Yeah. It's like, it's y'all's fault for believing it. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Start at chapter one. Why are you perpetuating something you're not doing? Mm. Also, even That's if I reality. think you're fake, I still want to do it. It's not. All of his responsibility, no. but he's not absolved no, of any responsibility. That, that's it. Yeah. It's just what we're basically it's a beautiful arguing. Beautiful happy meeting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the percentages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that what we're doing is, and right now yeah, it feels like there's zero yeah, percentage. Is it fifty? Is it forty nine? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, but I think as you know, on social media, it's so extreme. It's like it's all his fault, or it's none of his fault. Yeah, exactly. The reality is, it's like look. Both parties play a role. Everything's gonna play a role. Everybody's gonna have yeah. a little percentage. We just gotta figure out what it is. But like even suggesting that there is a percentage, I don't think is a bad thing. No. But I'm sure if I was in, if I'm sure if I'm a label, I'm like, hey, don't start this. This is how we make our oh, money. If course. I'm an artist, I'm like, yo, don't Bro, start this. This is how we out, make our money. I'm getting flamed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna get flamed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're gonna be like, no. you again who's getting yeah, flamed yeah. the most. I'm getting all the flame. Yeah. Yeah. No, yo, but think about your flaming. But think about we get crushed. Russ gotta go through, Why like, are we allowing white people to speak no, on black culture? Not even I, that. I, top you, comment. That oh, that's top comment. That's top comment. Wow. You gotta, and it's fair. No, you gotta think about to make your life interesting. You gotta fuck all these bitches. You gotta <laughs> fuck all these cars. You don't even want to do that. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about all the no. shit you gotta go to. Think about the suffering. You gotta buy Lamborghinis. You gotta have threesomes like crazy. You gotta go to Marrakesh. You don't wanna do none of that shit. But to compete with these liars, to compete with these liars, you gotta spend all this goddamn money, bro. I'm really the victim. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yo, I gotta pee. Can we can we pause this for one second? Listen here, you balding bastards. You don't have to do that anymore. If you're losing your heat, your hair, thanks to our sponsor, Keeps, you don't have to do it anymore. This is now a choice, as Andrew always says. Keeps is an online subscription service that makes it easy for men to treat male pattern baldness. With Keeps, you can do a simple online consultation from the comfort of your own home and get matched to a clinically proven, affordable, and personalized treatment plan that helps you boost and regrow your hair. And best of all, Keeps delivers right to your door in discreet packaging. I'm gonna be honest, I don't even use Keeps for hair loss, but I got dandruff, it's kinda gross. I used their ketoconazole shampoo, dead ass. Keeps, I honestly need another shipment, send it to your boy. Find a plan that works for you and your schedule. Keeps offers flexible delivery options that are again, discreet, so you don't have a big fucking, your bald box getting delivered to your door. Keeps offers flexible, discreet delivery options that you can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time. Keeps has helped nearly one million men keep their hair and you can be one of them. Why would you not be one million and one? So, Hair loss stops with Keeps for a special offer to get started. Go to keeps.com slash flagrant. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant. Again, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant. Let's get back to the show. All right, and we back. Quick little pee break. Um, completely separate conversation. Uh, Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rick Rubin is having like another wave, actually. Yeah. He's well, great. that book he put out is a classic. It's is awesome. that why? Yeah, it's the a book classic. is great. I think. Oh, I got to check this out. I think, yeah, I the Creative Act. Book is a classic. I just always find it so important at, uh, for for people with such strong set of beliefs and visions and ideas to put out a book, mm-hmm. let alone an audio book. Like you can press play and just hear Rick Rubin. He could die tomorrow and you could just press play and hear him talking about this is his belief system. On creation. Like that's to me is so Underrated. Yeah, the reason why he came up, I thought that was your guru person that you were speaking oh, to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. But I mean, I I listen to Rick Rubin without him realizing I'm listening mm-hmm. to him. But okay, so what does Rick Rubin do for those of us that uh, yeah. you know he's synonymous with music, but we don't exactly know what he is doing. That's the guy in the room who only has the purest intentions at heart, which hmm. is I just want this to be the best thing it could be. And so people in the music business have called him like a reducer. I think mm. Kanye called him re- a reducer, not a producer. You bring him in and he just sort of like, nah. Cut that, that out. That should go. That should, did. He's just, I don't know. It's like you, you very rarely meet people who are the source. Yeah. We talk about it like me and um, B.B. Borelli, who I had her at the house for like a month and a half when I was making Santiago. Who says B.B. Borelli? She's incredible. She's the one who wrote uh, Bitch Better Have My Money by mm, Rihanna. She's an incredible songwriter. Yeah. Incredible songwriter. And she just just gives so many gems in the studio. And one of the, one of the terms she kept saying was the source and pure, source, pure, source, pure. And kind of how she puts it, and I agree, it's like there's people who are just the source. They're the source of the sauce. Like, they're in there just conjuring the ideas. And then there's people who deliver the ideas. Mm-hmm. But there's people who no one knows who are like, we're the ones coming up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. Like would people, you say Kanye is a source or? I would say Kanye is a source. I would also say Rick Rubin is a source. Okay. I think like people like Sia 
you know, the, the pop yeah. singer. Yeah. She's a source. Mm. That's someone who people call on her to write their songs. You uh, know the way I, mean? I interpreted right from the book and just from a bunch yeah. of his interviews, I'm curious what you think, is like he he seems like a creative psychologist. Yes. Or like a creative therapist. I agree. Like, it's like, like creative self-help. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. You're, you're coming to him being like, look, I have all these ideas and I feel really strongly about these different things, but it's all kind of nebulous. And he would be like, this is where you should focus your energy. This yeah. is true. This energy you're feeling is honest and will connect yeah. with people. I'm and always thing skeptical of, of yeah. these types of people, but I have so much respect for the people that admire him. Mm-hmm. So I I give him that benefit of the doubt. He preaches but if he was anywhere, all, yeah. anybody else, I'd be like, what's this hustle, bro? Well, well, but, but, but that, but I'm that's, skeptical of a lot of them, but I, I've had a lot of benefit from a lot but of them. But isn't that so how it goes? I think there's good and with, bad ones. Yeah. Isn't that how it goes with anyone? Like, Absent of credentials, aren't you skeptical of anyone and everyone? Always. Right? right. So it's like, yeah, Rick Rubin, absent of credentials, you're like, what well, is this? I'm not skeptical hustle? if you could dunk from the free throw line. I'm not skeptical if you put uh, on 50. So it's like, I see. if you know so much about making but the Rick music. But Rick Rubin has tangible, like you could be like 99 problems and then and, and all right. these amazing. Yeah, but Jay had plenty of hits prior no, to that. No, of course, but, so but once again, it's, like, it's never. Also, it's is never he writing the music for it or is he there going, this is what like, I think. I think it, you know what it is. It's tough for non-musicians. Yeah, to we're outsiders. We don't know what it takes to, to make understand the contribution that people who maybe don't play an instrument or don't write lyrics right. have. But Phil Jackson. I don't know if the triangle offense is that effective, but he can take the <laughs> egos, the talent. Effect. There was but a time had, had, before the somebody... game moved to the three-point line, the triangle offense was incredibly he effective. Was the effective. game passed him by, but he was incredibly but effective. But he was effective with the Lakers until 2011 was Kobe's last championship, 2010. Yeah. But the three-point line didn't really change. The way that people shot threes has changed. But you understand my point. He takes the talent that can dunk from the free-throw line. He goes, here's how you win a championship. Jordan doesn't win one before. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is I, I'm not trying to discredit his X's and O's game i don't want to get too far off from this but like the the triangle offense was something that was amazing now most nba teams run one of two offenses it's it's kind of the same thing it's how you manage those players which is what you're saying but it was something novel and unique and really cool what he was doing there was value i think why i like resonate with rick rubin so much is because he preaches uh authenticity and making music for you the audience that is you yeah and doing it for that reason, and there is no such thing as writer's block because writer's block is either you not being good enough for yourself or you not being good enough for them. It's just like, there's a lot of things that he just talks about that regardless if he had credentials, what he's saying is the truth. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, like, I don't know y'all from a can of paint, right? But y'all can say things that are just the truth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I know y'all's resume. And you know when you hear You know the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the truth just rings out regardless if there's a resume attached to it. And I think also with him, um, it's just, it's just, it's it's somebody who's looking out for the artist, bro. It's Mm. like, I just feel like a lot of people are not giving game on really, like you said, a self-help for creatives. Mm -hmm. It's fucking incredible what he's doing. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I almost look at him like, in a way, like Tony Robbins-ish. Right. Where it's like he can right. go into a business or work with an, an individual, and all the people that have worked with him publicly that talk about him, Bill Clinton, you know, Agassi, they're like, yo, this guy changed my life. He <laughs> helped my business. He helped me see the world more clearly. And it seems like Rick does that for musicians. And the the contribution, to add on to that, the contribution factor of someone who, like, for people who don't make music, it's, man, it it would be so incredible to have somebody in the studio who's knowledgeable, who's a visionary, who has great taste, who has no skin in the game. Right. 
That's and, who, and, and who has no bias because I'm in there by myself most of the time. And so I'm judging super hard. Mm-hmm. Or it's me and Boogie, it's my best friend. And like, we both just like love everything we do. And yeah, certain certain songs get this reaction, certain songs. But still, it's like to have somebody sort of over here mm-hmm. who's like, I don't fucking know y'all at all. Yeah. This is the one, this isn't the one. Like I met, when I met Rick Rubin in 2016, uh, went to his house and we drove in his car. He was driving this, I never, it was like a white Range Rover. We we're driving down PCH and I'm playing him songs and I play him a bunch of songs and I get to what they want. And I don't know if what they want had come out yet, but for context, like what they want is like five times platinum now. And I remember playing it, a bunch of songs from What They Want comes on, and he just instantly, like, ears perk up, and he's like, this is the one. Oh, wow. And this is like, you know, this dude at that time was in his, probably in his 50s-something, so it's like, not, quote-unquote, tapped in to the youth and what would work with the youth. Mm -hmm. I was 22, 23 at the time. I remember listening to that song and being so upset you were white. (laughs) 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 And I couldn't believe this white But he would, like, Rick Root was like, yeah, this is the one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like you know, you can do that with a premise. Like you can hear a premise now at this point yeah. in comedy and go. I think that's a great. That's a great. Yeah, I, I feel just, like I can do that with music. No bullshit. I think. I, <laughs> think, I mean, dead ass. Like well, I, I, I feel like well, if you play me the album, like yeah, this is the single. Well, here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing that he no, preaches, he which like no, but here's the thing that he preaches, which I absolutely subscribe to because it just feels like the truth. Which is <laughs> how hard is it? Like no, you just, they no, make the right. decision oh, for you. No, like, but you're right. You're right because guess what he talks about? He talked about it in his Jay Shetty interview. When you take a bite of food, how long does it take for you to say, do I like it or not? It's instant. Yeah. Like, Same shit with music. He was like, it's just taste. I don't have to think about whether I like it or not. And so Rick Rubin has gotten to where he is off of his taste. And to me, that is the flyest shit ever. Mm. That, dude, that dude has gotten So you there. would love Rick Rubin is the point. Bro, no, you no, would, I, I, you I, would I, I think I would. I just, I am oftentimes skeptical when I hear about these figures and the way that they're described, right? right. Because what a lot of times I think that they're like, for example, Deified. it's really nice to have somebody when you're an artist tell you what you're doing is great when all the other people around you are trying to monetize you. Sure. So when the label is trying to make money off this and the studio is trying to make money off this and the people at the recordings mm-hmm. trying to make money mm-hmm. off and then somebody who doesn't need your money because he's a multimillionaire so many times over comes sure. over and he's like, no, I, I like this one here. You go, oh, I can, tr- there's honesty here. Yeah. Like, so I understand the comfort that must come from that and also the validation from someone that we always respect. Yeah. It's just learning about what that actual skill is. I'm ignorant to him. Yeah. The only thing I know is that people that I respect really respect him. So well, he I'm also like started out. Def Jam, mm-hmm. which was like the first hip hop label. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I'm, but I'm just Maybe trying to I'm figure wrong, out what, I, what he, what the actual tangible thing is. And this creative taste. consultant having taste. taste, like taste is huge. Like Taste that, is everything. Dude, that's the thing. Like It's not even huge. It's everything. Fashion. The reason why you yeah. write the jokes you write is because your taste says they're funny. Yeah. And the reason why you're huge is because there's a lot of other people who say, your taste is my taste. Right. And, and also just understanding what the people have. like That's taste. Yeah, understand what people want. It's like understanding That's culture taste. and understanding mm-hmm. feeling. Like, That's taste. And when you have taste, it's hard to imagine some people don't have taste. That's, right. Yeah. And it's also, you can't quantify taste. You either have it or you don't. He did his 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper. So do you play an instrument? No. Do you know how this board works? No. I know what my ears like. Mm-hmm. That's taste. it. That's everything, though. It's like, for me, there was a lot of imposter syndrome, still is, with like, maybe I'm not the best pianist, and maybe I don't know how to work all the equipment. 
but I feel like I know so, so well what a smash is. Bro, you know what's funny? And, yeah. and like, that's just taste. And that's what I've been moving off of. So for me, Rick Rubin is, it's just confirmation that taste is everything. I'm gonna yeah. tell my wife this shit, bro. There we go. <laughs> now we've said. Yeah. Now, now we've shit. gotten to the real. It's like his wife has been watching Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> I got taste, man. And so he's like, I get it. <laughs> I don't have to pick the things out. I just know when I don't want it. I know when it's not there, and I know when it does hit me, it's there. Yeah. But I just know it. I have a really strong opinion about these things. That's interesting, calling it taste, yeah. That's what it is. The reason why you wore your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, but it's like, like the way he explains it, it's so true. It's like, do you like this food? I don't like it. It's just taste. It's not like... You put on what you put on right he now. He really doesn't understand like, food. It's like a real sensitive thing. <laughs> no, but it's this like. Is, he's, he hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy no, hurts but it's me. Like, he really hurts me. We he wear does. what we want to wear. Yes. We listen to what we want to listen to. We eat what we want to <laughs> eat. We date who we want to date because that's our taste. Yes. Taste dictates all of our expression. And when our taste is confirmed by millions of people, objectively, you could say, I have great taste. Rick Rubin has great taste. Mm-hmm. That's why people fuck with mm-hmm. him, because objectively he has great taste. Who's the guy that owns the uh, uh, Louis Vuitton, all the other stuff? Bernard Arnault. Yeah. yeah, there's one thing that Kanye said that was intelligent, made me in his whole life, and it was that Bernard, the difference so, between... Wow. This guy's crazy. But, yeah, that's I know, Kanye is a bona fide idiot, but he does have this good taste crazy, sometimes. Bro. But as, as a man, he's an idiot. Incredible taste. Kanye, yeah. Kanye has pretty good taste. Yeah, I mean, in women... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you hold met one on. of the most prominent Kanye Hold haters on. in the planet. For real? Yeah. No, 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 Absolutely. that's not true. That's not true. This is just Bro, recent. Kanye non-Jewish. <laughs> this is just recent. Non-Jewish Kanye yeah, haters. Non-Jewish Kanye let me, hater. let me yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. the Number strongest one. form of currency that Kanye has to offer is his taste. taste. No, no, that's taste. why he's Kanye. Yes. No, no, no. It's because his taste is he when has. he does something, people are like, well, that's fly because Kanye did it. Because his- Not recently, though. Yes. What yes. recently? What do you mean, what reason? Milk factory. But you're not dressing your girl like that. Give it Kanye time. Kanye dresses his wife like give that. It, you're not dressing give it yours. Time. Give it time. People Ain't nobody make, dressing their wife like that. Give it time. Ain't nobody. You gonna dress your girl like that? No. Okay. No. So it doesn't matter what I do. No, I'm not the general sour. public. His yeah. taste went sour. No. Kanye's taste went sour. Watch him. Hold on. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Kanye put up a snippet. As what? a rapper, you like his bars? Con- Be honest. What? Of course. Kanye put up a snippet. In the mayonnaise colored Benz, they call Miracle, miracle Whip. That's a crazy fire. Fire. What are we talking fire. about? How mayonnaise so colored Benz, I put Miracle Whip. I'm beasting so off fire. the Riesling. <laughs> nah. Nah, y'all are so gassed. Yeah. Kanye's yeah. the corniest whoa, rapper whoa, ever. Kanye's the corniest rapper ever. Yo, you're I'm crazy. beasting off the Riesling, guys. Guys, this is a beast. That was a hard ass ball. You also picked, I love early Kanye. Rap. I don't like it as much now. All Kanye's raps is I never heard a Kid Cudi song. You're tripping. You're tripping. I never really heard a Kid Cudi song. First of all, listen to the first like four mixtapes and the first two albums, bro. You'll have a hundred songs added to your playlist. Day and night or something. Day and night's incredible. But hold on, day and night is incredible. When the sun goes around. The thing with Kanye, and this is the thing with great music. This is what's so funny. But tell me a bar that you like from him. Bro, there's there's so many. Tell me a bar. Like, give me one bar. Give me, if you go, you go, listen, I got to tell the aliens why Kanye is a good rapper because they think 
he's corny? Give me one bar. I can't even pronounce yeah. nothing. Pass, pass that, that for Stacey. crazy. That shit is fucking awesome. Everything he does musically. You believe in it now. Are you kidding? I re-listened to it. I caught the second verse, the Diamonds Are Forever remix. Kanye goes so crazy. Kanye was the antithesis to gangster rap when he popped off. Mm. Dude was in a popped up polo collar on Def Jam poetry doing fucking all falls down. That shit was legendary. But what I'll say, and it goes not just for Kanye, great music transcends everything. I mean, his production is incredible. No, but here's, here's, the thing that's ridiculous. Me, like, here's the thing that's ridiculous with society, and I just find it humorous, is that... He means you when he's... Yeah, no, 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 no. I'll take on society. No, 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 you'll see. It's not I'll even about society. No, 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 it's not, it's not you. You don't have to defend society. It's that a hit song absolves all mistakes. All, yes. It's crazy. I've, all, I've said it, and I know it's the truth. If Trump had smashes... Nobody would care. No one would care. I always think about it. I'm like, man, this is how fake mad society gets. It's like, dog, if you have a hit, do whatever. You think you got enough bangers? <laughs> that's how, pe- that's how hold people on, are. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do you think you got enough bangers to power bar? Like, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you think you got enough bangers, Russ? That's right. Do you think you got enough bangers? No, no, no. You can't well, get away with the legal what? shit? You can jaywalk. You can jaywalk. Yeah, you could jaywalk. Yeah, I could jaywalk. You could rob a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Domestic violence, maybe. No, no, no. You could, you could fight a bouncer. I could fight a bouncer. You could fight a bouncer. You could fight an N-word slip. No. No, 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 no. You're not a banger for N-word. If I was a trap. No, no, That's no. a trap. Yeah. Uh, what no, they no. want, bro. Eminem. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just slips. I just think it's I just think it's interesting how yeah, society just picks and chooses who we're gonna like vilify. Music is primal, man. It makes us feel these different things. Yeah. It's, it's spiritual. It's something you can't touch. Can't and like, with if it's fucking awesome, like what did he do? And yeah, that's why that we deify sucks. great musicians. Like, and that's how people act. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it gets in your soul. But bars, yeah. you like Kanye for bars? Not not it yeah, remove bro. the what? Really? Yeah. You realize you're the you're always off on this. Nah, everybody feels in that the way. room. Trust me, everybody feels disagrees with you every nobody, time you take this thing. Nobody rapping Kanye by themselves. Son, there was a time where Con- people were putting Kanye in the one, two, three. Category. Oh my God! For yes. sure, for Stop sure. For he the had, bars, yes, he had a yeah. run where he yeah. was competing with Wayne and Jay. So well, I'll, 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 tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this. To that point, to that point, when when Kanye dropped Jesus and Kanye went on sway, and he said, "As long as I'm rapping." No one's number one because no one's talking about what I'm talking about. It's the truth. When Kanye dropped Yeezus and he's doing black skinhead and new slaves, yes. who was talking about that? No one. No one. What was so, he talking about? What exactly? What, what was he talking about? Yeah. Shit that everyone is scared to talk about. Which is? I actually don't know this part. Oh, my God. What bro. was he talking about? I don't want to talk about it because please explain. Because <laughs> you don't know. Because you no. didn't listen to his bars. No, anyway, no you, I know, but I'm not going to say I'm listen, not going to say because I'm not going to his bars. Go, go. What was he talking about? He was just calling us slaves by being um, victims of consumerism. Vanity slaves. Vanity if, slaves. If you've heard and the song, he Vanity. And sold y'all the same shit that he no. was calling you slaves for buying? No, I mean, listen. He made it, though. So. Listen, listen. Once again, this is y'all, Jesus. Listen, nobody, you said, was, nobody said he wasn't a fraud. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Once again, Even awareness, was a awareness man, is step one. Awareness is step one. So when you hear like Kendrick Lamar's song, Vanity Slaves, mm-hmm. off of like EP, Kendrick Lamar or OD, whatever it was, when Kanye dropped New Slaves from a mainstream level to be delivering bars about basically being vanity slaves, that bro, that's powerful. Now, did he turn around and sell... This and that, but it's like, bro, you gotta commend the 
audacity. Yeah. And I think with Kanye, what awesome. people always respected. He was one as well. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think what people, what me, like what I always resonated with Kanye was like the audacity. The audacity to just say some shit that you know you probably shouldn't be saying is man, like mm. Kanye is my he angel investor for the battery in my bag. Okay, you know I'll give you I mean? that. Mm. I'll give you that. Yeah. He'll say it. And he doesn't worry about the repercussions. It's admirable. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, 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 I give us your that. haircut. Oh, <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> he wants his haircut so bad. I just want to let you know. He cannot wait to get this haircut. He ain't think about it. Yeah, he's furious. <laughs> the best Kanye shouldn't say his shit is the, the my favorite one is when he's talking about the, the manager or the, the executive. He's like, yeah, you know, there is an executive. I'm not gonna say what religion he is. He was Jewish. <laughs> no, it was doctors. Yeah, it was, I was doped by these doctors, but I'd say the doctors and which hospital they come from. The Jews. <laughs> so. The George Bush uh, doesn't care about black people thing is so funny, too. No, I like the audacity. Just circling that's around it for so, so long. ill. That's like a glitch in the matrix. But he's it's also, like that happened. Yeah. But it's it, like, we can't yeah. account for this. Yeah. Yeah, like, it makes the whole system go haywire. And like, Mike Myers was there Mike for no Myers reason. Mike handle it. It's so funny. <laughs> dude. And then fucking so Chris Tucker's good. like... Anyways, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I yeah. do miss the old Kanye. He gets mad when we say that, but I miss the old Kanye. No, but he's just become a guy that's like inspired by the last YouTube video he watches, and that's just the only bullshit he regurgitates. And then once you see that, it's just hard to take anything else seriously. Mm -hmm. Like when I see him going on these rants, it's like, oh yeah, I too have stumbled across these videos on YouTube, <laughs> and I have chosen not to regurgitate this information right. or at least fact check it, and he's just not. And I also know some people that he was like getting game from that basically had to like hit him up afterwards and be like, we were just talking theoretically yeah. about these things, Kanye. Like, I spoke to the dude that he literally went on TMZ after talking to and Van. spit all the shit. No, no, he went on TMZ after he spoke uh, to this guy. And it was just before like- Before he talked to Van. Yeah, right, and then he talks to him. And it's just like, oh yeah, so and nothing you say is thought about it all. Mm. You just heard something sticky or provocative or whatever yeah, but it you, is, and you do, just out there. You know what I'm trying to do though now? I think after being like scrutinizing the media heavy is like just deploy more empathy. That's it. Like that doesn't mean that I'm absolving people of like fucked up shit they're saying. It's more so like before I go to shame, which is what I would usually go to mm. for myself, especially. It's like, what are you going? Where are you at? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's just a much more productive opening. You know, so yeah, I don't know. It's like I. Two, two, three, four years ago, like, what the fuck is wrong with these? I'm more so now, like, damn, like I wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. hmm. That's it. Curiosity illness. question: Who's <laughs> Lucian Grange? Yeah. Who is he, and what's his power in the music industry? Uh, I believe he owns UMG Universal. But they, the way people speak about him is like he's pulling all the strings. Is yeah, he's just like a popular name. I mean, he just owns a massive. So there's uh, Universal, Warner, Sony, and whoever. I don't know. We've been drinking. But um, yeah, I mean, there's people who are just CEOs of these massive labels and companies, and they are in power. But it's like he's just like an attractive, popular name. Who's the most powerful person in music? Probably the people in Japan who actually own the shit. Oh. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, like certain, um, when I was with Columbia, certain deals, they went above. So, like, Columbia has a CEO, but Columbia is part of Sony. Mm. 
Sony has a CEO. But above that is the dude in Japan who owns all of this. See, now we talk. So certain deals, they were above the CEO of Columbia and they wow. were above the CEO of Sony. It had to get approval from the dude in Japan. And how did you do that? Well, it just goes up the pipeline. And they just run numbers. Like, is this a good investment or not? You know. You, but did you ever meet that? No, no, no. no, no. You but those are like those are the real. Like, that's her. why it's it's so. I don't know. Like, it's like thinking that the fucking head coach has that much say. Uh, that's the face of the shit, bro. Jerry Jones is calling the shots. Yeah. And he's not going to die anytime soon, unfortunately. No, it's like, <laughs> and who, and I don't know enough about football to know. It's like, maybe this is probably someone above him. Yeah. Who, like there's, there might be the a board devil. of people who gave Jerry Jones the money. <laughs> devil himself. No, but it's like. <laughs> fucking asshole. No, but it's like, it, bro, it's the same way politics Fuck work, you, right? Jerry Jones. It's the same way politics work. It's like Biden or Trump is the face, but there's a board of people who invested and so it's like, those are the ones who really are calling the shots because it's like, we invested, so you need to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. Same shit with like the people in Japan who actually own Sony as a company, not just the music. Like, is that why you're afraid to call them odd? <laughs> is that why you call them What a segue. Because they fucking sign the checks? Is no, that what's going I, on No, for I have no association with them. Because I just want to apologize to all of you out there in Japan. <laughs> I know, but it, you guys it, owned like, everything. When you start thinking macro, it's like, a record label is just one of the arms of Sony. Yeah. Sony also makes PlayStations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're making your TV, like, they're making your headphones. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. this is just another, like, like, what's so funny is the record label, that entity in and of itself is one artist. <laughs> PlayStation is one artist. Like, we just need one of these things to go crazy. Yeah. But underneath each one of these things is like so many people who are like, what the fuck? Like, I need my thing and it's like but these people don't give a fuck send, what everybody thinks they're, <laughs> they're the biggest sitting in fish. japan like I don't, yeah. like what does he want four mil like how much has he made a six well, give right, it to him. him whatever yeah like they don't give a fuck bro are you kidding these people are checked out <laughs> <laughs> they're not here with y'all like, yeah. What do you think they're doing out there, those fucking weirdos? Looking at a koi pond. <laughs> As they should. That's yeah. what I would be doing if I was bees up in Japan. Getting inspired. I'm at a koi pond eating fucking tapenyaki, just fucking minding my business. Yeah. <laughs> give, me the, give me the P&L. That's I'm blanking on his name, but the Houston gangster that everybody... Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Have the legend. Ever, have you ever had a run-in with... No. no. I've uh, talked to his son before, but yeah, I mean, I've never met them. How much control and power do they have? I have no clue. It seems like they have a lot. I'm, I know what y'all know. Outside looking in, it seems like they have a lot. I mean, but, but you talk to his son. I'm sure you've shared things like... No, it was just uh, literally a DN. was like, what's up? Uh, oh, I appreciate you. Prayer hand emojis. Did you ever have to check in? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, he just doesn't make... I don't think he makes I'm not music doing, operates like, in that world. The other thing is like... It's not a question, but... He I, operates in hip-hop. No, I know, but it's like, if you're, if you're moving around claiming to be the big bad wolf... Or, like, there's other big bad wolves. So, like, when you go to a city that you're not from and there's other big bad wolves, it just makes sense to be like, hey, big bad wolf, like, I'm also here. Can we who, coexist? Who explain this? Uh, just, some, like, basic, like, that to me is, like, who explain this basic stuff? courtesy. Mm. Who is it? Mm. Is that not basic courtesy? No, it is, but oh, I'm just saying, so yeah, I yeah. thought they just have a control over An embargo on a no-fly zone. Yeah, no. like any hip-hop artists that are performing here, no. you gotta, 
you know, no, check in with I've them. done numerous shows in Houston. It was completely fine. The <laughs> etymology of this is that back in the day, hip hop artists could usually only perform in like one venue in a city, and that venue was owned by like the local drug dealer. So now uh, you had to do a deal with the local drug dealer, and if you didn't come with your guys, a local drug dealer who was paying you all cash, who was basically trying to clean his drug money, knew exactly where you were staying, and you might get hit for your shit on the way out of the venue. Mm -hmm. So you had your guys reach out to them and say, hey. That's multi-layered. But this is back, so that's checking in. So it's it's basically like, yo, am I gonna be good making this money? Because back in the day, rap artists weren't getting to play in the fucking arenas or the crazy venues or whatever they do now. I think it's different, like depending on like sort of the music you make. When I did Hollywood Bowl and I wanted to bring out YG, and um, you know, he hit me, he was like, man, like the venue's tripping because of who I am and like what I'm associated with. They're not letting me, long story short, like he ended up being fine, but it's like, they didn't give me a hard time. They gave him. They gave him a hard time. You know what I'm saying? So I think like, it just kind of depends on what the perception of you is. Do you have to move around with security? I move around with security because it's smart. Because I stopped thinking that it couldn't happen to me. And also because after 2018, when there was a lot of like, media hate and like cultural hate i was just i was just paranoid i'm just like mm-hmm. i just started You're also feeling, running up on people that talk shit right so, so like, i'm just like bro like i would be dumb to think that somebody that all of these are just like baseless threats mm-hmm. so let me like move smart mm-hmm. so that god forbid anything happens so yeah oh yeah are you still moving like that hell like, yeah no but running up on people that you no no, no 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 i was never moving like that <laughs> Yo, that shit works though, huh? No, but I wasn't Yo. like the. Re- I mean, it's um. I was never doing it. <laughs> Violence works no, I, though, I huh? Think, um, I think uh, it's actually sad. It's an unfortunate reality that the language that some people speak is money or violence. Yeah, mm, meaning wow, like fire to put it on them. That's well, it's true. Dude. It's yeah. true. No, he was, it, it actually he was like operated it, that way. For it a actually like bit, exposes the, um, it exposes like the nuts in people. Like how much do you really believe what you're saying? Mm. You know. So it's like you're ballsy enough to say something online, but you're not ballsy enough to like really throw down when it happens in person. Mm. And you know, there was a time where I was just. Um, I fell victim to myself and my rage of wanting to stop being fucked with. And so I was like, bro, enough is enough. Whenever I see any of y'all, like, fuck y'all, you know? Mm. Uh, so Did that's just work? what, that's just, yeah. Cause have y'all seen anyone say anything since? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> no, but Isn't that, that interesting? No, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like Dude. everyone <laughs> speaks violence. Yeah. Everyone does. So everyone language, understands that yeah, language. It's like, and it's fucked up. It's like, Damn, y'all just weren't spanked, like, as a kid. Because, like, why did... I don't know. It's just, like, ever... I'm not going to say, like, when I was 17 or 18, I wasn't on Twitter talking shit as a nobody. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, I have never... I've never talked shit since getting on and famous and successful about anyone. And if I have, I always knew that there could be blowback. Mm -hmm. But this whole notion of, like, I'm going to talk shit and, like, yeah, I'm good. It's just like, damn, bro, like, yeah, that's, I'm sorry that, like, uh, you just didn't learn this lesson earlier. Mm. And it's not even a, it's not even a positive thing that I even want to promote because it causes, 
it causes me to have to look over my shoulder yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I also don't expect anyone that like there was an altercation with to sort of just like let it go. take accountability and let it go. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? I did talk shit about him. Then I got punched in the mouth. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we're even. Mm-hmm. I assume they're like, fuck you. I'm going to get my get back. Yeah. And so it's like, damn, like, I wish I didn't do any of this shit. Right. But it's like, I didn't, you know, I always talk about like going to chapter one. Like, I didn't start chapter one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't say, I didn't talk to any of y'all. I don't know any of y'all. I just fucking capitalized on their ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Real Italian mob boss shit. Yeah. Those Italians in the whole box. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the capitalization. No, it's just. (laughs) It was a lack of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It's not who I want to be. (laughs) You turned me into a man. It's not. It's not. No, it's it's, it's really not. Because it's not fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not. It's not fly. And there's a long-term cost. The security is a long-term cost. There is, because I don't don't blame... Like, revenge is a dish best served cold, so I don't blame any of those dudes if, like, five years from now, they're like, you thought we forgot? (laughs) Fuck you, we caught you in the Bahamas. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I wouldn't blame any of them, but it's also, like, whatever. They just lack accountability. If you were an evil individual, record executive, that wanted to create a system that could extract as much wealth from the artists Mm. that you possibly could, given the technology that exists right now, Mm -hmm. how would it look? Easy money. Okay. Um, You create somebody who is the most radical persona and image of counterculture, counterculture as possible, and feed them hits. That's it. Like, think Give about an example. Like, so, so, like, me and Boogie talk about this all the time, which is, I think at its core, I think hip hop is black culture, right? And I think you've heard from a lot of different perspectives within the black culture. You've heard from the CEO, right? Jay Z, which also drug dealer. You've heard from the artsy dude, Kanye. You've heard from a stripper. You've heard from the, it's like, What's the next extreme thing that you haven't heard from yet? What's the next extreme perspective you haven't heard from yet? Get that. Look at Sexy Red. I think Sexy Red. Just gonna say that. I think Sexy Red is all. I I don't subscribe to this like it's like a weapon of mass destruction. I just think like it's the natural progression of things. It's like Sexy Red is, I think, represents the authenticity that everyone else is almost trying to push. Uh, She's like the real deal. Mm. She's the real thing. Yeah. And that's why it resonates because it's, it's like, oh. Very, very small percentage of the culture. Very small, but it's but it but, is but it's impactful. It's but it's impactful and, and it's authentic. Yeah. And so Interesting. L- look, look at like the progression of the game, right? It's like, okay, but where do you go after Sexy Red? At some point, me and Boogie talk about this all the time. At some point, you're going to hear, you've heard from the CEO, you've heard from the drug dealer, you've heard from the stripper, you've heard from the this. At some point, you'll hear from the crackhead. You'll hear from the hmm. this. No. You'll hear. Oh, shit. Now, hold you on. will. Why would it stop at oh, you're making? You're making a point. Think about it. Why would it stop here? You're right. Because you just I, get more. exhausted men. That's why women have been making no, the best music. It's like, think about it, bro. Like, we're not stopping here. It's gonna go to the next level, and then the next, and then the next, and then the it's crack. it's more extreme. Oh yeah, hey, bro, give it ten years, a crack, a legitimate, 
like where it's like clear that that's their brand is. will have a number one song in the world and it is a known crackhead. And we will be living in a Black Mirror episode where everyone is rooting and cheering on for the train wreck of a, of a crackhead. What was the first thing you said, though? You said counterculture, right? Yeah. And counterculture is anything that goes almost completely against whatever the mainstream popularity is. Well, and what, in my, correct me if I'm wrong, the culture of hip hop at its core and at its inception was intelligent movement. What's the antithesis of intelligent movement? The crackhead. Being reckless. Yeah. Reckless. <laughs> okay. We're Game like kind of close. Yeah. Well, no, no. To your point, I want to. Everything right now, like why, why the old heads are like hip hop is dying is because what is happening is counterculture to the culture of hip hop's inception. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And the shit happening in hip hop is actually counterculture in the culture is hip hop. To the counterculture, I'm curious about this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hip hop, I don't think had a number one album last year. Right, until whatever it was, yeah. Uh, there is a form of music that has gained what you mainstream I saw this popularity. Your, and I sent it to the group chat, it was so spot on. I'm curious your country. take on it. And is country this rebellion that you're talking about? Is this? This counterculture, if the mainstream culture, if everybody's listening to hip hop and hip hop is, it might not be representative of every single person in America, yeah. but it is popular music now. Is country now the most rebellious or counterculture thing to hip hop? And is that why it's become so popular? I think this, I think it's, I think it's not that black and white, but I think there's a couple things. I think it happened with rock music, which is subject matter and rock music reached the ceiling. Mm -hmm. where we had heard everything. Yeah. And I think with rap, we have heard everything. Oh, you're also sliding on an op? Heard that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I heard it and it was better. Mm. You're selling drugs? I heard that. You're, 50 did it and it was way harder. You're sad, yeah. you're emotional. You're sad, heard that. Cuddy, way better. Trey, mm. way, you know what I'm saying? It's like everything that's happening in rap, I've already heard the better version so of So what it. haven't we heard yet? So, what ha so, so it's reached this point of we've heard all of this. It's like at this sort of breaking point where what's about to happen, and that's one layer of it. I think the other layer is people who listen to country and rock, they weren't on the streaming platforms at first. They were still on iTunes, Yeah. right? They were still buying CDs. They were still buying CDs. Yeah. They've, migrated, they've migrated over where now my dad is on Spotify. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? That was the last this is interesting. Of music that was still bad. right. So now you're getting the audience that was basically country music's audience, in my opinion, was last to migrate to streaming. But now that they have, people are seeing that. Wow, there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Think about so it. it's not necessarily well, a lot of them in America than there is. It's <laughs> just that they were the last ones to convert. To migrate. And because of the yeah. conversion of migration, now we're seeing these numbers that look astronomical, but those were always they the were fucking always numbers. There. They were always That's there. That's interesting. They were Kenny always Kenny there. been moving units. Yeah. They were always there. They, they were just last to the party. They always had their own award show that was huge. Yeah. Like, they were just <laughs> last to the party is all that happened, yeah. in my opinion. But also, I do think rap's subject matter has reached a ceiling where there's no new perspectives being introduced outside of like the select few, which is why like, I know a lot of people had flack for Kendrick's most recent album, but in my opinion, Father Time is like one of the greatest songs released in the past 10 years because I've never heard a mainstream rapper talk about, and I could be wrong, right? I don't wanna like 
say that this is the God's honest truth, but it's like, I just have never heard a mainstream rapper talk about father issues in that light. Hmm. I thought it was fucking profound. I've heard yeah. mother issues and yeah. all that. Or child abuse. He talks child, about yeah, yeah, it's like, I think introducing new um, concepts into the lexicon of rap is powerful. Mm. And if you don't like the sound of it, that's fine. That's fair. That's taste. But, but I respect that. And that's why I did Santiago was because honestly, like Kendrick's album and really Father Time inspired me to speak on my mm. issues because I was like, oh, you know, oh, so it's safe to do that. And then I, I think I also like talked about shit that's never been talked about before. And this is all forms of art. Once right. people see that it can be done, they feel way more comfortable doing it yeah. themselves as well. Yeah. They just can't conceptualize talking about like an abusive childhood or a relationship with yeah. their parents, which they might also have, but they're, yeah. too, they're too locked in this game of how can I replicate what's successful? Once you make something else successful, they start yeah. going, well, I would also like to try to do that. Sure. The labels hmm. are hanging on by a thread. I'll tell you this. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The labels are not going to allow rap to fall by the wayside like that. They're gonna keep boosting and juicing the stream so that it appears that, what are y'all talking about? Rap's not losing steam. There's country, sure, but we're still crushing. No, you're not. Wow. You're having to spend a lot of money to keep up the facade. This is A Star Is Born. What is the Lady Gaga movie? It's mm -hmm. that. A Star Is Born, yeah. It's, it's right now, the labels are doing everything they can to keep the makeup and the wig and the choreography going so that it looks like shit is popping. But it's not, it's not. And how does, how does that end? Do they run out of money? No, I think it's like every genre. I think, I think bro, to be honest, once again, what this is, the truth is boring, right? Here's the truth, you know what it is? Four years ago, every CEO was signing every SoundCloud rapper and their cousin. You know what they're about to do? Sign every country artist and their cousin and guess what? The country artists, like we talked about before, they'll make enough money to cover the loss of the rappers that they're still fronting. Mm. And so it doesn't matter. It'll always look like a rap is still doing its thing. Country's booming, yeah, but rap is still crushing. Yeah, but y'all are signing the country artists. I know, because I'm talking to the fucking, I still have relationships with the people at the labels, and some of them are, are, are good people, and we talk about it all the time, where it's like, their whole focus is country artists. Huh. Mm, my theory is The every... whole focus is, look at Morgan Wallen, bro. Yo, Morgan. Are you kidding? Well, he, he uses some words rappers use. <laughs> bro, <laughs> Mor Morgan Wallen, <laughs> bro, Morgan Wallen, Jelly Roll. Shout fucking, out Jelly. Yo, that's the man. Bailey oh, Zimmerman, like all these dudes who are like, dudes and women who are coming through this vessel of this singer-songwriter, country twang, alternative sort of space, that's who the labels are scooping up like they were doing six years ago with like Lil TJ and Polo G and all those kind of guys. It's like, that's what they're on now. That's It's musical chairs, bro. Mm. It's like thinking that these people actually give a fuck about you is a mistake. Now, 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 real quick. If rap starts to, let's say, struggle and views and streams are harder to come by. Yeah. Do you think that rappers will resort to more extreme tactics in order to garner those views or streams? And yes. that's how the art becomes the crackhead doing all these crazy well, things or the slide on the ops gets even crazier. I need to do something even crazier in order 
to get the reaction that I did before. Yes, but also it's like labels. I think labels are going Go to. Go like this right here. You got some blanching. Uh, yeah, you got it. Get yeah, a fucking label. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, labels are going to continue to prop up rap to attract newcomers. Mm-hmm. Because put it like this, right? Labels letting rap fall is a bad idea for them because now where the up and coming rapper is going to go to, mm-hmm. they're going to feel like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to sign because all these rappers are falling off. But if you keep seeing rappers doing crazy numbers, you're like, all right, so there's still a place for us. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep propping it up, knowing deep down, damn, we're having to spend 30 grand every four weeks to keep all these rappers propped up, but these country artists are making millions. But you know what? At least we're still recruiting and and uh, and persuading these up and coming rappers to come over here. And they want to keep the rappers so they don't lose like market share. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't Bro, want to here, let an here, 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 pop up. This is this is a fact. I might even get. I don't know. My lawyer will probably call me after this. But when I left Colombia, first of all, I bought myself out of the deal. Because um, what does they, that mean? It means they wanted another album. Yeah. Right. Um, and I said, I'm not doing another album. I said, okay, well, we need money. <laughs> this is like layman's terms. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's a million and some change. Y'all can have it. And also part of that was, well, we want market share on your first 20 songs or whatever the fuck it was that you put out independent. What do I give a flying fuck about y'all's little dick measuring contest in the industry? Meaning those songs. Meaning like after I leave the label, when I put out 20 songs independently, and Hits Daily Double puts out the market share report where UMG has 30%, Sony has 20. Mm. The, Sony wanted to be able to claim my first 20 or whatever songs independently as part of their market For share. Bonus. Even, if not, Even if they're not with Sony, that was part. What do I give a fuck about yeah. y'all's weird dick measuring contest yeah. well, that you can that you can yeah. flex to the other fucking weird CEO at the Christmas party? Yep. I don't give a flying fuck. I'm getting out of here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like, like, that's what they're moving off of right. is market share. Yes. Because bonuses are attached with that. If you're yeah. number one in market share, get a bigger check Yeah, from. you as the CEO yeah, or whatever. Of course. So my theory with uh, music genres is that any new music genre, it's going to have its spike. Yeah. And then it's going to level out. Sure. Like, people say rock is dead. Rock's not dead. It's just smaller. Yeah. They still it, rock stations. Again. People still. No, no. I don't know. If, I don't think it booms again. I think it just levels out. So it's like right now we're in the country boom. Yeah, and it's going to level out. I just think country hip hop has leveled out. Can I say and a hot we take? have now we have Afro beats, yes. which is a mm. new version of music that people haven't heard. And it's boom. I want to say I want to say so new. many hot takes. No, but say, say your <laughs> country's not new. Country's been around for a no, but I know what he's saying. But I know what you're saying. New to like streamers and no, just like new to the marketplace. Where this is the first music's being consumed. This is the first time since streaming boom where country was cool to young people. Yes, mm. fair enough. But to that point, I think um, I think we're once again. This is this is a this is really me holding up a mirror because I'm white. So like I feel like I can speak on this. White people, white, are the best. white people, <laughs> and white boys and and white chicks with the colleges and sororities and fraternities, so enamored by black culture, right? Mm-hmm. And for a while. And for a while, it went from like, I remember being in high school and there was pockets of like the goth chicks and people who they listened to like a certain kind of music. There's people listening to like 
I, you know, I went to high school. 06, I was a freshman, 2010, I graduated, 20 minutes outside of Atlanta. So like Snap Music and D4L and Soldier Boy came and performed at the Pep Rally. And so it was like that era. It's like there was the people who were listening to that and, yeah. and whatever. I think now what's happened with rap is that the people who would have been listening to goth music and goth artists and punk you know, artists, whether it was Chemical Romance or whatever it was, here's Lil Peep, here's Juice World, here. Hip hop gave every genre a representative. Uh. But now what's happening, the pendulum has swung where it's like, you know what? I think I would just rather listen to just the goth artist or just the country artist, mm. not the country hip hop mix, not the goth hip hop mix. Mm. There's enough art, like it just, it just, it's time, right? It's time where it's like, it was also hip hop dominated. We gotta really think, right? It's been, 2024, it's been 10, 11, 12 years since like trap boomed and it was a complete insurgence and takeover, right? Where rap and, and, and mainly the production of rap and the trap influence was in everything. Ariana Grande was putting out albums that had trap hi-hats. You feel me? It's like you got the biggest pop stars in the world using hip hop influence and 808s and shit like that. So I, I just think now enough time has passed where people are like, oh, it starts with the artist where it's like, you know what? I think I just want to make like, some punk, punk pop goth shit. Mm. Some fucking boys like girls, chemical romance, all American reject shit. Like, I just wanna do that. And then the same people who were listening to maybe like the emo version of hip hop are like, oh, you know what? It was really this that I was looking for. Mm. This just wasn't there in right. 2014, but now it is right. there. Mm. And I think, I just think that that's what's happening. It's just, it's People becoming are a lot more nuanced in there. Yeah, it's becoming a lot digestion. more compartmentalized. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you want pop punk emo shit, there's actually pop punk emo bands that can just fulfill that role. Mm -hmm. And if you want trap rap, there's that. Yeah. I think the past 10 years, rap just bled over to everything. Mm -hmm. And so it was massive. And now I think you have people like the Noah Kahn's who are singer-songwriters and the in the Lizzie McAlpines, whatever her name is, she's fucking incredible. And and just, you know, Luke Bryan's and Morgan Wallens and Bailey's just all these people who who occupy real estate that maybe five years ago belonged to rap fans. There was an overlap, but now it's just very clear to those same fans that actually this is just what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Morgan Wallen blew up, right? And I think within a year or two, uh, not Morgan Wallen, Noah Kahn. That song, Stick Season, it's fucking mm. incredible. Sold out Fenway Park. Wow, Jesus. really? Yes. Like, I think wow. two nights in a row. Jesus. Wow. That's crazy. And it's like really? Fenway Park, but like, you say the name Noah Khan in a hip-hop space. Nobody knows. I yeah. don't know. I don't know who Noah Khan is. You've okay. heard the song. You've yeah. heard but Stick Season is fucking yeah. incredible. Well, they're also probably not buying as many fake streams. No, but like, like you know what? You know what, to me, to me, bro, yeah, like... You never know. Never know. I'm just so passionate about. This is not reflected. In I'm so sales. passionate about great music. Yeah, and I think that is what will always win. Yeah, it's great music, and I think a lot of artists and a lot of people they get caught up in why things aren't working, why is hip hop failing, why is this? You know what? 
The greats are always going to be fine. The greats are always The greats are always going to be fine. The people who were never that ill will always fall off. Mm. Sorry, this is not related to what you said, but I just didn't want to forget it. Can you talk about industry plants a little bit? Like, I hear that term a lot. (laughs) Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't even know what it means. You know what that means to people? And it's so funny because the prerequisite years ago used to be you had to be an industry plant. And what industry plant means is basically like, we only know you because the industry planted you here. Well, that used to be the only way you could be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it, right? It's like the first time I heard J. Cole was 09 on Blueprint 3 on A Star is Born. Right. I remember I bought Blueprint 3 and Cuddy's debut on the same day, September 9th, I think, 09, right? September 13th, something like that. That was the first time I heard J. Cole. Then I heard the warm up and it was a rap and I was a fan. Mm-hmm. He was an industry plant by industry plant standards because. First time I hear he's on a Jay Z album. It's yeah. a crazy. I think he was already signed to. Yeah, Jay. No, but, but it's like that used to be. I the, grew up in Queens, and he went to St. John's, I St. believe, John's, and yeah. he was like, "Me, I saw him handing out." Right. So you were like it. early in that way, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like before he was done. It's like you used to only be able to find out about artists if the industry pushed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the internet opened up, and a lot of this like organic rise and guerrilla movements happened. To the point where it was very clear, like if you blew up via internet and guerrilla style, or if like an industry put put you there, and so it started this conversation of nah, you're not as real as them, and you know, and for me it's like it, it used to fuck with me a lot to be honest. People call me an industry plant because discredits all the work you did, yeah, bro. Because I am the furthest thing from it. And it's like, and I get mad because I'm like, one, discredits the work, but two, I'm like, damn, bro, like, y'all are missing out on so much inspiration. Mm. Do you understand that, like, if you actually realize the truth, that you would realize you can do it too? Yeah. Mm. They don't you know want what I'm that. saying? It's like, bro. They want the justification like, for why they why didn't they do it. it. Yeah. They don't want to know. Of course. They'd rather not do the work and have an excuse. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, bro. It's part of the Nepo thing. He's on because yeah. he cheated, not right. because you're nice. Right. And you were, it Work worked your ass And you figured out the system and you did that. Well, your yeah, hands bro. had money, so it actually it doesn't count what you yeah. did. Yeah. And it, bro, it used to bother the fuck out of me. Because I prided myself on that. It was a part of my identity. Yeah. It was my come up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Damn, y'all about it. Like, especially it came during a time where they were taking away everything else, it felt mm-hmm. like. I was like, damn, y'all taking away that too? Yeah. Like, that was the thing that was like Teflon. Like, yeah. like, like wait, what? y'all are saying this now? What were they saying? And I remember the dude who started the rumor, straight up. And what, I'm cool with him now. What rumor? What were they saying? So the He's rumor was, it started on Kanye Tither. It was a forum. Yeah. Right? And the rumor was my dad worked for Columbia. Oh. And that's how I got on. Yeah. First of all, none of that makes sense. Right? It's like, so then... Why did I have to put out 11 mixtapes? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so he conveniently got hired after the 11th mixtape? It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Son, put out 11 mixtapes and I'll make you famous. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, right. And I remember just being so pissed, bro. So pissed. And um, and there's still people who, like, you know, I get the comments of, like, this fake independent shit. Talk about how your dad gave you all the... I'm like, What? Where do you think this comes from in people? It, it com- Not just you. This is a human... I think... You know what it comes from? It comes from an inability to look at yourself. Yeah. Mm. It's an inability to have accountability mm. for the choices you've made and where they've landed you. And it's easier to say, I haven't gotten to where I want to get to 
because I'm not cheating like yeah. he is. I would say it's a fear of looking at yourself. Absolutely. You know, even inabilities almost gives them too the much fear, The fear like, provides that inability. Yeah. yeah, they're not dumb. They're terrified. It's scary to look at yourself and it's failure. scary to it's awful, realize bro. those things. It's awful, especially if you view yourself and your identity is tied to you being awesome. Yeah. And you being the man. That for me was like my downfall. Yeah. Was like, I got my, I got my perceived confidence from thinking I was the man. Mm. And so when things would happen that would tell me I wasn't the man, mm. it, it like, and I talk about it on the song Fraud on Santiago, it wasn't surface level where it's like, okay, big deal. Like people said, you're not the man. It's like, nah, beneath the surface is, it made me question, well, then who am I then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you the imposter syndrome shit. Right. Because yeah. if who I am is the man <sighs> yeah. and something happens that's like, you're clearly not, then it's like, well, who am I then? Yeah. You know? And it fuck with my head. Because Can deep down, you? you're like, I'm not the man. I'm not the man. Can and I see? And if I'm not, confirming and it, that. And if I'm not the man, what am I? I'm nothing. Yeah. Do you ever think about how beneficial the insecurity was? Because, And I'm curious, do you ever think like, yo, if I was fully secure, what would I be doing right now? Because I don't think you'd be this. I think if I was, you know what? Let me let me actually answer it like this. I think there was a big, big part of me, and still is, where I compare my struggles. Meaning, like, damn, my struggles aren't valid because my struggles aren't that struggle. Mm. And yeah, I, do that. I had to realize that, you know what? Yeah, maybe I didn't grow up a certain way. But I had my own struggles that are specific difficult. to me, yeah. that are difficult. And yeah, maybe my struggle wasn't my mom was an alcoholic and my dad left or whatever the fuck it is, right? It's like, but maybe my struggle was what it was on Santiago. And, you know, it's like to compare struggles also fuels that imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, so if my struggle isn't as tough perception wise mm-hmm. as their struggle, his struggle, her struggle, that means that my shit isn't real. Mm. And that made me start like dismissing my own struggle. Yeah. Mm. Where it was like, bro, get over it. Yeah. Right. Cause your shit is not even as real as that. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's like that comes from comparing struggles and thinking time. that my shit needs to be that. Yeah. And it's like you I know. think the fear might be if you put it out there and then people tell you that's not even a real struggle. Then you got vulnerable, and then you get told the shit that hurt your feelings wasn't even worth getting your feelings hurt. And you're like, yeah. well, fuck. Oh, what? yeah, getting gaslit by society is just par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that, I mean, because that's what that is, right? Mm-hmm. When I canceled the European tour, and I didn't even fully know why I needed to cancel, but I just knew I needed to, I was getting gaslit by the thousands in Say the end. Oh, like, uh, for lack of better words, get over it. Mm-hmm. Big deal. I'm going through shit too. My girl just left me. I just lost my job. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, so fuck what I'm going through then. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and because that's how men operate. Yeah. I think that's it's how, just that's how su- men operate. It's also men, but it's also like successful people. It's like nobody wants to hear Jeff Bezos' problems. Like if you got right. a problem with your girl, keep that shit to yourself. Straight up. And I think there's less. Yeah. And that, I get yeah. And, and I get that. There is a lack of empathy, but I, you know, I talked cost of success. I've talked about and, and, and it is forever. To use your word, odd to me, because (laughs) it is awfully odd that as successful people, we are not allowed to experience the average human emotion without scrutiny. However, 
the average human expects us to act like we're not above them. But you treat us like we hmm. are above feeling what you feel. I think that's, that's what's confusing to me, hmm. right? That, it's like if the average person is like, you're so rich and successful, you're not allowed to be sad. It's like, okay, let's go, let's go with that. So you're telling me that in a way, you're telling me I'm above you. I'm so much above you that I can't even feel your peasant emotions. You know what I'm saying? I don't think and they so, say you're not allowed to be sad. That's I just, what it is. I think they say we just don't care if you're sad. No, because but, you're but, so but even no, 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 no. It's, it's you literally can't like be sad about rich shit. Mm. Don't, no, don't, it's not. No, no, no. It's not even rich. It's you just, could be sad about breaking up with your girl. No, you no. can't. I no, think that they would have empathy because no, they went just, through that. It's just if you're rich, all of your problems are like. You literally really, just said Jeff Bezos. Then you I really, hear we're not your problems to, with your and, girl. And so to me, if he got I, cheated on with by his I just girl, think he it's interesting how, how society holds celebrities to an emotional standard that's above their own, and then act bizarre and act offended if a celebrity acts like they're above them. But you have literally told them who you think they are. You think they're above you because you think they are uh, uh, immune. To feeling what you feel, because they've achieved something higher than you could ever achieve. Oh, maybe they feel like I think that's something important to understand. Is like a, achieving like wealth specifically is yeah. so monumentally difficult. Like there, there are people that are they can't even fathom making oh. what you might make in a month. Right. So the idea of having that, it feels if you don't have it that it would solve all the problems. Sure. It, it, because it's so like, it's so just far-fetched. Yeah. So they can't even conceptualize or empathize with going through these other things because yeah. in their mind, just like all of us before we had any money, we were like, man, if I had all the money, they I'd wouldn't be, good. be a fucking care in the world. Mm, right. A girl breaks up with me, I'm getting another girl. I'm getting right. four girls. I'm going on vacation to this. So so there just probably is a lack of empathy for it. There's a, ma and, and this is why I always tell like my fans and people is like, listen, I think, the best level of understanding somebody could give you sometimes is understanding that you don't understand. And just give me that. Mm. Like, cause in that there is understanding. Mm -hmm. Like you could tell me something you're going through and I may not relate to it, yeah. but I can at least deploy the empathy and understanding to know that I don't understand. And so mm -hmm. therefore I'm not going to pass judgment and say you should or shouldn't be feeling this. I'm just going to understand that I don't understand. That ain't what the internet's for. Yeah. No. <laughs> commenting, hey, listen, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Is not gonna The people happen. that don't understand don't comment. Exactly. <laughs> no, the people that yeah. don't understand comment and say this is dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The people that understand <laughs> yeah. don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. The people that have like, empathy are just gonna not say anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's like I, I like I saw this on or I said this on Twitter like earlier. It's like social media like birthed the the rise of the haters because being cool in a lot of people's eyes is getting views and retweets and negativity gets the most views and retweets. So you got a bunch of people who yeah. want to be cool. Mm. And the quickest way to get there is by being a hater mm. and passing judgment. So like, it's cool to like, we all laugh, me included, like see a quote tweet. Just If it's got enough retweets, it must be funny and it's hilarious and you laugh and it's like, damn, it's kind of crazy that like random people with no profile picture just like get pop in and get paid now off of being a hater. Yeah. Like, I'm not from that generation where it's like, you got literally applauded for being a hater. Yeah. Because we would have just asked like, but what do you do yeah, with no, your life? Yeah. 
And it's like, if your claim to your bank account is, oh, I pass judgment and I hate on Twitter, that's how like, I get money. You're a loser. I don't care how you got your money. Like, yeah. You're a loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's fact. You're still a loser. Though. Like, now, is know. that the cost of success? Yeah, that comes with the dinner. It's like, yeah, par for the course. Like, like I wonder if some of this is, like, as, as maybe annoying as it is, uh, as, you know, we can call the behavior, loser behavior, whatever, part of the cost of being able to take your mom around the whole world. Oh, yeah, that, that has to, to come America, with it. Do it. There's going to be a negative has to it. Has to be trade-offs. Yeah. and it Has to be trade-offs. Yeah, and it's like, if that's the trade-off, so be it. Yeah. You know why? Because it's like, the positive is so much crazy. The positive is crazy. The negative. It's like, all right, so the negative is like, maybe once in a blue moon, like something goes viral about you negatively. The positive is every day, my mom is good in, in a beach Your house and I'm late. It's like, so like maybe three times a year I get shit on, but 365 days out the year, I'm living my dream. Yeah. Right? Mm. So like I win yeah. ever, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing to focus on 100% yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's easy to get to, re- yeah. well, cause we're so zoomed in. It's also like it, when you create art or you really create, care about the thing that you're creating, Anything that is it's hard to not personalize displayed negatively about yeah, it, like it hurts you a little bit, you of know? Of course. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah. Because we're so close. If we were creating a fucking power bar or we're creating, you know, some yeah. random product, it's not like our love and our passion is <laughs> yeah. in it. We're like, how much yeah. protein can we get into this bar? Oh, did we get 40 grams? Okay, we got it in. I also think that's our genius, though, is having, and this is, Rick Rubin talks about this, the antennas being up. Mm. Yeah, the sensitivity the is sensitivity, what allows it's that's like, taste, to be honest with it's, you. It's yeah. like, you look at somebody like Kanye, or you look at somebody like not Drake. Him, but, yeah, I'm bored now. And it's not like, not no, but listen, but it's like you look at somebody like Kanye or Drake, and it's like, damn, why are they so big? Yeah, the music's great and whatever, but a lot of what's impacting and, and staying with people is the vulnerability and, and their ability to be sensitive to what they're feeling yeah. and express it in an authentic way. That can't happen if, if you don't give a fuck. Yep. The reality, though, is that that attribute doesn't live inside of a vacuum. It's going to also bleed over into other aspects of their life. And so you're going to get outbursts because they're sensitive. Yeah. Because they're feeling. You can't be good at this if you're not sensitive. You can't be a great artist if you're not sensitive. No, it's like I used to be, um, I used to feel, uh, it didn't last long, but it was for a little bit where I was like, man, like, I'm too sensitive. I got to let this shit go. And I was like, nah, bro. That is literally my That's super magic. Power. Yeah. Like my ability to have the antenna up and to receive the the message and and execute it without interference is the superpower. Mm. And if I start letting the outside world tell me that having my antennas up is weak, then I'll be y'all. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be y'all. Yeah. Y'all suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to feel it's like I don't want to live y'all's life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Russ, um, listen, we've been, I don't know how long we've been going yeah. on this. Damn, uh, four hours, is that I the think. time right yeah, there? Yeah. Five and a half? No, 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 no. Five thirty. What time did we start? Jesus Christ. Start like one thirty or something like that? Yeah. About four hours rolling at Oh time. my God. Yeah. Bro. Uh, okay. So then before we go, anything else? What is what is the next 
20 years, in 20 years when we come back and we reflect on this, when we're chilling on the Amalfi Coast and we're laughing about the last vacation that we went on and all the family is good and there's more family and that family even has family, all those things are happening. Where, what is the conversation about? Where is Russ mentally? What are you creating? Honestly, I think for me, uh, I just want to get closer and closer to an authentic balance between my personal life and my career. Mm. And I think my whole 20s, I spent down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of feeding my career, Yeah, you know, which is natural and it's good and it's paid off. And now I'm trying to like incorporate some of this balance. And I think in 20 years, like I'm never going to stop making music. It's like, are you ever going to stop like thinking shit is funny? Never. Like, no. So it's like, I'll always be making music. I just think... I want to get even closer to this place of like, y'all just don't see me, feel me though, you know? Yeah. And that's it. Because to the to the fisherman fable, it's like, that's what it's about. Like, that's it. I'm already living like that, but I want to get even closer to like, yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm putting out music from this island and like, you know, that's that. You I'll take seven years off, then you make an album. Yeah, yeah because so bro, because to be honest, like, I'm, I'm also it. trying to show my fans and show people who care enough to pay attention that there's an authentic alternative way to like do this whole music thing. And sometimes I beat myself up for not playing the game more, being in LA and being on the scene and like, damn, I should have been at that party. And I bet if I had a spot in LA for three months, I would have been here. And it's like, yeah, maybe you would have been, but then what? And and maybe it would have paid off here. But it's like, damn, bro, ask yourself the why. The why is so important. It's like, all right, so you could have moved there. You could have went to that party. You could have said something different. Why though? Oh, well then people will fuck with me more and they would know that I'm really who I think I am. Oh, so you don't think you are who you think you are. It's like, mm. it's, a, it's a lack of yeah. your own approval. Mm. And so I'm just trying to get closer to the point of like, bro, like y'all can run around and chase all this weirdo shit. And I just, I want to deploy empathy to everyone. Mm-hmm. I wish I could talk to every artist who's popping and just be like, and just talk straight up because I feel like all of us are living inside of this fucking tunnel where we can't move either way. And we think we're the only ones in here. And we see everyone else's Instagram and everyone else's success. And we assume that, damn, man, they have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that they're sitting there like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And we're just all too prideful to like talk to each other. And, you know, I try and I try to hit up people, but I, but I understand like the music business, it's politics. Yeah. You know? And I, and I mean that not in the like, uh, I don't know, in the weird way. It's like everyone's a politician. Mm-hmm. And so you, you fuck with, somebody based off of like temperature right now and what they can do for you right now. Sure. And like, if it doesn't make sense, you won't even respond to the DM, but maybe you got a hit on radio. Hey, what's up? Like, keep grinding, you crush it. And all this shit. Like, I just wish, you know, I wish people knew my intentions. I wish people knew that they don't have to compromise who they are to reach the masses. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get closer to feeling better about the person I'm choosing to be on a day-to-day. Mm. Amen to that, my boy. Mm.
Russ, go check out Santiago and go check out the single that's dropped. Uh, by the time this come out, it was I've already dropped. Yes, beautiful. Go check it out right now. My it's man. another relationship problem song. Spin it. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.